Welcome to the Pulp MX Show, presented by BTOSports.com. Coming to you live from Las Vegas, right out outside Lions Den, with your host, Steve Mathis. And now, strap in and get ready. It's showtime. I just don't like the guy. The guy's just a douchebag. Wah, wah, wah. Welcome, everybody. Monday night, March 30th, 2015, the Pulp MX Show. Coming at you! BTOsports.com, fly racing on board with us tonight. Thanks for listening. We appreciate it. We're live in Las Vegas, and uh, who knows what can happen tonight. Very exciting show. All privateer show. Nick Schmidt, Killy Rusk, Ben LeMay, Ronnie Stewart, all on tonight. Uh, pumped about that and looking forward to having some great guys talking about the sport of Supercross. We have the BTOsports.com Gabba Gibb segment. We have the Eat Race Tech email segment. We have the, the uh, NFAB question of the day and the X-Brand Goggle tear-offs. Thanks, uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Appreciate it. Don't forget you can get this show on the Pulp MX app, you can get it on Stitcher. You can listen live on the Pulp MX app and live on Stitcher. You can get the archives on the app. You can get the archives on iTunes, of course, and uh, and all that. So thanks for listening, man. We appreciate it. It's going to be an interesting show. We've got a lot of stuff going on, and uh, Jason Thomas will join us later, of course. BTOsports.com, Fly Racing, Race Tech Suspension, Vortex Racing, Roost Graphics, X-Brand Goggles, NFAB Jeep and Truck Parts, Hot Cams, Works Connection, Atlas Neck Braces, FMF Racing, W Wheels, Guts Racing, Two Under, Galford Brakes, KTMPartsExpress.com, and Black Ops Moto all on board with us. Check out sponsor deals on PulpMXShow.com. we got discount codes for most everything that we uh, are associated with here. So, yeah, we're excited to have you guys. And, uh, again, I'm Steve Mathis. With me in studio this week, uh, he is uh, Transworld Motocross online editor. He's at all the races, or most of them anyways. First time coming into the lines of Dan at the Pulp MX Show, and we're happy to have him here. Michael Antonovich. What's up, Michael? How are you? How's it going, Steve? What's new, Line Tom? Not much. Just staying on the road. St. Louis? How was it? It was good. Got to go home. You're just saying that because it's your hometown. That's it. Yeah, but, I mean, it has its perks, and it has its <laughs> What, the arch and the blues? I don't even go to that stuff. <laughs> the blues are good. The blues are good. Blues are on fire. Blues are really good. Uh, thanks for coming by. Drove thanks up for here. having me. Yeah, man. Really appreciate it. I've been, I've been bugging you for a while to come in, and uh, glad you took us up on it, so... Oh, yeah. No, we landed uh, yesterday after St. Louis, uh-huh. and I was home for the whole week because I rode down with Big B in the Cowie truck from Detroit, Yeah, and then followed them all week, flew back to San Diego where we live, and then drove out here at noon. So, it's all good. And driving back tonight. So, wow. Gnarly. Busy week. 702-586-7857. Give us a call anytime. Uh, also in studio, just arriving, just in the nick of time, former factory rider, former AMA Supercross and Motocross winner. Former GP winner, World Supercross champion, second place in the 125 Supercross title, beating McGrath, beating Carmichael, beating Ferry, beating Pastrana. The great David Villeman. What's up? How are you? I'm all right. You like that intro? Not bad. Not bad? You, for- uh, you forgot uh, Motocross the Nations. Oh, yeah, Motocross the Nations champion also, but America didn't race, so does it really count? It does. <laughs> it's on the paper. <laughs> Uh, thanks for coming by, buddy. Appreciate it. You're in Vegas hanging out? You're just chilling? Yeah, I'm here for the week, actually. Right. So we don't have you all show, but we got you for a couple hours. So I'm Yeah, I can't with someone. I don't think I want to drag her here for four hours. <laughs> why not? It's the Lions Den, bro. Yeah. Tell her to come up and we'll look s- at the Tim Ferry jerseys, we'll the Tim Ferry photos, the Tim Ferry. No, she went to uh, fill up the town call and get some food. So. Okay. All right. Uh, uh, also, hey, taking your calls, producing the show, handling things behind the scenes. 
trying to get a new pair of Fly Sector boots, the Devin Gibbs. What's going on, guys? How are you, Gibbs? Doing all right. You didn't get your boots yet? Nah. He's not going to give them to me. Well, he spelled Brian Brain last show. He was on his way, and then he had a relapse. So we're working on it, though. A little, little closer. It's only a type, for a typo, you can't get a pair of boots? Pretty much. He, he was close. He was working his way up. And then, you know, these things happen. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. We appreciate it. And it's uh, going to be a fun show to, uh, to have tonight. We've got an all-privateer show. And we're going to have DV. We're going to talk to DV a little bit about uh, St. Louis and a little bit of GP's uh, RV, of course. Round three happened. Uh, I want to get we're gonna DV's take on that. Um, and uh, many other things. But I guess first, let's... Um, Let's talk St. Louis, Anton. I'll start with you. Uh, yeah, Dungey Marvin won. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> like, my dad went to the races, and he was super into it, but I was just like, oh, my God, I've seen this so many times already. When, Nothing against them. Right. But I, it's turning into the same thing. When Martin city. passed Marvin back, I got a little frisky. I'm like, maybe we got a race. Maybe we got a race. But no. 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 It looked like Marvin gapped him right away. Yeah. And then it just progressively got bigger and bigger yeah. and bigger. Like, the top five, it had to be 15 seconds between them yeah. within just a few laps. It looked like a good track for racing. Track was good. Dirt's it always looked, good, of it, course. I don't know if it was coincidence after everybody complaining and saying mellower tracks, but, like, those first few sections, I was like, ooh, if I had a good day, I might be able to get through that first lane and not kill myself. <laughs> but everything else was like, yeah, Every- I'm, there's no way I'm hitting that. Yeah, yeah, it's... Uh... Looked like a fun track and, and looked like we were going to have some good racing. Tomac got a bad start, rode his balls off to get second, but what do yeah. you think? Dunges, I mean, we can do. Especially when he's second through the first turn. Yeah. And then, it's, and then Andrew crashes, which was horrifying. Like, <laughs> I don't like seeing anybody crash the and then fly seeing ra- that one. The fly racing uh, spring uh, launch of their gear, r- literally launch. That launch. was a launch. Yeah. DV, did you, did you watch the race? You, you've, been, you've been out of it for a while for these races, but. No, I watched all of them. Okay, what happened with Short's crash? What, no, was, what no, was up with that? No idea. I, I have no <laughs> idea why you went what, all the way right like this. Okay, uh, but did the bike jack up? It almost seemed like, how do you, he was pretty far forward and the thing just. I think he overjumped his little double. Do, yeah. He overjumped it and when he landed kind of like in that pocket. Mm-hmm. And somehow suspension <laughs> rebounded and he was kind of almost like cross-threaded. Yeah. To the right. It was weird though, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like. There's no way you could crash there, but he did. <laughs> he got lucky. Got really lucky. It seemed like he just lost all forward momentum. And mm. just like, that was it. And then he just went off to the side. Yeah, yeah that was it. Yeah, no doubt about it. Hey, we're going to give a fly race and F2 dubstep helmet on the show tonight. I just don't know how we're going to give this helmet away. You have any ideas? Give it to me. You, you really want it? You're going to back racing? You're going to be racing again? Or you're going to sell it on eBay? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Money's a little tight for you? With your, you and your Lincoln Town car? It was good. It was what did you the, buy? What the, did you buy? The Dow was up one point five percent today, so it's good. What did you buy for a car? What is that thing? I like it. It's a Lincoln Town car. What year? Oh three. Oh three. Eighty five thousand miles. Just full. Yeah. It was kind of like not super clean. Mm-hmm. I got it detailed. It's like. You get it, it's almost brand new inside. <laughs> just like a big Instead. boat driving up. Like I got a. I got a. Um, I had a cassette tape in there. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah, which wasn't very good. Right. So I got a good, uh, you know, I spent 400 bucks on a, a nice stereo. Mm-hmm. Bluetooth, everything, microphone for the... Yeah. To uh, talk on the phone. play your hipster music. That's what I did right. driving here. No, it's good. I, lo- <laughs> I always loved that car. always wanted one. 
my ex-wife hated it. Hated that car when we had it for like a rental car. Oh, you had rent- yeah, because I've rented him a couple times too. Yeah, yeah, because I always liked him when I rented him, and then Erica was hated it. Right, and there was no way I was going to buy one. When I was with her, so I'm not anymore, so I can buy whatever I want. A lot of guys, so a lot of buy, guys buy Ferraris and Lambos, midlife crises, you know? DV buys an 03 town car. That's what I would buy. <laughs> I had an 02 in high school that was white. It looked like a giant cruise ship going down the highway. <laughs> Dude, it was so rad. How's the gas mileage? You know what? It was it's really like, good. Uh, oh, yeah. it, wasn't, it yeah. wasn't bad. Okay. Three quarter of a thing to come here. All right. DV. It, was, it wasn't bad. 64.25 I paid for it. Six thousand four hundred twenty-five yeah. bucks. Yeah, hell of a deal. <laughs> no, it was good, and I loved it. <laughs> oh man! If you want like the sports car version of that, you just get the police intruder version. Oh, okay, yeah. And then you just do that. Yeah. It's all black. And yeah, fuck it. Um, uh, hey, um, we got lots to talk about tonight, and uh, I guess let's touch more on St. Louis here. So, um, uh, Jason Anderson makes a return to the podium. Mm-hmm. Un- kind of hard to believe that it's his first podium since the opening round. When he came out, you're like, oh, my God, look at this kid. Like, he was great. He rode awesome at Anaheim 1. And then he, and then what's more impressive is he turned around a little bit because he, he, he'd had a couple crappy races. And to turn around and get third, pretty well, good, good job by him. Really good considering he left Detroit in an ambulance. Yeah. Yeah. In, ambulance? Yeah. We walked out of the stadium after the race, and uh-huh. he was just sitting in the back because he had that big get-off. Yeah. And they just wanted him to get checked out. But, mm-hmm. I mean, everything was fine. He just wanted to be safe. Yep. And then he, like, quietly was in the top five. Everybody saw Dungey and Yeah, he was passing for, passing, re- or going for after Reed, right? In, in Detroit. In Detroit. Yeah. yeah, but, yeah. like, in St. Louis for qualifying, oh, okay. he was, everybody was watching Eli and Ryan battle back and forth for the top time. And then him and Weston got right in, you know, top five fastest times. But he did solid. You know, he just got there where he needed to get. I mean, having two podiums in rookie year is good. Oh yeah, no doubt. So and, and, and you know, we got more to go. So who yeah. knows? Maybe he's maybe he's going to rebound a little bit. You know, uh, finally. And um, do we know if Barsha's coming back? For I heard Houston. Houston. Yeah. And uh, we should have uh, Roxon back for Houston. Yep. As well. I guess he was riding at Elsinore today. DV, your excitement level for this series on a one to ten right now. Right now, where are we at? <clears throat> I actually like it. I don't seriously. Even if Roxon and and. Guys, yeah, they're not there, and Canal. Um, I still like it. I still like to to watch Eli and uh, even Dunji. You know, I think it. Everybody thinks like, oh, Alden Baker changed him, but I think he's the same guy. He just like seems like he took. Uh, he he knows now he can win on mm-hmm. any given night, and I think uh, his confidence is way up. He's riding. He doesn't do anything special. Just riding. Yeah. You know, just riding well. No, if someone no, wants, if someone wants to go 100, percent they no, can go ahead and, and yeah. pass him. You know, he'll no, go 95. Yeah, no mistake. And um, yeah, he's riding w- really well. And um, so is Tomac. Tomac always been riding good, but like you know, I wrote it in my column for like um, multiple times. Uh, he needs to, you know, chill. You know, relax yeah. and Tomac, and, you're talking. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. I think he, he's getting there. You know, he, if he doesn't, if he start like top three, top five, and rides like this, he's gonna win. Mm-hmm. If he doesn't make a mistake or whatever, but it, he's too much on the edge. He's on the edge of making a mistake mm-hmm. every turn, every jump. Even in Detroit, when you won, mm-hmm. 
you look at him, you you are scared. Yeah, he had a couple of sketchy moments. Uh, yeah. I mean, I just watched no, it on TV. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. You're scared. Yeah, yeah. You're scared because he's going to throw it away at any moment. Mm-hmm. And that's what he, he needs to work on. He needs to be consistent, smooth, and just relax. He, I think he, he wants to be almost like um, James Stewart. Um, uh, you know, he wants to push the envelope. Crush everybody, like win by a lot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah because, right. you know, you don't have to be a, right 100% of what you know to win a race. Right. You know, and I think that's what uh, Eli needs to realize and um, try to work that way. You mm-hmm. know, like, and, and I hate this saying, like, to go slow, to go fast. But Right. He's <laughs> saying it again. Yeah. yeah. And, but it's kind of like a little bit like this. You know, he needs to kind of be more patient. Mm-hmm. Behind um, Dungey in Detroit, the first five laps, it was insane. I thought it was the last race, <laughs> the last five laps of right. the last race, and he had to win to win the championship. That's how he rode. I'm like, you cannot race like this, the first five laps of the main event. Mm-hmm. This, uh, you know, yes, it worked out and he won, right. but he was also sketchy in Detroit. You know? if, if Roxon's 100% and Hangtown's in a couple weeks, is Dungey the favorite? To win an outdoor 450 title? Um, I don't know. I think that's going to be all his confidence. Like Tomac style, I think, suits better outdoors. A little better outdoors. Also, yes, but depending on the tracks. Somewhere like where you have to do like a lot of outsides and wide open and not really think about what you're doing, mm-hmm. he's going to be good. Red Bud, maybe Bus Creek. Um, some other tracks, you don't, you can't really perform like this, you mm-hmm. know, and... Uh, um, I think there's definitely a few outdoor tracks where slowing down to go faster is better. Yeah, well, sure go, yeah. and then you know, picking your lines is better. Mm-hmm. But um, I think uh, the Supercross season will help uh, Dungey um, towards outdoors. You know, I think his confidence, he mm-hmm. knows, you know, he's he's, going, he's having his best Supercross season ever, and, um, and and yeah, I think the confidence, you know, is going to mm-hmm. move to outdoors, but. For me, Rotten is more of an outdoor rider than Supercross. Okay. You know? So you put the he, defending he, champ. Yeah, maybe he, he's getting there. He's getting there because, uh, um, um, you know, he's, he's also very good in Supercross. But he's a Euro. A Euro, by definition, is better outdoor rider no matter what. And... Um, and if you remember, a year ago, I picked Roxen to win the, the National last year. You be- did. Because... That's what he knows. That's what mm-hmm. he's good at. He's better than Supercross and outdoors because he knows to, how to ride sand, ruts, alpac, everything. Mud, whatever, yeah. Yeah. So I think, um, and I, I still think, you know, the Suzuki is a better bike outdoors than, than KTM. Even with the new bike, mm-hmm. we're going to have to wait a couple rounds to see Dungey's bike because the last few years, you know, KTM's been up there. Mm hmm. But the bike, they looked like shit outdoors. Yeah, I and mean, that's one of the reasons Dun- uh, Roxon left. He yeah. uh, he was not happy with that bike. Yeah, I've seen I've seen Dungey win Washougal a couple of years ago. Yeah, I didn't want to ride his bike. His bike <laughs> looks so horrible. Anton, what mm-hmm. about you? If if Hangtown's tomorrow, or assuming Rox is one hundred percent, who who do you like? I'd say Ken. Yeah, yeah. Just because if he comes in fresh and he's ready and he's on a bike that he really really wants to ride. Unlike last year, where he started hating it there towards the end, or, mm-hmm. or whatever his comments were, and he knows he has to defend, he'll do anything he can to win. 
Interesting. Uh, KTM Parts Express, speaking of KTM, the number one online source for genuine KTM parts and accessories. Their warehouse is stocked with a huge inventory of genuine KTM parts. You want to save 15%? Type in the code PULPAMEX15, KTMPartsExpress.com. Uh, their goal is to get you the parts when you need them. They've got the hard parts. They've got over 35 years of experience, and more and more people are riding KTM. And So go to KTMPartsExpress.com. Uh, I don't want to put you on a spot, Anton, but I'm going to put you on a spot because this is the Pulp Mech Show, and this is what we do. And with that, let's go right into our NFAB question of the day. The NFAB question of the day. Dress up your Jeep, truck, your SUV with the hottest-looking, hardest-working accessories from NFAB. To learn more about NFAB products, visit n-fab.com. Uh, step systems, light mounting solutions, bumpers, NFAB, JGR team with uh, Nicoletti, Barsha, and Pike. So, Anton, you're a team manager or team owner. DV used to be a manager. Um, and you have to pick our guests, one of our guests tonight. Nick Schmidt, Killy Rusk, Ben LeMay, or Ronnie Stewart, the all-privateer show on the Pulp Mech Show. Indoors and out, who do you hire? Schmidt. Indoors and out. I would still say Schmidt just because okay. like, right. the way that he rides, especially lately, he's going to do – he's going to fight for everything he's got. He's been really well. All right. I mean, granted, not every track is milestone, but he's yeah, coming around. I mean, if you think milestone. the milestone assassin, <laughs> yeah. if you think of like just the little issues that he's had to come over lately, if he didn't have to worry about how the bike was going to be, or mm-hmm. you know, blow out an engine case or something like that every yeah. weekend, he he could probably be way better than what he's doing. Okay, all right. DV, you had to hire one guy out of those privateers tonight that we're having on the show. Say again, Nick? Schmidt, Rusk, Lemay, and Ronnie Stewart. You know what? I like Rusk. Yeah? Myself. I, I don't even know right. how he looks like. Right. I, I don't never know what him. he looks like or anything. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I know he has a 58 or whatever. Right. On the Where's Axo gear? Yeah. Well, the only good. guy wearing Axo. <laughs> and um, I've seen him ride a few times, and I think he actually rides pretty good. I don't think there's, there would be like, mm-hmm. um, it wouldn't be that difficult to make him even way right. better than what he is right now. And uh, did he. Did he want a semi in San Diego or something? Absolutely, yeah. He won a semi in San Diego. Beat Brock Tickle at the line there. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. I was uh, in a suite. I'm like, what? <laughs> I didn't even know who he was. Uh, so, yeah, I might, right. I, might, I might take a shot at Rusk. I'm saying screw you guys. I'm going Ben LeMay. Although Ben's probably a little older than those guys. <laughs> LeMay's solid outdoors, man. Yes, but I, th- you know, I work with him, and I like the kid. Uh, nice kid. Um, I don't know. It seems like he's... Um, Okay, well, this is what I got to say. You're out of your mind, dude. Well, Tony says that anyways. Is, um, Tony said you're out of your mind. Is it too, I think he's a little scared. I feel he's scared. Okay. He let, like in um, St. Louis, he mm-hmm. let somebody go by in an e-race. Like, just go. Go. Not even, <laughs> not even fight. It was in a semi or an e-race. Mm-hmm. It was um, the turn after the split lanes. Mm-hmm. And he was on the inside, and the guy was on the outside. And instead of going like wide and and on a regular line and, right. and close the door, yeah. he just stayed down and let the guy goes by mm-hmm. on the outside. You know, that's kind of like I was like, N dash fab dot com. That's been the N fab question of the day. Michael Antonovich from Trans World Motocross. Love this you should, guy right here. You should uh, go after Anton here for some money that his editor Don Maeda cost you doing a photo shoot. No two. Yeah. What, 1.2 million? <laughs> yeah. Did you hear that story, Anton? Oh, you yeah. must have heard it. It's legendary. Oh, I haven't. Yeah, a little bit here and there. 
And then I remember, because I was a kid living back in St. Louis when that happened, and I, and I remember Sorry seeing about it that. on the internet. <laughs> a kid like, living in St. Louis. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> but I remember seeing it on the internet because I was so hyped that year for oh, somebody to challenge it was going to be good. It sucked. DV was on fire, and then he went out with Maeda out to the hills. Doesn't matter. It was a lot of racing to go. Eight races. And you know what? Ricky never lost a championship, ever. Mm-hmm. When he was, like, in, um, after, uh, like, uh, from outdoor 2000. Yeah. On, on the 2000. Yeah, the only, he and then he never, he never lost the title. Right. Only when he was hurt. Yeah. Or the one he did part race when he did the part half season or whatever. Yeah, that yeah. was 07 or right. whatever. But he never lost. Uh, so it's tough for me to say, you know, you know what? I would have yeah. won. You were riding pretty good, DV. It's tough. You know who got top privateer that year? Speaking of privateers, Nick Way, Moto Triple X Yamaha, tuned by me. That guy's going down. Uh, welcome back to the show, everybody. We appreciate it. Uh, were, were you like um, painting the frame every weekend? Uh no no we were changing them every four or five races they were steel frames so we just swapped them out I used to have to paint didn't red dot like, frame though didn't like Nick was pissed when you you know paint his frame or no that uh, was Keeney Nick was pissed I wouldn't wash his spokes with a scrub brush like he wanted me to scrub brush his spokes when I washed the bike and he used to get so mad at me so then it got to a point where I wasn't doing it then he was getting mad at me DV because when I was mixing the gas like the, the a sixteen ounce bottle. With four gallons is thirty-two to one. That's you just know that, right? So I would take a sixteen. Like three percent. What? Three percent. I don't know what you're talking about. Metric system. Three percent. I don't. I still don't know what you're talking about. I'm Canadian and I know metrics. I still don't know what you're talking about. When you miss gas, it's three okay. percent oil for gas. Oh, okay. So I used to dump the sixteen ounce bottle into the four gallons of gas. And then, like, maybe pour some gas into the bottle and then, you know, get rid of it. Yeah. And he would freak out because I wouldn't use a ratio right. And I'm like, Nick, I don't need to pour the whole bottle into a ratio right where that tells me 32 to 1 and then dump the ratio right in the gas. Like, I just know this is 32 to 1. But it was too much oil anyway. Well, you and your dad and your, and your theories. Okay. 50 to 1 is enough. 50 to 1. Okay. All right. A Yamaha, they, you used to do that when I got here. Not when I was there. Yeah, but when I got there in 2000, yeah. they would put like the bottle, the, it's, it's 946 mm-hmm. milliliter right. in whatever bottle yeah. is that, in, the, in the five gallons. Five gallons. Right. Huh? And we, was, we, should, uh, we used to do 2%. 2% is 50, 50 to 1. D- DDA racing. Um, hey, so let me, uh, let me get into, oh, you know who else is riding well right now? Josh Grant. He's riding well right now. Um, beating his boss, Chad Reed. Reed had a bad night. Kind of. Yeah, I don't know what happened there. He just, just like. Like, dude, on TV, was he was invisible. Pushing. And then yeah. on TV, he was invisible. Just just never. Yeah. Wasn't and, good. And Josh was. There was that quad after the double end of the turn, and then there was another section. He yeah. was like one of the only. Him and Eli were the only two guys to really, really hit it. And then uh, JT was saying that Brayton was tripling in, or tripling into the split lane? Out of the saying? corner and yeah. then tripling. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Oh, okay. There's a million dudes. It's hard to watch. Right. Yeah. No, Brayton, uh, JT was saying that Brayton, when he was all Outside, by himself, because he crashed. Three. Yeah. He, he was all by himself, and he was like an 18th. He went off the track or whatever, and then he was just tripling in. And, like, wasn't really making that much so time. So, 3 two, 2 instead of I guess, two, right. three, two. Two, three, two, right, yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, so, yeah, it's kind of funny. He said he was just kind of out there by himself going, yeah, no one else was jumping it, so. Um, but Josh Grant, yeah, he's been turning. he's been turning some good laps lately. Yeah. He had a really rough start to the season, so it's good to see he's getting some results. I think he's just ready for the Nationals, just ready to get outdoors and 
I think everyone's Started ready fresh. for outdoors except yeah. for Ryan Dungey. Yeah. Did you get a sense of uh, at St. Louis everybody's testing this week? Oh, yeah, dude. Glen Helen Thursday, it's going to be a zoo. Will you be there? Will Trans will oh, be yeah. there? We're sending the whole crew. Oh, God, i got to call Racer X right now. You should. Send the whole crew to Racer X. Just get them on the next day flight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, we could just send Cudby. That's our only guy that we can send. He's in, he's in SoCal. And Ping, if he's around and not fighting fires. We'll uh, pull Hansel down. Yeah, we can. Uh, fly racing F2 dubstep helmet. We're going to give it away tonight on the show. Fly uh, gear. Best out there, bro. Pulp Mech Show presented by BTOsports.com. Somebody and wants fly racing. Hmm? Somebody wants some boots. It's Gibbs. Gibbs wants boots. See how I did that drop? Just perfect. Yeah. That was a great timing it for was. the drop. Hey, this guy's been on hold for a long time. Let's get to him. Luke, what's up? Welcome to the show. Hey, what's going on, guys? What's happening? What's on your mind? Uh, first of all, I want to give a huge shout-out to the seven Deuce Deuce for making the main event this week. Oh, yeah. Deuce Deuce. Is he going to be on the show tonight? Overexposed. <laughs> Stop it, DV. Overexposed? You're such a wet blanket sometimes. He's, he is. He's, okay, well, he's a good guy, and he's he a is. privateer, and he's getting off Privateer Island. and he's more, he, he gets more exposure than Tickle <laughs> or George Grant. <laughs> well, um, personality goes a long way. Yeah. People want to cheer for him. I'm joking. Hey, Luke, we're not going to have him on the show tonight, but he's going to be co-hosting coming up real soon here. So, okay, actually, yeah, he's co-hosting well, after Houston. So, yeah, he's coming up next show. Nice. We're off next well, week, uh, by the way. Sweet. Yeah. Okay. What's up, Luke? My my question is: Do you think it's possible that we could see Moose Can next year on a 350 in the 450 class in Supercross? No. Uh, I wouldn't think so. Yeah. No, because the factory edition is not commercialized. In, uh, Do they have th- a factory edition 350? What is uh, what is Karoti riding? That's <laughs> uh, a works bike. Who knows? Yeah, but I mean, they they don't commercialize the 350. That's why you did not see Muskan ride this year on a 350 because he, he has to ride. You the, mean the homologated? Old... You mean homologated? Is what you're saying? Homologated. Co- yeah, commercializes homologated. It's your French. Yeah, but it's the same thing. They don't no. sell it. They don't sell it. it no. Then it means you can't race it. And the he, he rode the 350 in Geneva. Yep. But then he trained with the 250 factory edition, mm-hmm. and the two bikes they feel the They're same. Little, yeah. You know, like when you ride them, yep. it's like going from a Honda to a Suzuki. So that's why he never raised the 350. I say, why don't you race the 350? He says, two yeah, I don't want. I don't want to go back to the old bike. There's no testing, no right. development, right. or nothing. There's no production race replica 350. Yeah, there is no such thing. Uh, there's the what SX was riding a couple years ago. Yeah, the old 350. It. That was the SX, yeah. the SX yeah. edition. Right. You have the SX, which is like the the regular the one 350. Yeah. And then you have the factory edition. That's right. what they're racing now. But they don't make a factory edition 350. No. Right. They I think in Europe they, they oh, might. Oh, they do. Okay. They might. I don't know. Um, anyways, um, Luke, you know what? Um, Roxon had a choice last year, and he was like, oh, "I'm going 450." The, everyone talks about how great the 350 is. Um, it's good for you know ninety five percent of the of the population out there that want to ride it and everything else. But at pro racing, the thing's not that good. So really, you know, Roxon had a choice last year. He's like, no, I'm going four fifty all the way. You know, um, I don't think Dunge has ever even once rode a three fifty. It's just you know, li- listen, when you have a four fifty, that's at the weight limit. What would you race a three fifty? Yeah, no, there's there's no no. 
I don't know why Kiroli's still ride that bike. Kiroli, think that's a 350, though? He is. No. He's my buddy. He's, He's my friend. He's my friend, too. No. Look at that. Look at what I have on the wall there, it doesn't bro. matter. It says, uh, to my buddy, Pulp. You had New Year's Eve dinner because he was with me, so shut up. No, but I agree with that. I asked him. I, no, it's, listen. I agree with that. I asked him. Uh, he, says, he says, it is a stupid 350. It is. Yeah, okay. So at Lakewood, he's just motoring up the hills at elevation on a 350 and just right with Dunge. It doesn't matter. 350 up. or 400 was a big deal. Yeah, yeah. I think it's about a 400. No. 420. You think, but you don't know. You have no idea. Yeah. You think you know, but you have no idea. Well, do you it know? Is. Have you seen it? You've just listened to him. They opened his freaking engine yeah. last year. Yeah. That was a 350. Yeah, and, and guess what race he got shitty starts at? The one that they opened the engine at. It the, one that, the one that KTM said. So they said, knew. So they knew they, they knew. were going to open. Yeah, absolutely. They, absolutely. How, how do did. you know? Because you stream and KTM are as tight as as. It does. Give me an yes. analogy here. No, there's no. They, you, you, you know what? You're thinking like a you paranoid in your no, head. No, I'm not paranoid. I just I've been to I've been to more GPs than you have in the last three years. Oh, just shut up. I have been. No, you know. I've been. No, I haven't. What GPs have you been to? The last three years? Yeah. None. No, okay, yeah. I've been to three or four and then Des Nations. I'm so telling you, that's the, three, the that's the 350. Uh, Luke, what you did. Look what you did, Luke. You've caused us to get in this big Sorry. Um, now, do you th- uh, DV, do you think Marvin signs with KTM for next year? I hope not. Okay. I hope uh, Kawasaki just fire everybody and he gets him as number one guy mm-hmm. and he, he goes there. I don't, you know, everybody's buddy-buddy. Everybody shares like... Trainers, uh, semi, wives, but at one point, you know. <laughs> wives? <laughs> if you want to win, you need to be the guy. You, you need to be number one, and there's no, you know. Mm-hmm. Denji's number one, you're always going to be number two, and you need to go somewhere where you're number one, and you have like the 10 guys plus the other 20 that, that are useless to work for you. Mm. You know what I mean? Okay. And I hope he doesn't. Seriously, for him, I would, I would not go there. I would not stay. It, you know, they get along. It seems like it's working well. Mm-hmm. But did not really work for Roxanne. And every time the second rider I'll get the shitty end of the stick, go somewhere where you're number one. Everybody's going to work 100% for you. And, and you're going to be the guy and try to, to win. It's tough to beat your, your teammates. Look what happened with Chad and I, or like always. Timmy. You know, Timmy. You know, when they were like, when you start, <laughs> if like the, the first guy is winning and the second rider sucks, is, is in eight, no big deal. You can have this all day. But if both of the guys are top three or like title contenders, then it's, it's going to be the, the end of the. Okay. What do you think, tough. Anton? I mean, if you had your option. To pick between Eli, who's open next year, and Marvin, who would you? <coughs> like, if you were a team, like you say, you're Kawasaki. Or yeah, Honda. but the thing is, Marvin's going to cost half the price of Eli. Yeah, and the other thing too with Marvin, half you think? I would half say he's or like be a, a third? You think? Yeah, Eli's yeah. going to make. A, he's going to be the, the the most paid guy next year. Hmm. You know, so and, and Marvin's going to make if he makes half of what. First, you're French. French don't make as much money. <laughs> Seriously, I made less money than than anybody that I beat when I was on the top. I, I made less money than than Wyndham that I beat every weekend back w- in my A days. You know, he mm-hmm. was making like eight hundred, nine hundred at Suzuki. I I wasn't making that at that time. I was making six hundred at Yamaha. 
You're French, you make more less money, that's obviously. And then he's a 250 guy. So his first year, he's going, he, he can't make as much. It's not like it's, it's Ricky Carmichael or Stewart or a guy like this. So he's going to make less money. He's going to make money three years from now. So after his first two years, if he's, he's good, something right. he's going to win. If he wins Supercrosses and Outdoors, then, you know, his third 450 year and the fourth 450 year, he's going to make money, you know. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the fourth year, he's going to be 30. So he needs to, to get on it. Luke, anything else? Yeah, one last thing. What was up with that half of a heel clicker that Dungey tried to do at, <laughs> on the finish line? I expect more out of I, out of my 450 champion. I no, that was that. a no footer. I, I didn't right? notice. Dude. There was more no footer. Yeah, it was more no footer. But I mean, you have to think like Ryan's never done that stuff. They just no, he started. Threw, he threw it out like two weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was it Dallas? Times. Yeah, yeah. But like, he's just now learning. Right. It's not like he's out practicing whips and all that stuff and, or and knack knacks at Alvin's right. place. Uh, th- all th- that th- would th- probably kill somebody. Th- think about. Making like a Terraform uh, video these days with the guy <laughs> who would do anything. Yeah, the guy well, would jump straight yeah. in the hills. So I'm like, you know. <laughs> thanks, thanks, Luke. Well, right, thank you. you know that's why they got rid of that hot lap, right? Um, they used to bring, you know, Stuart and Ricky would go out. They'd do the hot lap and they would go upside down. I, don't, I think you were around that, oh, Antoine. Yeah. And it was like, oh my god, check these guys out. Well, it got to a point with RV and whoever else, Donji, They would just go. Bleh. And even, and even Prater, Dave Prater at Feld, told me, he was like, I told those guys, guys, we're not going to let you do this lap if you don't do something. They didn't continue to do nothing on this hot lap. Back in the day, we used to like they throw ma- massive oh. whips with MC, oh. MC, Ricky, knack-knack. Ricky would yeah. go upside down. MC's doing knack-knacks. Like, Windham. Oh, yeah, yeah, and these other guys now today, they're just like, yeah. Yeah, like the heyday was like 02 to 06. And then Probably. They just went, Psh, or maybe a bit before then, but yeah. And so, the, so, Fel, so Prater, the Feld guys, just said, okay, yeah, we're done. If you guys aren't going to do anything, you're not getting a hot lap. And that's why I was right back should, then. You shouldn't get a hot lap anyway. I think it's, you know. Well, it's more for the fans, to show the fans. Well, now Nick Way does it. I think Nick's thing's so much cooler. Oh, though. it's way cool. Yeah, it's a good job. Because he talks really well, and he makes a couple jokes. Someone told me this weekend he joked about he needs to go two clicks. He can feel already he needs to go two clicks on his forks. So, and then he does a hot lap at speed. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it works, out, it works out really good. Um well, it's going to be interesting to see. Yeah, Cowie. Cowie's going both, to Tomac, I think, for both, sure. Both both of those guys are out? Millsaps and Will? Uh, only one year deal? Or? I don't know. I heard that. I don't know. Davey's got two, and then Will's got one with an option. But mm-hmm. who knows? What's the option? To resign or not? I don't know. Yeah, but if there's an option, there's. Uh, it's not a rider option. It's based, <laughs> it's based on something. It's, yeah. you know? it's not going to be a rider option. <laughs> I guess Will started riding again today, too. I saw that. Yeah, good job. Good so, job yeah, I just got back from Australia. He spent like two weeks Will down there. Wilbur there. That's awesome to, uh, to see him uh, back. Yeah, I don't know. It. I think, uh, you know, knowing Muskang, I think he's going to stay where he's at. He will. He turned down Mitch like two years ago. Yeah. He was just like, nah, I want to stay at KTM. Hey, it's crazy. It's crazy because he signs so, like, every time he signs really early. Like, he signed his deal to come in the U.S. at the first GP in 2010 in Bulgaria, which is in March. Or when he was when he was on a Honda team? When he was on the no, Honda no, 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 no. team? He oh, was, the next year. The, the, yeah, the following yeah, year, yeah. in 2010, right. at the first GP, uh, Pete Barrow went there, right. and they signed his American deal mm-hmm. at the first race. I was like... That's awesome timing for KTM. Is <laughs> they're gonna pay you like right. you know thirty three percent less or half you know 
what they should pay you if you're champion mm -hmm. again. You know, and I think it has to be the same thing. You know, I think KTM is pushing because they're gonna get him on a on a bargain. Right, know? right. Yeah, he, yeah. Li he likes everything. Vortex Racing, the leader in making top quality racing components for 15 years, are on board with our show. They got the thousand different gear choices for the sprockets and the proven Vortex design with color anodizing that excludes their sweeps, mud grooves, and teeth. The result is a flash of color of red, blue, and black and KTM orange with silver highlights. As well as Sprockets, Vortex offers a V3 bar that is 29% stronger than competition. You can ride with confidence knowing that Vortex has put years of R&D into the bars. And uh, Stewart and Baggett run the Sprockets, and Babbitt's Kawasaki runs the uh, bars and Sprockets. Choose Vortex, VortexRacing.com. Email roger at vortexracing.com for 40% off. Vortex is happy and pleased and proud to bring you uh, Mun Husqvarna's own Ben LeMay. Ben, what's up, man? Hey, nothing, just uh, hanging out. How are you? Thanks for coming on the show. Yeah, man, I appreciate it. I'm uh, doing great. Uh, 702-586-757, you got a question for the Alaskan assassin, Ben LeMay, here on the uh, Pulp MX show, presented by BTOsports.com and Fly Racing. Speaking of Fly Racing, did you get a chance to wear their new stuff? I don't know if Max put you in the uh, in the spring uh, kinetic vector mesh stuff. Yeah, he did. He hooked me up. Um, Sweet. It was really good. Uh, it was... Uh, I remember when they came out with their gear last year, um, you know, I was really amazed with it. And then this year, the new colorway, oh, yeah. um, it's really, really good. It's just super light, super, you know, you can feel the breeze blowing through you. So, you know, the summer's going to be good. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, speaking of the summer, are you doing nationals for, for Mon Husky? Is that the plan? Have you, have you ironed that out yet? Um, I wouldn't say ironed it out, but that's the plan. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I'm, we're, uh, Getting suspension done as we speak, and uh, mm -hmm. and you know, going to be doing some testing soon. Sweet. How was St. Louis for you? Um, it was pretty good. You know, it's getting uh, definitely in a step step in the right direction. Um, getting used to the bike and and uh, kind of you know getting a feel for how it works and everything. Mm -hmm. um, I loved it. It was uh, it was good. I, you know, I pulled off a fifteenth. Mm -hmm. um, it should have been a couple more positions up. Uh, you know, I feel like. I feel like I should I fit in around twelve or thirteen mm -hmm. realistically. Um, but yeah, no, it was good. I, everything was everything was smooth. We got some good starts in the heat, and um, the only thing I was pissed about is I put myself in the hard semi qualifier again, and uh, you know I yeah. pretty much had everyone in it. So screwed myself on that, and then <laughs> I ended up crashing in the semi. I had to go to the LCQ, but uh, I got got the job done. And uh, Michael Antonovich from Transworld is in here. Uh, Michael, I don't know if you've ridden the Yamaha and the Husky, um, but if you want to go two different bikes that are, could be wildly yeah. different, it would be a Yamaha and, a, and the Husky. Yeah. Like, talk about getting used to in, a, I don't know, two weeks or something, Ben. You're going from a Yamaha that you've ridden on for three years to a bike with a steel frame, and it's radically different from the Yamaha. Couldn't have, couldn't have probably yeah. asked for a bigger adjustment, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's for sure. Um, I mean – you know, being being who I am, I I can pretty much just jump on anything and ride it. So, um, <laughs> you know, not fast, but I can ride right. it. So, what do you like about the Husky better than the Yamaha? If anything, like, what do you where do you feel the bike shines? Um, I I, I don't know why, but I mean, I just I it feels skinnier. You know, like in my legs areas, <laughs> and like when I when I corner, I can kind of throw it around a little bit easier, mm -hmm. a little lighter. Right. Um, and I don't know if it is or not, but it just feels that way when I ride it. Um. No, it, and uh, just like the controls of it are so nice, like the brakes and the clutch and right. um, everything is just so 
on point and tight and it's just really really nice um it's just it i don't know it just it, it gels with me pretty good you know like everything is just a really good quality about it all mm-hmm. um really i enjoy riding it a lot hey so the uh you got dropped from uh the rock river team and uh it was kind of a, a sudden thing so how did um how did the mun racing husky thing come together like what like what um kind of take us through the timeline like you're probably stressing wondering what you're going to do so what what happened how did it all come together um well let's see right you know uh, i did dallas and then uh, on, on a friend's bike and just to go out there and just pretty much say you know i sh- i should be racing and there's no reason why i shouldn't be and mm-hmm. um and then after that i was you know pretty much decided like i was going to be done for supercross and probably out probably the whole year you know just because i didn't have anything together and i know just with rides and everything there wasn't anything going to be available so mm-hmm. i was just gonna you know pretty much just find a job or something to do something else and then um on i posted i posted something on vital saying that and then all of a sudden um someone approached me on on uh, vital and said hey look mun i talked to mun racing they got they said they got two bikes for you and they want to help you out mm-hmm. um for the rest of the year and so uh the big uh, dan from mun and chip uh, they called me and asked, you know, if I'd be interested and, um, you know, what, uh, you know, what I need to continue to race or you know, keep going. And, um, mm-hmm. and so pretty much like a few days after that, we went out to the track and jumped on the bike and, uh, started riding and get some time on it. But it was just pretty much over the internet, just kind of word of mouth. Wow. So vital MX is good for something. <laughs> I'm yeah. kidding. I'm joking. I didn't know. I knew that it that the message board had helped you. I didn't know it was like the thing that started it, though. So that's cool. Yeah, it was for sure. I mean, I would definitely say that it was the probably the reason for it all. Right. Um, you know, because I posted on there just kind of letting everyone know that I was mm-hmm. going to be done for a year, um, and then I guess they kind of wanted to jump on that. And right. Uh, but yeah, everything's been up from there. Awesome. Hey Ben, how is how did your deal with MCR come about for them to haul your bikes everywhere? I mean, with Vince and Mike being gone, they're still supporting you every week. Yeah, that's true. They yeah. didn't have a racer in St. Louis. They no, and they... then he was like main guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I mean, I kind of know Mike Genova uh, from the past because I, I I was a filling guy for them back in '11, um, and I've been friends with him, uh, you know, here and there. We, you know, he's a really cool guy and. Um, so I, I asked him if, you know, if he would, if he had room on the truck to, mm-hmm. to throw my bike in a, you know, a parts box and stuff on there. And he says, yeah, no problem. Um, you know, let me just come, you know, double check with Tony and everything. And then we started talking more and more and, um, everything was sweet. So I drove out to Daytona with all my stuff and mm-hmm. raced and then I, from Daytona, they took everything and, um, everything's been awesome. And then unfortunately Mike's hurt and Vince is hurt now. Um, yeah. so they had to go to St. Louis um, for uh, um, for some the hot tub deal that they had going on, and um, and then Mike was there just doing autographs, and he was like, "Hey, you know, let's just you can just cut out of the whole truck. You can you can use the whole thing." So, oh, so you were the whole, uh, whole truck? Oh, I yeah. didn't know that. Okay, yeah, yeah. I, I have my bike under the you know under the tent, and um, I you know I was up in the lounge with my gear bag and had oh sweet um, Danielle videoed me. This and Tony was helping me on with uh, all my starts and throughout the track and stuff. And um, no, it was a, it was a full deal this weekend. And so I, you know, they were 
they had nothing to do, and they were like, you know, let's just uh, let's get behind you and help you out. So that was it. Really cool for them. Yeah, no doubt. Props to Genova for doing that. You know, uh, that's pretty cool, uh, and gives you you know gives you a way to to and even for pitting out of this weekend, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Hey Ben, going back a bit, when you said you first lost your ride and you were going to get a job, like what kind of job does a motocross rider get midway through the year? <sighs> Shoot, um, McDonald's. I mean, I don't know. Uh, I really didn't know. I mean, just something to keep some food on the table, really. What about going back up to Alaska, get on one of those rigs, get some crabs, you know? Not crabs from yeah. a chick, but, like, the animal crabs. And then, yep. you know, go do that. That'd be awesome. Yeah. I oh, I know. I, I can see. I, uh, I, I know a lot of people that work up there, and I, could probably, I know I could get a job. I can see now Stig, Stig and Ben together, buddies, <laughs> on, on whatever ship that is. Um. Hey, uh, by the way, I'll be back at Houston. Uh, thanks for, uh, you know, taking care of your ex-brand goggles because uh, I have been failing you in that end, but I'll be back at, uh, at Houston. I'm not, so. I missed seeing you at the I took two weeks off, you know, whatever. Um, but uh, uh, great to, uh, to see that you're doing well on that thing, and, uh, and hopefully it works out for Nationals, man, because I, as we were, we were talking about you before we got you on the show, and, like, you're, you're good in Supercross, don't get me wrong, but I, I, you, I think you shine outdoors. You know, you, you, you need oh. to be out there. So. Yeah, no doubt, and, and I, I accept that too. And it's it, it's just weird because I I am a good super crush rider. Like I I can, you know, I can go out and hit every jump first oh, lap. Yeah. I can, yeah. oops, you know, I can do everything. But it's just when racing comes, I don't know what it is, but I just race better outdoors than I do indoors. So mm-hmm. and that's just kind of the way it has been. I mean, I can definitely fix that. But you know, just the uh, you know the truth, I just race better outdoors. And uh, so I, yeah, I'm excited. Um, definitely, I want to race outdoors. Um, and I mean, from, you know, talking with Husqvarna and stuff, they say, you know, I'm really going to see how the bike works on an outdoor track more than an indoor track. So, okay. yeah. um, I'm really kind of excited to see, you know, how it shines. Uh, 702-586-PULP. You got a question for Ben LeMay on the Mus- Mun Husky. Uh, hey, also another company that stepped up for you that's been there before. And, uh, they're a big part of our show too is race tech. Uh, Race Tech, of course, they're WP Service Center now. They've been that way for a little while, and uh, they uh, they've got you dialed in for suspension. That's working out pretty good. I guess you're not you're not doing a ton of testing because you're really pumped on the stuff, huh? Yeah, yeah. You know, Rob pretty much got the hit the head on the nail right the first time. Uh, he got me a good setting, and you know, the first first go around, and mm-hmm. um, we did clicker adjustments. But it's been uh, it's been really really good ever since uh, you know the first first go around. So. He's doing me a set of outdoor setup right now and going to hit the outdoor track here in probably the next few days. Sweet. Hey, so how many bikes do you have that are Huskies? Are you just riding the one, or do you have another one back in California? No, I uh, I have two. Um, I have my race bike, and I just got a practice bike. Um, it's been kind of uh, confusing, but with, uh, <laughs> you know, there was a bunch of shipping issues and stuff and um, with the bad weather a couple mm-hmm. weeks ago. And, um, so the bikes were actually held at the docks and, um, so I didn't have a, I didn't have a bike like between Daytona and Indy and then between Indy and Detroit, I didn't ride Dude, that's tough. at all during, yeah. I didn't ride at all during the week. Um, so I just showed up that Saturday and raced. Um, and then just, so this week before St. Louis, I was able to ride a couple of days. Um, Jeez, that's, that's tough. So with, <laughs> that's tough to do. So, yeah, just, just winging it, man. Just yeah, yeah. freaking just. Sending it on Saturday. Vortex Racing bringing you Ben LeMay on the Pulp Mech Show presented by BTOsports.com and, and Fly Racing. Um, well, I'm going to ask all the privateers tonight on the show this, Ben, but uh, 
What's one thing, and obviously a million dollars is the real answer, but let's just be realistic here. What's one thing that you would love to have for your program to help you out, to take you to the next level? Like what's something that would really help you out? Um, a trainer. A trainer, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, you know, like being a privateer, I can't afford to pay, you know, someone mm-hmm. you know, thousands of dollars to, you know, be at my – you know, hand and feet every day, telling right. me what to eat, what to do, go out to cycle, go to ride. This is what I should do, and I, I have an idea in my head, and I know what I should be doing. Mm-hmm. But some days are different than others, and some riders are different than others. And I think that would definitely, uh, you mm-hmm. know, exceed my my career is to have a trainer there, you know, with me all the time. Yeah, no doubt. I'm I'm available for a small fee. Uh, I'm I'm not in the greatest physical shape, but I think I can tell you what to do. You know, maybe yeah. I can't do it necessarily, but I can maybe eat a Snickers and watch you do something while I kind of tell you maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, um, hey, um, also, too, uh, you, a few years ago you went to uh, to England and raced the uh, British Championships, and I think you did some GPs too, didn't you? Um, no, I just GP. Just the British thing. And and this goes into more of what RV is uh, is doing now. It's it's a it's different deal, I think, over to another country, isn't it? Oh yeah, it, it's it's another world. I mean, people just don't understand. I mean, it's not just riding a dirt bike over there. I mean, y- you don't you know you don't know what to eat, what's good for you, what's not. You know, the language is different, the riders are different, the tracks are just have a different flow to them. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's different than just going to Glen Helen and Paris and and having a different you know two style different tracks. Right. I mean, it's it's just weird, but. Uh, it definitely you know it takes a lot of adapting to over there, and I respect Ryan. I mean, you can't even describe what he's doing, man. It's just—it's so awesome for him to take that chance and yeah. just to go and do you know the best he can do. And if it's a fifth, it's a fifth. If it's first, it's first. But mm-hmm. man, just for him to you know actually try it out, you know, and and then to uh, be humble enough to you know to get beat and then to keep trying and and you know want to keep getting better, um, I think is awesome. You know, so and I know he's gonna. He's going to continue to get better, and he's going to start winning here pretty soon. I know mm-hmm. he is. Um, and I, I bet you by the end of the series, he's going to be climbing on the number one spot for sure. Yeah, should be interesting to see. There's no doubt with the Supercross series kind of being what it is right now, more and more people are finding themselves really tuned into uh, RV's quest for a world title, you know? so Yeah, I like watching it, and it's pretty awesome. But, uh, yeah, he's definitely uh, – you know, it's so hard to race over there. You can't just fly over for a weekend expected to win. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it takes a lot of work. Well, Ben, hey, thanks for coming on the show, man. I appreciate it. Who do you want to thank? Um, Mun Racing, Husqvarna. Um, you know, they uh, get me out on the track right now, and um, they've uh, been bending over backwards for everything that that, uh, that I need. So those guys are uh, definitely the two guys that I want to thank. Um Race Tech Suspension, uh, Fly Racing, Bell Helmets, um, X-Brand Goggles, EVS. Choice of Champions everywhere, X-Brand Goggles. Sorry. Um, yeah, Clear Vision, right? Clear Vision. Hashtag. Um, no, they, uh, yeah, just uh, all the, my, my sponsors that have stuck behind me, you know, there's there's uh, a lot of respect for those guys that, you know, didn't doubt me and, uh mm-hmm. You know, I just wanted to stick with me, so I appreciate them, and I just want to keep moving forward. Awesome, man. Thank you for coming on tonight. Appreciate it, and uh, we'll see you in Houston. Thank you. I appreciate it. All right, thanks. Ben LeMay, everybody. Vortex Racing bringing you uh, Ben LeMay and the Mun Husky team.
Uh, Brandon, what's going on, man? You've been on hold for a while. What's happening? Brandon. What's up, Brandon? Hey, man. Um, I want to beat the uh, – well, I have a few different things, actually, but I wanted to beat the safety dead horse a little bit more. Okay. Um, I was just – I listened to the archive episode today, and, you know, one of the things I was, I was thinking about that that people – and that I think will will benefit the whole cause moving forward is um, if if we're able to in discussions separate like maybe what could be improved in Supercross versus the issue of increasing fatalities in amateur racing. You know, because we're not what pro riders are not dying, amateur riders are dying, and like. I, you know, everybody says all this stuff about Supercross. Well, yeah, it's a different sport. Well, no, but Brandon, my point was on the show is if you start it in Supercross with the very best superstars and the and the all the OEMs and all the, the teams are there, whatever you start there will trickle down and hopefully be applied at the amateur races. You know, if if somehow... Yeah, I, I understand what you're saying there, but, but what I'm saying is, like, you can't ever do that. If, if why not? If you go back and you look at... Well, you go back and look at, like, in the when they used to have amateur day at Supercrosses, it wasn't the same track. That's what makes Supercross Supercross. Like, when I go to a Supercross, it doesn't look fun to me because of what the rhythm sections, you can't, you can't, I'm just saying, pro riders are facing different issues than amateurs. You know, like, these guys. Yeah, but it all starts at the top. A 450. Maybe it's not helping them go any faster. But they're mm-hmm. not dying riding one, and and that's that's what I just I hear, like I'm a fan of Kato, I'm a fan of Rhino, I'm a fan of Fro, but I didn't hear any separation, you know. And I I think that what Supercross pro Supercross riders are facing, uh, in, in terms of challenges and dangers, is different than what amateur riders are. I facing. would I, I would agree, dis- with, I you, but, agree with you, but but I agree with you, but. Pro racing is the highlight of of racing. So people are putting aftermarket pipes and doing suspension on their bikes, making their bikes faster because that's what the pros are doing. The pros are riding faster bikes. Pros are scrubbing jumps like no other. So kids are scrubbing jumps like no other. Guys are jumping massive jumps on these videos that are pros, so amateurs are trying to jump massive jumps. Everything starts at the people that are being watched at, at the highest level. I agree with you um, that we don't see Supercross guys dying left and right, but I think it starts there. And, you know, well, yeah, it, think, it, if we start right racing, yeah. let's say we start racing in Supercross 300s. Just that's the new rule. Uh, AMA and FIM decide we're riding 300s, and and soon um, all the bikes on the track are 300s. They're sleeved down. They're restricted. Whatever it is to make it a 300. Don't you feel like an OEM will be like, you know what? Instead of doing that, let's build a killer 300. Let's build a specialized 300 cc bike for our Ryan Dungey rider, and then soon enough, we don't start seeing 450s out at the local track anymore. Because 300 is now the new way to go. Because it starts at pro racing. Yeah. No, I, I don't disagree with that at all. I ride a 252 stroke because I don't I can't stay out of trouble on a 450. Like I but yeah but uh, you know and I'm not saying that's right for everyone. I'm just saying 
what I find is that when I crash on on a on a less powerful bike, I get in less trouble now. But I'm not I'm not even competing in the same sport anymore because I'm not competitive in vet class on a 252 stroke. But it but, you know that, no, anyways, I know what you're saying. But, it is it's totally different. It's apples to oranges. I, I agree. Think, I I really think the power is not the problem. You know, is it the techniques, the jumps? There's kids dying on a 65 on peewees. Mm -hmm. You know, on my track 25 years ago, there's a little girl, a seven-year-old girl that died on a peewee 50. Don't tell me there's a lot of power on a 50. Right. You know, power is not the problem. Right. The problem is technique. The guys wants to go super fast before they know how to ride. Well, yeah. So let's protect those people from themselves by making slower bikes. Let's. You know how that it goes, DV. I mean, it doesn't one, matter. You watch you 125 know? outdoors now, back in the day, or 125 Supercross. Those dudes are barely moving compared to now. I mean, and that's the best riders in the world. Yeah. And yeah, so you're going sure. slower, so you're not going to get hurt as bad. The the forces that your body hits the ground with are are, are Jimmy Button. softer. Yeah, yeah of course. Ended up well, in no, a it's, it's. I mean, of course he, you can. He crashed at three miles an hour. I know. And you can pick any one incident that you want. You know, there's I mean, nothing. The thing is, people like talk about safety, about oh, we need to make this, you know, not as dangerous. It's it's supercross, it's dirt bikes. You know, like if you don't want right. to get hurt, you know, when you gear up and you sign up and you buy a bike, you know what? You you you, you, you take can, a chance, you, you can, can die. Yeah, you can die. It's like crossing yes, the freeway. Yeah, cross the freeway without watching right and left. You're gonna die. Same thing with same thing with with a dough bike. It's a dough bike. You don't want to get hurt. You don't want to die. You don't want to end up in a wheelchair. Play ping pong or bowling. You know, it's the thing. You cannot change it. If you want to change and make everybody safe, you know, they, they need to 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 close the stadiums. Fail needs to you know sell everything and stop the sport. So you're. That's, fa- I mean, where does the where does the where, do, where do the bikes stop? Where do the we're, we're now on 450 cc bikes and. And 250ccs are the, are the small bikes? Seriously, seriously. 30 years ago, you don't think like a, a 500 Kawasaki was dangerous? Suspension sucked, and he has as, as much power as a 450 now. You guys make no well, sense with this power lower. thing. A 500 Kawasaki, yeah, but we, a 500 Kawasaki Jeff Ward rode uh, in 91 yeah, but you, is, is as powerful as Dungey's bike today. But back in the day, you had and one the tw- suspension back sucks. In, back in the day, you had 125s and 250s and a 500. Listen to me. So you, guys you had guys more choices. No, you gotta make no sense. You, 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 it's like football, you know. So football is dangerous. A concussion. The guy, the, the so, guys so, die at 45 years old. They, they had is boxing. Boxing. You get knocked out uh, 45 times. At at 40 years old, they die. So, you know, so it's, nothing. It's, it's so the no, sport. So, if you want boxing be not dangerous. Just stop boxing. <laughs> so, There's so, nothing else. So nothing should be done. What can you do? There's nothing. I don't you can know. Do. So, I don't know. We're, uh, that's so, what we're talking what about. Do, what did we do to change? Put it? put Dungey. Okay, we're gonna put Dungey Tomac on one twenty five TTRs, and we'll see if we're gonna be on Fox Sports one, and if we're gonna fill an M Stadium. Let's Absolutely, nothing will change. What what would change? If you put them on 125ccs, not, one, one, not TTRs. One twenty five TTRs. One twenty five TTRs. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna buy right. everybody on TTRs. All right. And we're going to go race. Way to go and, to the and, extreme. Okay, and let me know. Let me know. But you guys make no sense with the power thing. Did, I think uh, we make a lot of sense, Anton. Jeff Wall had over six, 60 yeah. horsepower on his bike. I understand. Did we say the bike's too powerful? The, the, the bike was uh, unrideable. Two, two OEMs stopped making those bikes. They yeah. just said, we don't want to make them anymore. Yeah, because nobody bought them. 
Why? Everybody because, buys a forfeit key. Yeah, because key. they're too powerful. Because people didn't want them anymore. The racing sucked. My friend, my friend, they buy like how much is a factory edition for fifty? I don't know, ten like grand. 10 or grand. Or, yeah. yeah, they spent ten grand on a stupid KTM. The reason the five hundreds went out of business, went out away, is because pro racing at the highest levels, racing a five hundred sucked. There were two OEMs. There were four factory riders. Bradshaw, O'Mara, these guys, they didn't race because they didn't have bikes to ride. And the OEMs are like, this series sucks. We have five guys racing. It started at the very top. And now you see 500s went away. Like it, that's how it, so it has to be. Yes, something to do with the manufacturer. That's what we I tell in, I, in the I, column. I think it starts. So, you yeah. know what? Just start the 450. Put everybody on a, right. you know. Hey, Brandon, uh, thanks for your call, man. We got to run. Hey, wait. I got, I got one more thing. Okay. DB, as a team manager, I I got this question for you. When you insure for bonuses for a rider, do the insurers ask any questions about the complexion of the rider? Are they if if a rider is of ginger complexion, is the premium higher? What do What do you mean by that? Just Just like use a, like um, easier words for me. What do you mean by <laughs> that? Easier words. Easier, yeah. <laughs> A okay, French guy. You, well, you know what I'm talking about with, about insuring for bonuses? Yeah, yeah, we do that all the time. Yeah. Okay, and you know what I'm talking about about a rider's complexion, like their skin and hair color and everything. He's saying, like, would you hire a redheaded guy like Trey or RV just because they're redheaded? Yeah. No. Well, no. Do you pay more for to insure for those guys' bonuses? You know, I, I would like pay more for. I seriously, I would pay. Pay more for a black dude uh, for the 100 meter dash than a white dude, obviously. But in motocross, yeah, no, it doesn't matter. matter. There's no, there's no, uh, there's nothing. I think they do their research, you know. Oh, yeah, they, they do because they you want know, to pay it out. Right? The, it's basically the Lords of London. They do their research. They take, you know, your results, what you've done, how many podiums. And it's, it's just mathematics. You know, it's, that's, they, that's they don't it. Ask about complexion at all. No, no. Right. Thanks, Brandon. Appreciate it. Uh, all right, let's run. What are you doing? I don't know. Oh. What's up? Turn your mic off. Why? Because it echoes with his mic. The guy has a Green Bay Packer hat. He does. What is, yeah. what is he doing? All right, right we're going to run commercial break. Uh, first commercial break. First commercial break uh, on the show. Pulp Mac Show presented by BTOSports.com. Fly Racing. Coming back with uh, um, uh, more privateers and David Villeman and Michael Antonovich from Transworld and uh, the Devin Gibbs. See you in a little bit. Hey guys, this is Jason Thomas. I wanted to talk to you for a minute about fly racing. Fly racing has grown by leaps and bounds since I started wearing it back in 2003. If you go back and look at a picture from back then, and flash forward to now, where you see guys like Trey Kennard, Andrew Short, Justin Brayton, Weston Pike, and the 250 Rockstar Husky team wearing, you'll see what I'm talking about. We're now producing premium products, but our goal to give you more bang for your buck hasn't changed since those days. Our F2 carbon helmet, worn by all of our pro riders, is what I consider to be the best value in the motocross world. Our new Evolution 2.0 and light hydrogen lines have been continually improved and perfected over the past couple of years to give you the ideal fit. Whether it's off-road, supercross, motocross, or just riding in the backyard with your buddies, we have something purpose-built just for you. I invite you to check out our website at flyracing.com and, of course, your local dealer and online retailers to learn more about what we have been working on. Follow us on social media at FlyRacingUSA and post pictures of you riding on our Fly Racing wall on our website. From all of us at Fly Racing, I want to say thanks for listening and support companies that support Pulpamex. 
Pulp MX Show is brought to you by BTOSports.com. Whether you are looking for new gear, helmets, boots, or you need to rebuild your bike from the ground up, BTO is your source for all of your motocross needs. As a proud sponsor of the BTO Sports KTM race team and the heart of the BTO Sports amateur motocross team, it is obvious that we are about more than being just a store. We support a sport that supports us. Us at BTO Sports want to give back to you, the listener, for supporting us and the Pulp MX Show. Use coupon code PULPMX when placing your order at btosports.com for a VIP listener discount. Certain brand restrictions will apply. Race Tech. Privateer proven. When riders choose, they choose Race Tech. Supporting the world's fastest racers. Providing factory-level products, support, and service to the everyday rider. Each setup and product is 100% guaranteed and made in the USA. When racers choose, they choose Racetech. Visit Racetech.com for a full listing of suspension parts, tools, and information. Or check out Paul Feed's Motorcycle Suspension Bible, your guide to everything suspension. To receive 20% off parts and labor, enter discount code PULPMX2015 when ordering. Racetech. MFAB is the undisputed leader in high-quality accessories for your truck, Jeep, and SUV. For products that are as unique as your vehicle, check out MFAB Off-Road Accessories. From nerf steps and lighting accessories to the all-new Adjust Step and Endura Step. NFAB has you covered. NFAB products are handcrafted in the USA, delivering unsurpassed quality and durability with cutting-edge style. Available in cab length, wheel-to-wheel, and fed access models, NFAB nerf steps offer the widest array of configurations to access your vehicle. NFAB also offers a wide range of mounting solutions for auxiliary lighting, including pre-runner light bars, light cages, and full replacement front bumpers. All NFAB products are backed by a lifetime craftsmanship warranty and a five-year finish warranty. To find out where to buy NFAB products, visit www.n-fab.com or call 866-806-NFAB. NFAB, truck products for truck people. Usually, safety comes at the expense of comfort or mobility. Notice how we said usually? Back in 2007, many of you bought the wrong neck brace by mistake, and we don't blame you. We did too. But there's good news. You don't have to make the same mistake again. Since then, things have changed drastically. The all-new line of Atlas braces are 20% lighter, have three times more suspension in them, maintain the much-needed flexibility, and even contact 27 more percent surface area of your body than the competition, all in a smaller overall package to make it feel like you're wearing less. The experience speaks for itself. The only thing left to do is join RV, Jason Anderson, Dean Wilson, and Martin Davalos to experience why Atlas is the fastest-growing neck brace on the market. Get yours today at atlasbrace.com. Follow them on social media at atlasbrace to find out new and exciting things all the time from Atlas Brace. We thank those folks for coming on the show. If you're on the fence about a neck brace, please try the Atlas one. Best one out there. How's it going? My name is Chris Laredo. Patrick Barker. Scott Lewis. My name is Ben Shearmeyer. I'm a mechanic for Jason Anderson. Weston Pikes mechanic. Wrench on the number 10, Justin Brighton. I work for Justin Barsha. We are running uh, Galfer. Galfer. Galfer brakes. That is the best thing, yeah. It's like you've got to run Galfer. For 2015, X-Brand has added stellar new colorways to our exciting Volcano, Phantom, and Limited line. You know Nick Way demands the illest style, and now with RCH Racing's Brock Tickle on board, we have assembled a motivated squad. 
Our simple approach to a fresh look, unmatched comfort, and elite performance remains pegged in the red. You can rest assured knowing X-Brand has you covered with a full offering of lenses, tear-offs, laminates, nose guards, and our zip-off system. Order direct through the EKSBrand.com store and enter discount code PULPSHOW15 to save 30% now. The leader in design and development of high-performance dirt bike camshafts, Hot Cams is now a proud supporter of the Pulp MX Show and its listeners. Looking to increase the horsepower of your engine without spending a fortune? You need to get a set of Hot Cams. Engineered using state-of-the-art valve train software and CNC machined from 8620 billet steel, Hot Cams camshafts are one of the most economical, reliable, and easy-to-install ways to add 5 to 10% power gain to your engine. By selecting one of our three stages of camshaft profiles, you can specifically tune the power band of your engine to best suit your riding style. Designed, dyno-proven, and made in the USA, Hot Cam's performance camshafts are used by privateer riders like Jimmy Albertson, Mitchell Oldenburg, Michael Lieb, Adam Entignap, Nick Schmidt, and the Monster Energy Leading Edge Kawasaki team. Hot Cam's wants to help you get the extra power you need by offering all Pulp listeners a 30% discount on all orders placed online at hotcamsinc.com. Type in the discount code HOTCAMS2015 at checkout. Hot Cam's Unleash the power within. Works Connection is proud to be a sponsor of Pulp MX because just like you, they're passionate and dedicated to the sport. For over 23 years now, they've been producing innovative products like their Pro Launch Start Device and the 123 Easy Build Elite Perch Line. Just take a look around the AMA Pro Pits and you'll see Works Connection's proving ground for products under the canopies of Yoshimura Suzuki, RCH Racing, Star Racing, and other top teams. Plus, they now stock hints and clutch components, peg armor, ARC levers, and Fasco products too. Works Connection, your one-stop shop for cutting-edge products. Visit them on the web at www www.worksconnection.com and use the keyword PulpMX for 20% off your order or visit your local outlet and check out the new lineup of products for 2015. Do you own a KTM like Andrew Schwartz? Then listen up. You can stop searching for the best place to get genuine KTM parts and accessories. Grab a whole shot like Shorty. Go directly to KTMPartsExpress.com your number one online source for KTM parts and accessories. There's no shortage of genuine KTM parts in our huge warehouse, as well as a full selection of KTM power parts and power wear accessories. We also offer the same aftermarket parts and accessories that you see on Shorty's bike for your own KTM. 29 years of experience would be impressive, but we have over 35 years of experience in the motorcycle industry. We're here to serve you with a huge inventory, great prices, and fast, dependable service. The staff at KTM Parts Express is not short on experience, We'll process your order with speed and accuracy. Our goal is to get you the parts you need in the shortest amount of time. If you're in need of KTM parts or accessories, this is the place to shop. Roost MX. Roost MX, the official graphics company for both Cobra Moto and Cycle Trader Rock River Yamaha team. For over 16 years, Roost delivers professional level graphics for every rider from amateur to pro. Choose from our huge selection of graphics online and make yours one of a kind. Roost also offers a wide range of other custom products from t-shirts, sticker kits, helmet kits, trailer graphics, and more. With our quick 48-hour turnaround, shipping orders is top priority. Be sure to check out the new Pulp Nation section to get your Pulp MX swag. 
And follow us on Instagram at RoostMX for monthly sales. Get your equipment looking fresh by visiting RoostMX.net and use the discount code PULTNATION to save 20%. RoostMX. Motocross bikes have become very advanced over the past seven years, and yet ignition coil technology hasn't changed for almost 40. Almost 40. As a rider, you change sprockets, exhaust, ECU mapping, and even engine internals to gain an advantage. So with four times more energy than that of a stock ignition coil, the Black Ops Moto ignition coil is race-proven to help engines starting, throttle response, and acceleration when it's needed most. The Black Ops Moto coils are designed for two-stroke and four-stroke engines, as well as vintage and Evo bikes. Replace those tired, worn-out ignition coils with proven performance coil. Stop overlooking the obvious and contact us today. Hope MX listeners will get 15% off just by emailing or calling us directly at Black Ops Moto. You can also visit us on Facebook or at BlackOpsMoto.com. Black Ops Moto. Hey, 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 hey. W-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-
All Vortex racing products are made with the best materials and the tightest tolerances. All because Vortex Racing is owned and operated by guys just like you. Enthusiasts and riders that demand the best. We have over 1,000 different gear choices to suit your needs and track conditions. All sprockets are cut from 7075T6 aluminum and come in an assortment of colors. Want something even stronger? Check out our full line of laser-cut steel sprockets. Besides sprockets, Vortex offers V3 oversized motocross handlebars that are 29% stronger than the competition. With years of research into these bars and top riders like Arena Cross champion Tyler Bowers putting their trust in them. You know know these bars bars can take the abuse you'll give them. them. Remember, there's a reason champions choose Vortex. So the question is simple. Do you want to join the ranks of James Stewart and FMX legend Ronnie Renner? Choose Vortex. For more information, check out VortexRacing.com. All Pulp MX listeners are getting hooked up with a discount on any Vortex Racing product. Just email roger at vortexracing.com for promo code PULP2015. Or call them at 800-440-3559, extension 222. See you on the track. Hey guys, it's Brady Chisholm here. Listen up. You'll spend $9,000 for a new bike, $3,000 for bling, and you wonder why I have monkey butt? I'll tell you why. You didn't go to GutsRacing.com for new seat foam and cover. Guts Racing has been the leader in seat technology for 25 years. They've worked with every top rider at some point in their life, and that tradition continues. With riders on teams such as Cycle Trader Yamaha, Moto Concepts Racing, RCH Suzuki, Yoshimira Suzuki, Pro Circuit Kawasaki, Geico Honda, they have worked with them all. They have riders like Cal Chisholm, (laughs) Ben LeMay, Matt LeMoyne, Ryan Sipes, Brett Metcalf, and many, many more. They have been working behind the scenes with factory riders for over two and a half decades. So here is your chance to join stars of Supercross, Motocross, Arena Cross, GNCC, and FMX by taking advantage of the discount they have going on. If you head over to GutsRacing.com and use the code PulpMX2015, it'll save you some money, save you from having monkey butt. It's win-win. Head over there, check them out, guys.
Welcome back, everybody. Papa Mech Sharp is in right BTOsports.com. Fly Racing. Hey, Galfer Brakes, official brakes. Uh, BTO Sports KTM, JGR Yamaha, TLD KTM. We were Rockstar Husky, Cycle Trader, Rock River, whole bunch of teams. Galfer USA on Instagram, Facebook, and uh, Twitter. Go fast, brake faster with Galfer. Great guys, thanks for those guys. They're making me some cool brakes for my Project 88. Welcome back, everybody. Anton, thanks for coming in. Hope you're having fun. Thanks for having me. What about DV ranting and raving? This is just a normal Monday night. I love it. How, uh, what? Go ahead. Uh, back. My, uh, why? What's wrong with me? No, I love it. It's great. This is your song, by the way. It is. The Killers, Mr. Brightside. No. Okay. The Kills. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Typical DV choice right here. Don't you like Halen or GNR? I like Queen better than Halen. Oh, Queen's good, though. I'll play some Queen. Bon Jovi, Queen, I like... You lost the me. Smith. I the like Smith. The Smith. The Cure. Love uh, The Cure. I, like, for being a kid that's only 24, I'm full 80s New Wave. New Wave's awesome. New Wave's awesome. Gibbs, what's boy up? Boy George. Gibbs, welcome to the show. What's going on? Cotton Club. Hey, what's going on, boys? What's I up? Just kinda, I, I, had a, I just kind of had a point to make, but one, one quick question was, I remember JT was kind of saying, like, oh, you guys were saying force guys to wear this productive equipment, but that's a slippery slope. You don't want to go down that way. But mm-hmm. I don't know what you're talking about. In, in Canada, you have to wear a neck guard if you're under the age of 16 in hockey. Like, it's mandatory. You know what I mean? It's, well, also, Canada, Canada has uh, probably uh, 10% of the uh, lawsuits going on uh, that the USA does. So. Oh, that's true. Yeah, that's kind of kind of kind of what what JT was talking about. If you if you sell a chest protector and you get hurt and paralyzed and it didn't protect your chest, well, guess what? The lawyers are coming, so you got to be careful when you're I mean, doing that was, kind of stuff. There was that lawsuit against Thor a few years ago. Yeah, that all gear has to say it's not fire retardant anymore. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Absolutely. Oh yeah, you you, you can't do something like that. Like Anyways, what's up, Gibbs? All right. Well, I was just can. You know how we have this new rule? Guys have to move up to the from two fifty up to four fifty. Mm-hmm. I just feel like uh, what's going to happen here is in the next couple of years, you're going to see the 450 class just so stacked to guys that maybe could have made a longer career in the sport, but they're going to come in and there's just too many guys in the 450 class that are so good and there's not going to be enough rides. They're not going to have, say, as many years to kind of get a feel for the 450 class. And then they're going to have to walk away from the sport and get a job because Talent's just going to be too stacked in the 450 class, you know? Okay, well, then they you should... You look st- at Jeremy Martin. Uh, well, he doesn't have... Maybe... He might not ever be able to win a Supercross race, but had he had a couple more years in the 250 class, he he might have became a 450 contender someday. Uh, he'll have he'll have four years. Isn't that enough? It's the same as in basketball. I mean, if Gibbs, if the right. guys stay down, then what about the kids that come up and, and can't break the top 10, and then they're, they're getting a job at McDonald's? No, no, and I get that the sandbagging, but watch you're you're gonna watch this sport. Guys have to retire a lot earlier in the sport. Guys aren't gonna have ten year careers anymore. They're gonna have a couple lights careers and then a couple years in the four fifty class and it's done. Pack it up, go home. Okay. But the, it's every sport is the same thing. You know, you don't perform in college, you don't go pro. You know, even if you go pro and you only play, you know, a couple of years, you're done, you know, like you gotta be good. Like my dad said, you know, my dad was the that was the best saying when I was a kid. He says, <clears throat> "In motocross, you have to be very rich or very good, and we have no money, so <laughs> there's only one option." You know, right. so and I think it's 
you know, especially in motorsport like this, mm-hmm. and it's exactly the case. It's either you have a bunch of money or you're very good. And if you're not very good, then you know what? It's not the end of the world because you, you know, you know, make a career as a 250 guy, you know? So, and if you look at it, I've said it, you know, it's from what I've, I think, what I've sold or made mm-hmm. uh, sell in my career, I think I was overpaid. You know, I wasn't be, I, I shouldn't be retired at 32 and not have to work for the rest of my life racing dirt bikes. Yes, it's dangerous, but I think the, the dangerous, uh, portion is not very important. The portion that's important is what you make, uh, um, you know, the return on investment, you know, like, almost. yeah, where the sport is in the grand scheme of things. No. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, if you make, uh, I don't know, you make, a hundred thousand dollars a win from a factory, do you think they sell hundred thousand dollars of product or, you know, three or four times more every, every Monday because, your your guy uh, won a race? I don't think so. I think you could translate that DB to anything, though. You could translate that to you know, uh, jersey sales of a guy making a million dollars a year. It doesn't hockey, matter. You know? It doesn't matter. You take the Dodgers, they make you know, or the Lakers, they make two hundred million a year just on the TV package. Right. And they after no, we say yeah. and we say oh, we give uh, twenty five million to to Kobe, they have right. forty one games, twenty twenty thousand people every game. It's full. You know, if you look at it, but the sport. Is, if you look at it, the return on investment of Kobe is better than Viroporto or Denji. Yeah, you no, know what I'm I, trying I, to say. I would say I definitely agree with that. But you know, no. Yeah, the, if you were to break down a ratio of any major sport, you're probably nobody's right. holding a gun to Kawasaki's head to pay Viroporto. I, I so understand they're, that they're paying but, what they can afford. You know, you know. So what I'm trying to say is, from what we sell, like you know, I don't know how much Feld is is making to. Uh, for the TV package, but mm-hmm. it's not much, you know. Mm-hmm. When you take right. soccer in England or NFL, mm-hmm. it's, we're talking billions, you know. Yeah, yeah. And the, and the players, they only make what? Not even ten times more than a Dungey on Viroporto, you know. Mm-hmm. Like if you look so at F1, the, yeah, the, there's only so many rides. There's yeah. only so many guys driving, you know, and that's a lot of money being spent. It's the same thing here. There's only so many rides and so many guys driving. It's just accessible that somebody can buy a ten thousand dollar bike that happened to be a good rider and hit every race. They yeah. don't have to ship hey, you can't do a the million one. dollar car right, all around right. the world. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's it's easier than ever to com- to uh to And F one you don't have to be the best. If no. you're the second guy, you bring you bring ten million in uh, sponsor money, you gotta ride or yeah. you yeah. know, twenty yeah. million or whatever. Thanks, Gibbs. Appreciate it, man. Yeah, cheers. I hope you miss all the beer up here though, Steve. So uh, have a good one. All right, thanks, man. Tyson, what's going on? Hey guys, uh, see, you were talking about salaries and whatnot, and I've been kind of thinking about this for the last couple of weeks. Um, in one of your podcasts and your commercials, Mitch says he's a big fan of making his writers race to win money versus being in the contract. Mm-hmm. Um, with the most recent past couple of years where we've seen Star Racing, KTM, Geico kind of pull up to be more dominant, do you think that's changed with philosophies with Mitch, or has he had to become more competitive with his pay to get those yeah. riders? No, it's a good question. He has had to be more competitive, but it's on Kawasaki. It's not on Mitch. It, you know, Mitch and Kawasaki work together, but Kawasaki pays the salaries of, the, of all those riders. So that is the budget is determined by Pro Circuit and Mitch Payton himself and Kawasaki. So I know for a fact, though, they've, they've had to pay more. Yep, absolutely. 
because they're, they're just f- figuring out that they're getting into these bidding wars and they're losing out on some guys. So Sometimes it doesn't work, though, if no. you pay. Yeah, no, absolutely, yeah. We've got um, uh, Bobby Bonds. You just can't. You can't yeah. uh, open the – Mitch can't open his doors and pay a guy thirty grand and know that the bike is so good that you're going to make that money back. That doesn't happen anymore. So sure. things, things have changed a little bit. Um, yeah, so, because everybody has got competitive. Yeah, the bikes are, you know. Yeah. Think about think how much uh, CKTM and Star Racing now. We used to laugh at Star Racing. That bike's great. That bike's good. That team is is winning, you know. So, um, yeah, he's had to step it up, though, uh, Tyson. Absolutely. So Cool. Thanks, man. Thank you. Uh, all right, let's move in, right into our next guest. Um, he is the Candyman Privateer, and his appearance, Ronnie Stewart's appearance, is brought to you by Roost MX, RoostMX.net. Pulp Nation saves 20%. Uh, this, these guys have been in business for a long time. And they offer anything from T-shirts, sticker kits, helmet kits, trailer graphics, and more. 48-hour turnaround, the official graphics of the Pulp MX show. Did you happen to see their new shirt, DV? Chris Kiefer's Big new ball, shirt, yeah, Big Boar. So, 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 so now you need a cut of that, too, because you made that up, and then you got your own shirt now, so... You now need a percentage of both shirts, right? Is that is that is that the plan? I need a yeah. You the, came up with big boy. That is your yeah. that is your move. So I need royalties from my show, mm-hmm. which I never got. Right, and then royalties. And you sold thousands of them. Thousands. And then <laughs> and then big boy. Big boy. So <laughs> roostmx.net. Uh, they're pleased and proud to bring you uh, one of the top privateers in the sport right now, uh, Ronnie Stewart. What's up, Ronnie? How are you? Hi, how are you? Thanks for having me on the show. Thanks for coming on. Appreciate it. So Awesome. Uh, how was your St. Louis? Oh, my St. Louis was good. I uh, was able to get some good starts. My heat race, I was uh, bar-to-bar with Dungey going into the first turn, so mm-hmm. that was pretty cool. And then the same thing in my semi, I was right there with Josh Grant. Um, actually, I almost lost it because um, the tough blocks were coming up pretty fast. <laughs> I had to lean over into them, and I almost uh, almost went down, but I was able to save it and then uh, continue on to make the main event. So mm-hmm. that was a, a great accomplishment for me. Yeah, no doubt about it. Four mains on the year, and you missed some races with injury, right? That's correct, yep. What was, uh, what was Atlanta, wrong? Atlanta 2, yeah. Atlanta I uh, went down really hard. I had a similar crash to what R.J. Hampshire had at the first round in Texas. Mm-hmm. I landed off of the triple um, the Supercross triple going into a left-handed bull turn and at Atlanta two, and my front end just washed out, and I went down faster than I can react and hit my head pretty hard um, and ribs and um, injured injured my ribs and my neck and um, had a slight concussion, so I had to take a few weeks off from that. Right. Anton, have you seen a guy get better starts than Ronnie Stewart as a privateer? Guys no, up front all the time. All the time. Ronnie, your starting technique is on point. <laughs> it's always has been. Yeah, yeah it's funny. Uh, we refer to it as the frogger. It looks kind of goofy, but um, <laughs> it works. And, um, yeah, it's it's fun. You know, it's something, obviously, if you want to be successful in any type of um, motocross racing, supercross motocross, at the amateur level, whatever, wherever you're doing, um, wherever you're competing, you mm-hmm. have to get good starts and, you know, you just have to figure out how to get it done on the bike that you have and the setup that you have. So mm-hmm. everybody's starting technique is a little different because that's that's because their bikes are set up different. You mm-hmm. know, starting in different gears, different you know gearing, chassis, everything. So I have it dialed in on my bike, and yeah. you know my my Suzuki runs great, and um, I have a good engine builder at Yoshimura, so it's awesome. 
Yeah, I was going to ask you, the, the, the Yosh guys, the Yosh factory guys, you know, there's not a lot of Suzuki's out there right now. Of course, Stu's not out, and uh, and Stu's not there, and Blake Baggett's out there, Brock Tickle. Mm-hmm. How helpful are those guys, Mike Webb and the guys at Yosh? Have they been, uh, they've been around a little bit? Um, not really. Um, all nice, all nice guys over there. Mm-hmm. It, it actually, it actually, you know, it kind of puts a smirk on my face when I, when I do start in front of those guys, because mm-hmm. my engine builder is a little bit different. Um, they have, a there's two divisions at Yoshimura. There's the retail and then there's the race team. Right. And, um, my engine guy, Dave, it's always cool when we can get a whole shot over the race team. Not that we're, you know, we're both representing the same company, but it's yeah, kind of yeah. cool to uh, be on a privateer-based bike and starting ahead of factory bikes. It's always awesome. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. How much are you looking forward to New York City Supercross, too, coming up? I, I am totally looking forward to um, to the Supercross. My my mom, a few weeks ago, ordered 350 tickets that oh. we only have three available um, tickets. So it's something that uh, we all have a pretty big um, cheering section of friends and family. So yeah. um, definitely looking forward to that for sure. Anton, you know that it starts at like, practices at like 7 or 8 in the morning, right? Yeah, track walks at like 7 in the morning. Yeah. There's no tech inspection or anything on Saturday morning. You have to be there yeah. Friday. How weird is that going to be, Ronnie? <laughs> right? Yeah, it's definitely gonna be it's definitely gonna be weird. I think it will be good for me, um, with all the factor guys coming in, they're gonna be pretty tired starting <laughs> that early. And um it's gonna be local for me and during the day I think that would be pretty cool. Yeah, I think it's gonna be weird, man, for sure. But you're done by what, seven or eight o'clock yeah. at night. So yeah, plenty of time to go. The, for the environment it will be better, for the climate it will be better anyways. It will be warmer mm-hmm. during the day. It should be nice by then, but still, you know, at night it gets a little cold, mm-hmm. and you know I think um, the spectators will enjoy the show a little bit more, having hopefully sun and more warmer weather. Yeah. Hey, we had uh, Sebastian Tortelli on our show last week. Uh, you still working with him? Still, still, still. Uh... Um, I, I am. I am. Um, right now, I've been just you know with um, some you know, small injuries that I've been dealing with since the start of the season, and mm-hmm. then with uh, with another injury in Atlanta. Um, I'm just holding off a little bit to where I can uh, fully get back to work with them. Right. Since I've been on the, since I've been on the road, uh, my practice has been limited and just, um, you know, I, I can't utilize into the fullest potential just right, right, right. yet. But um, my plans are to get back with them and working with him was um, the best um, decision that I've ever made because I was actually um, contemplating going with some different guys and, I wasn't really sure how he was going to be, mm-hmm. you know, as a trainer, obviously a legendary rider. But after working with him for a few months, it was um, it was the greatest experience, and I can't wait to get back with him. So he's um, he's a great, great instructor, and I can't say enough about him. Seven zero two five eight six pulp. You got a question for Ronnie Stewart? What what uh, what kind of thing did he help you with most? Like what what most impressed you about his uh, his knowledge or, or what what something? What's a piece of advice that he passed on that uh, really helped you out? Um, first first his his just total dedication towards you. I can I could tell you know um, I showed him the interest and the will you know that I really wanted to learn, and mm-hmm. he showed that same you know dedication back and. Um, just to get, just to get um, a more of an insider, realistic, 
the true scoop of, you know, hey, this is a top guy that is telling you these things. Mm-hmm. This is a top guy that, you know, won races and he's won championships and he's telling you, you know, he always got tired at this time or he was, mm-hmm. you know, always thinking this. And just just to realize that, you know, hey, all of the other guys are, you know, dealing with similar uh, pressures, although sometimes you think that they don't. Right. You know, they, they overcome it and they have the same, you know, they have the same um you know, stress is going on. So he's just, he's been able, he was able to break it down and just really, you know, um, show me where, where I'm just lacking the time, where I'm lacking the intensity, you know, and he was able to just pick all of my flaws out and and my weaknesses. And, you know, it's not something that overnight you just pick up and, Mm -hmm. hey, here you go. And it, it, it takes, um, persistence and a lot of time to be able to, you know, um, turn things around. So he's just been, he's just been great. Cool. We got a question for, we got a phone call for you uh, from Zach. Zach, what's going on? Welcome to the show. Hey, thanks. Um, I got a question for Ronnie. Um, I just want to know what's your favorite thing, non motocross related when you come home from traveling all year on the road? That's a really good question. Um, I would say for sure is to be with my family since um, most of the time I'm away. I just, um, I'm just um, all about family. So it's nice to see, you know, my family, my dog and, and just be home and being out on the road. There's, there, it was always a little bit of a uncomfortable feeling a little bit. So I'd look forward to the most just kind of being, you know, uh, just not really, you know, there's no place like home. So it's nice mm-hmm. just to be home and to see family, no matter if we're just hanging out on the couch or if we go outdoors and do something fun. It's just nice. It's just nice period to see family. Thanks, Zach. Appreciate it. Thanks for calling. Yeah, no problem. All right. Uh, Anton, you got a question? Hey, Ronnie. So how much is how much have things changed in the last year for you? Like last year when I found you in Toronto in the in the basement of the stadium and we talked for a bit, Everybody was just figuring out who you were after you made all those main events. I mean, has has there been a big difference this year? No, actually, uh, the people the people that I've um, that I had at that particular point, um, they were with me. They were with me well before that, and um, they're actually the reason why you know I was there and having people take notice of me. Uh, Dirk Handy Graphics and PRBC dot com. They they took me um, on board and gave me the resources I needed to, you know, get into the position where I can make main events and, and get there. So it actually started eight months before that where I had the support, and then um, I do have the same support this year as I had last year. Hey, on on your team bikes, like, Len ran, runs Owen stuff. Brett ran Factory Connection stuff when he was there. Mm-hmm. What? How do you decide what you're going to use on your bike, just whatever you want, common preference? Um, that's that's one uh, great thing is uh, we can just basically choose certain things on the bike and for for me I just I choose to run pro circuit it just it's, I just I really like how it works and you know uh, with it it just it's just what we all our personal preferences so mm. that we all had different suspension companies but we have the same motors 
Uh, All of us had the same engines. You're one of my wife's favorite riders because she says you retweet uh, lots of dog stuff, and we're big dog people. We work with the rescue, uh, the Basset Hound Rescue, so she wants me to let let you know that. So, I mean, Awesome. Well, tell her thank you. Yeah. Uh, They're not Basset Hounds that you're into, but that's okay. It's all right. Not everybody wants a lazy, smelly, fat dog. I get it. Um, it's funny. Yeah. Hey, uh, um, we talked a little bit before the before we got you on about safety in the sport. And last week on a pulp yeah. show, we had Fro and Wyndham and Rhino and um, a bunch of people talking about it. Sean Hilbert from Cobra and DV mm-hmm. weighed in a little bit here. But uh, what's your thoughts on that? What are you What are you thinking about our sport in general when it comes to that kind of stuff? Well, I don't know if anybody has touched base on this, but I feel very strongly towards you know my my thoughts on this um but it's a little bit more it's so anyway you were talking about i was listening i was listening um before i got on the show and you Mm -hmm. were talking about at the professional level it starts there everything trickles down Mm -hmm. um, into the amateur into the amateur ranks and the the focus the whole industry um has this has this um, you know, has this thought that you need to be, you need to be, you need to win Loretta's. You need to be top amateur. You know, um, a factory team is only going to pick you up if you're 16 years old and you have 10 championships. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in the in the pro ranks, and this is true, this is fact. If you are not on a team or have significant support or rich, like Bill uh, Villeneuve was saying. You can't even afford to have a career in motocross, mm-hmm. no matter how many hundreds of thousand dollars you invested as an amateur right. or how good you are. If you do not have support, you cannot even do it. So if if they were able to pull in through sponsor money, and there 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 has to be money in Supercross at least. If all eighty riders, forty and forty, if everybody you've seen out there was making sixty thousand fifty sixty thousand dollars I'm just throwing a number out yeah. there, but a lot more than a lot more than what we make right right that would trickle all the way down to you know what mom and dad chill out you know like the, the your kid doesn't need to go out onto a track where he doesn't even know he's been mm-hmm. he's been sitting in the RV for ten hours he doesn't even know you know, what the track is, if it's watered or this or that. He goes out there and he pins it wide open. He's he's not a seasoned professional. He's not, you know, warmed up. And, and, you know, he doesn't have a team behind him telling him, you know, what line to take in the second turn. He goes out there, you know, on a track. I mean, I did the, the Winter Ams one time in Gatorback. Mm-hmm. It was the scariest thing. You go out there, you don't even know how the track <laughs> developed. The last time you were out there was six hours before. You know, and then and then you do a four lap sprint, and you're defined on that four lap sprint. Right, it's dangerous. You know, it just it works me up because it gets me. You know, because these 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 injuries, it's just there's too much. You know, like you know, why don't why doesn't the the industry and the professional focus on the professionals, mm-hmm. and then take you know rather than you know all these these teams, these life teams signing these amateurs, sign the professionals. Take the stress off of the amateurs. The amateurs should be a stepping stone yeah. to to the professional ranks, and then you can have guys that can still go to high school. 
you'll have a smarter, smarter group of people. You can have guys go to college and then pursue a career in motocross. I mean, that's unheard of. Nobody does that right now. But you know what? I mean, I'm 25 years old, and I'm stronger now than I, than I was when I'm 20. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I could be stronger when I'm 28 than when I am when I'm 25. I could be faster. I could be in better condition. Mm-hmm. You know, if you want to, you know, if you go if you go to high school, you know, hey, maybe you're not going to be Ricky Carmichael. You're not going to be Billman where you you retire and you don't have to do anything. But you know what? It's everybody's journey. Everybody's it comes from a different background. Everybody's definition of success is different. You have somebody that you have somebody that says, hey, you know what? I've ridden my whole life. I trained every weekend. I went to high school. Every summer I was on the bike. I went to college. Every summer I was on the bike. Every chance I could. Mm-hmm. You know what? I'm going to I'm going to pursue this. I'm going to give myself a couple years and then and then then I'm going to, you know, if I can be a professional, if I can qualify for the top 40, you know, for mm-hmm. and and I can make 50 60 grand a year. I could do that for a couple years. It's just something that Somebody, more people can, you know, it, it, it might, it might work. It could make the, you know, it would be very difficult for some things to happen. But if the top level was more lucrative all the way back, not the yeah. first guy making a million and then the last guy not even, you know, eating, being able to eat, you know, that's just not, that's just not healthy. And I had this conversation with Sebastian Tortelli and I had, uh, I had a heart to heart with him and I said, you know, I turned 25 this year. It's my passion. It's what I've been going after. I really feel like I can keep progressing with the with the right resources, you know. And you know, we we talked about it. And you know, he's not blowing smoke up up you know my butt. He said, you know, it's it's however, whenever you start going at it hard, that's when that's when your your career you know, um, shortened. So mm-hmm. if you, if you're going at it when you're 10 years old, you're going to be done when you're 23 or 24, 25. Yeah. But if you start going at it hard when you're 20, you can, you know, you have much more longevity. So, right. you know, just the whole, the whole way that the sport can, you know, like that kid, you know, I don't want to talk about it, but you know, I don't know. I don't, but do you understand a little bit of what I'm saying? I, I, I 100% agree with you, and I've gone on and on about it. Well, you're talking about two different things here, Ronnie, and, and let's talk about them separately for a second. The first thing is you're absolutely right. These amateurs, there's a kid I just heard of getting locked up by Kawasaki. He's 11 years old right now, and he's getting locked up. And there's no, there's nobody policing this stuff. There's nobody looking. And it sucks because if you come up like a Brian, and I just, I, I'm going to throw out some numbers, uh, or guys' names, Brian Gray, Bobby Bonds, or... Um, Let's say uh, uh, maybe Justin Bacalou, who's a little different than that. But you come up as an amateur kid, you get two to three years to prove your worth, and they'll overlook some poor results, but you'll keep your ride, you'll make some money. A guy like Matt Lemoyne or Kyle Cunningham, who will beat these guys, these kids, they have no hope. Because the teams have written these guys off. They've written the guy. They're 23. They're written off. Literally. Yeah, why? They're like, you're never going to get a Like, I tell Cunningham and LeMoyne, move up to 450s because there's money there to be made. You're never going to get the attention of a Mitch Payton. Yeah. And you get one shot, and that's it. And, and also, talking about schooling, how many more amateur races are added in for profit? Because these things make tons of money. And so now, how do you go to school if you're a kid you got nine or nine or somebody told me there's a nine or eleven like 
amateur nationals you're expected to go to if you're yeah. one of these hot kids. Now, Loretta's was in summer, and that was perfect. Summer break. But you're still racing uh, all year to get there. Thanksgiving is, is uh, the, the mini-O's. You're on a break or whatever. For years and years, there was three to, two to three races. Ponca was in the summer. Loretta's in the summer. Thanksgiving, mini-O's. Well, guess what? Greed has won out. There's 11 races now, 9 to 11 races, that you have to hit as Super an amateur unhealthy. kid. How are you going to keep your kid in school, keep them normal, without chasing the dream of these 9 to 11 races that the manufacturers expect you to go to to make your name? So Un- Unbelievable. It, and how, much, how many dollars spent, how much pressure on the kid, unhealthy environment you know that they're in, but, with the parents putting so much pressure on them, they're just pinning it. Throwing safety out the window. I I know for a, yeah I know for a fact that Mitch Payton is one of the reasons that we just talked about. You know he's lost some titles here and he's not winning as many races as he's won because he's not willing to go like a other some of the other teams and invest in these kids from when they're he's not willing to go at thirteen and grab a kid. Cincerello he had to he was forced to because that kid was going to go somewhere else. That's the exception. Mm-hmm. But, but you guys, it's it's the same everywhere. You know, in soccer, but it's younger and younger and yeah. younger now. Messi got brought from Argentina to Barcelona. He was mm-hmm. 15. He was sick. They put him in hospital. They they got him healthy. He had a, a growing uh, problem or whatever. <laughs> These kids, 11. There's an 11 year old Japanese kid that signed for Real Madrid, which is a, one but of the biggest clubs in the world. It's new, but that's new <laughs> in soccer too. Yeah, but it used to be. Yeah, but right. it's always been like this. You know, I think if you don't want to be uh, in this environment of success and being, it's either you, you're the best or you die. <clears throat> you know, it's, I think, you know, you guys should go to school and, and find a, a regular job. That's the, the life of a, an athlete that wants to, to, mm-hmm. to get there. You know, I think everybody's going to go through right. it, you know, and the same in any sport, you know, and NBA, uh, you know, <clears throat> look, they got Kobe out of high school. Yeah. Do you even, well, go, do you even no. go to college? LeBron, same thing. You but, know, you know, you, you're picking up Kobe and LeBron while well, there's 20 guys that it didn't work out for. You know what I mean? And, and, and in the soccer, NBA, there's and, even more. And know, the NBA so. got rid of that high school rule. You No longer can you go from high school to the NBA. Yeah. you got to go to college for at least one year. Another thing, so, too, if you're coming out of high yeah. school, you at least had – I mean, granted, it's not normal because you were probably the star of the school, but you went four years. We don't even have high school now. Normal in kids. Our, in our sport, we don't even yeah. have that. But, like having turning 16 at pro, mm-hmm. dude, I couldn't imagine doing that. And, Ronnie, and so that's the amateur level, and now you're talking about the pro level, and you're absolutely right. Another thing that I've been going on and on about is, look, Ryan Dungey and Eli Tomac, they deserve to make more money than a Ronnie Stewart. They're better riders. No mm-hmm. offense, Ronnie. They deserve to make more money. Of course. Do they need to make 95% more than you? Your, your 10 of spots course. Your 10 spots this weekend uh, back a blank bag. But okay, now you're, you're talking like a socialist. Like, but, no, you but know, it's, it's not healthy. It's not a healthy sport. It, it, it's not. It's not healthy in any other sport. I, I agree. This guy in NBA making sixty no, million, no, and still, there's, there's guys in nobody it. makes sixty million in NBA. Villain. How much? Would, how I mean, much LeBron a, is making year, on a single year? LeBron makes sixty million last year. No, his NBA salary is about thirteen million. No, it's twenty five. It's Kobe as a, the biggest salary. Yeah. It's twenty five or twenty six. But they make but, with endorsement and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's different. They, that's different. Yeah, it's not different. You know, if you take all the endorsement Ooh, of, of Dungy, it doesn't make that much money either. But these guys in the NBA, they play for 500 grand a year. Yeah, yes, I mean, in the NFL, as the long skill- as you even make the summer camp, 
to train with the team, you're still but getting paid. But the skill, about. Ronnie Stewart is making the 22 man main event. It doesn't matter. It the, doesn't matter how good you like, are. It if doesn't you're matter. You're comparing Dungey we, to. We talk about it. It's what you make. What what, what the return on investment? Dungey sells KTM. Great, yes. You would still have great racing. You would still have a winner. You would still you would see who would have the most passion. Yeah, but you guys you guys talk like, like you in in, in in Disneyland. It, it's the sport is not as big. You, you guys don't it's don't not. get it. You know, it's you're not, not on TV. You don't make money. Hold the, on. the Dodgers or the Lakers sign a deal for two billion dollars. You just finished telling us for ten years. Yes, you just finished telling they, us though that Ryan Dungey doesn't sell. Uh, for his gear money, you, you, you told us earlier about. Yeah, but he sells more than any privateer. Yes, yes, but Ryan Dungey does not sell. You think enough. the guy, the guy that makes half the main in Supercross, is going to make? You know, what do you think? Going to sell one bull? You think at Ryan the dealership? Dun- no. What does Ryan Dungey pull down from Fox? Probably five hundred thousand. Yeah, maybe even six hundred thousand. Even more than that. Okay. Does uh, not around, around there. Does not sell six hundred thousand worth of dollars of gear. There's no chance. I think he, you, he might maybe six hundred, but I mean, marketing is it's it's a business thing, you know. In we're, business, we're, in business, you it's easy. Your marketing and advertising should be six percent of your gross sales. Yeah, you know. So is we're too top heavy. Look, Ryan Dungey can walk down. It doesn't the, matter. Ryan it, Dungey can walk down the mall. In uh, in any mall in America and not get recognized. And yeah, he, because, and he's making because it's five not, to six million dollars a year. Yeah, because the sport is not as big. Okay. What I'm telling you, I'm telling you, we, Ryan Dungey should make two million, and a Ronnie Stewart or a Kyle Chisholm should make a hundred grand. Yeah, you're talking like a socialist. Exactly. You're talking about exactly. all this industry hate about Obama. You're talking uh, about uh, making the Supercross no. like Obama no is way. making. I'm not saying. I'm, I'm, you I'm know what? I'm on the left wing. You know, <laughs> you know, I'm a liberal. I'm not saying. You know, Ryan I Dungey. like to help the others. But you guys talk about taking from the rich, giving to from the poor, and this industry is full of conservative. And you talk like a socialist in 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 something like you hate. You're talking politics like no. I, see, I'm not. I, you're you're bringing the politics. No, no, I don't know anything about exact, politics. Uh, it's exact, that's not, exactly what you're doing. I'm not saying Ron Dungey needs to write Ronnie a steward a check. In, in this I'm industry, I'm not saying Ronnie needs to Ronnie in, needs to write Ronnie a check. I'm not saying that. But I'm he sa- is, and directly he is, because you want to take off his five million, give him only two, and give to so the poor the other the other money. Are you perfectly fine you, with main <laughs> events that have that have you, t- ten guys in it? You, you, are you fine with having ten guys line up? Because soon enough, it's going to get to a point where guys can't afford to. to they're, they're not making any money. It doesn't matter. It doesn't I mean, matter. So if, it, Bill, if, then if what that would comes you to the point, if the factory it, teams instead of having one factory where they pay the guy, they have four satellite teams from the manufacturer rather than one KTM team you have four KTM teams you have four Suzuki teams. yeah but the There's thing what, what you don't understand There's what you don't understand competition what you don't understand is privateer lives in in this industry because there's still some people that like to burn money in this sport Mike Genova being one of them Mike Genova spent a million 1.5 million of his pocket it's like he's going down the freeway Opening the window, take a case with $100 bills of $1.5 million and throw out the window. He doesn't sell anything. He doesn't sell goggles. He doesn't sell graphics. He sells, but nothing compared to what, it's, what, what, what it costs. I think Ronnie and I's point is the sport isn't that healthy. It's okay. not that healthy. So yes. you like <coughs> what you want. the amateur level. You, you guys there. want you – guys, it's easy. You guys, you guys want a government. You want uh, – um, 
you know, liberals, <laughs> you know, making, you know, you want uh, fail to be Obama, to take from the rich, tax more the rich. Okay. Sure, yeah, I and, guess, whatever you want to say. That's exactly right. what you're doing. I mean, but this I industry... I think you're exaggerating a no, little bit. No, it's not. That's exactly what you're saying. Mm-hmm. And, and this industry is 99% filled with conservatives. Everybody hates Obama. Well, why, well, well, you know, why I love would, Obama. Why would, they have yeah. to take, why would they have to take from... Why would they have to take from the guys that are making because a lot of money? Why, couldn't, the, they, why what, couldn't they run Belt Motorsports in, on, in the Suzuki... And the two two banners and all the banners that you see on the track that we're riding in front of. <laughs> because Feld Motorsports. What you don't understand is, first. I don't know, is, is Feld a public company or a private company? Private. Private company. The guy that owns, he, he wants to, to actually fly uh, a jet to Mexico to bring his family. He wants to make money because he, he buys, he, he spends money, but mm-hmm. he, wants, he wants to eat too. Yeah, absolutely. You're, you know? This, this show is for profit. This Paul Plumick show is for profit. Yeah, you make I a make business to make this. money. Yes. You know, everybody has an iPhone. Everybody's so happy to pay a six, eight hundred bucks out the door, a stupid iPhone, for, <laughs> for Apple to have more money at the bank than the U.S. government. Right. But everybody's happy, you know, and it's exactly what you're trying I just, to say. I don't think the sport is healthy. I don't no, think it's healthy. No There's no money. There's no money in the sport. Well, th- our point is there's, because there is there's, money there's in the crazy, sport. There's crazy people. There's money for Felt Motorsports is making a lot of money. They don't there's make money that in much. The sport. How there's much money. they make? There's money in the sport. How much they make? Well, they sold mon- from, they, from what I've heard. They sold monster trucks and supercars for three hundred million dollars. Now, the majority of that was monster trucks. That's very profitable. Monster trucks are very profitable. But that's what Live Nation sold to Feld Motorsports for three hundred million dollars. You know what they make? I think they make a million bucks a, a race. It's nothing. Profit. Yeah, but do that 17 times. And then, 17 million, really what is it? But then you Seven, have to think they're so, really listen, not. Listen to me. They have you know, 45,000 people in the stadium, 17 runs in average. They have all this team, all this. And, and fail motorsport make three times less than what LeBron James is going to make. Yeah. And I see what you're saying. There's, no <laughs> there's no money. There's so no money. So why pay Ryan Dungey $6 million a year if there's no money? They don't pay $6 million. It's it's the, what Ryan Dungey is making six or six million because, dollars. You know why? Because KTM is buying an, yeah. ins- an insurance that they pay two hundred or three hundred or four hundred grand up. You know, like We're, you pay four hundred, four million for that costs maybe KTM three hundred grand more money. Three hundred grand. We maybe. can bring more money into the sport. When you're going to be on Fox Sports two, you'll never get money. That's what you don't understand. You have to be on ESPN. You have to be on 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 a big channel, you yeah. know, and not oh, at, no, no, at yeah. not at seven o'clock in the morning on a Sunday. Not there. You need to be on prime time. You know, you need to be like the big uh, the big thing on the Wednesday night on TNT, like NBA. If you're not there, you'll not you won't make money. Well, just look on, at NASCAR. Thing, just look at NASCAR. You, can you be could, NASCAR. I mean, that's where, that's they're could, making. You could do something. I think Phil make what four five million bucks from Fox. That's the first year. You know, I don't think they even make that much. Okay, let's say yeah, they, they make that much. In in all the the history of the Supercross, they, they paid. Pay. They paid. They paid. Yeah. They paid ESPN two. They paid whoever like Speed. But they okay, paid. They co- paid every time. Every time CBS. to be on TV. Huh? When they wanted to be on CBS in the mornings, they that was bought but time you that pay, you could but, buy but, if yeah. you were a local church. But, but I could, I could buy it yeah. time if I want to. You know, seven a.m. Yeah, yeah, you can. You buy. So there's no money. There's all no right, TV let's, rights. Let's, let's get to the phone calls here. Let's if get you don't have TV rights, yeah. 
you know, yeah, no, to, I, tomorrow you take TV rights away from NBA, baseball, NFL, the on, sports on, die. DV, on one hand, you're saying the sport isn't very big. They, they, have to, they barely make any money from TV. They're small time. Nobody cares. On the other hand, you're saying that Ryan Dungey should make all this money. Like, no. What are you – like, I'm confused. He does – I'm confused. What you don't understand, he makes 1.5. He makes 1.5 million or 2 million. But what? 1 million from KTM? What does he make? I would think over a million per KTM. A million bucks. I, I don't know. Okay. He sat down behind the gate. He has two million bucks. And then they pay you insurance company, an insurance policy, three, four hundred yeah, grand you, for you, bonuses. Five hundred from Fox and, and, you know, or whatever. And Oakley and everybody. Yeah, but that's Oakley and, and the boots and the this is small. He's a two to three million dollar athlete before he before Yeah, he two million, let's say two million bucks. Okay. Our sport isn't big enough for a two million dollar athlete. It's not big enough. It's, it, you know, if, if the companies are paying him, yes. But on, as bonuses, the, because they cannot afford the bonuses if they don't have insurance policy. Of, no, co- yeah, of course. Well, you know what? I heard the it's insurance, what, I heard the insurance what, was tougher and tougher to get. Yeah, now. but it's why Denji had a, it took like three years to get his money from Suzuki when he won two championships in one year. That they did not get an insurance policy, yeah. and they had to pay everything out of the pocket. Remember this? Yeah. Well, I, I didn't know. If, I, I can never confirm that, but okay, I did hear but that. Okay, but that's the rumor. That. Right. That's the rumor. Yeah. Uh, Derek, what's up? You've been on hold for a while. Uh, I just got two points here. One about the pros making all the money, the top guys, and then one about the amateurs, all the nationals. Uh, as for the pros and all the money up top and stuff, I mean, when it comes to who I, you know, when I buy gear or when I buy a bike, Every I got three dirt bike magazines on my coffee table here. There's Trey Kennard. There's uh, Ken Roxon. Those are the people that the advertisements go out for. Those are the people that we see, and that's who sells gear. Uh, I've never seen a Ronnie Stewart ad for fly gear. That's why there's no money for Ronnie Stewart, and that's why there's big money for Ken Roxon. He's on the cover doing a big whip wearing some well, Fox gear, right? Yeah, no, you're right. I mean, and then with the amateur deal, all the the eleven rounds or whatever, I think it is crazy. But at the same time, I mean, you every time you race, you're more competitive. You need to be racing all the time to become a pro. And it's just it's the way the sport works. I mean, if these kids do two nationals a year and ride at whatever their local track is, they beat the guy at their local track every weekend. There's no competition. And then they go to Loretta's and they may or may not do well there. And that's their year. Like as much as it's horrible that they're not getting education, you have to be out racing professional level of events to become a professional. So you can make a professional, you can do, you can make a Kyle Chisholm and Ronnie Stewart level of ra- racer, which is in the upper 5% of the riders in the world making main events. And you can make what 30 grand a year. Is that, does that seem does that seem like it's worth the parents putting their their, I, their mortgages yeah, up? Can I chime, can I chime in on that? We you had Ben LeMay that was the, that was going to go out of the sport and get a job, and he's a top fifteen, top ten rider, and he can't even. Is it worth like you said, like exactly what you're just saying right now, Steve? Like, is it worth? You know, this is this is a rider's passion. You have a kid that he comes up, he dedicates his whole life to it. And he has a burning passion for it. And then when he's 22 years old, he can no longer do it because he doesn't have the support. Do you think that that's very healthy? Do you, don't you well, think I that there should be a better that. solution? I mean, Even I'm... just something small of like 
like having a having a sponsor. Hey, this weekend in uh, St. Louis, um, the purse bonus is brought to you by Chipotle Mexican Grill. You know they're uh, putting in thirty thousand dollars to the purse tonight. Thank you, and have that. I mean, we know the viewership is through the roof worldwide for Supercross. Well, I don't have know, little, but, yeah, it's still... have these. You know, listen, Ronnie. Ronnie, there's four hundred thousand people. There's four hundred thousand people watching Supercross. For everybody, from the very top, you have thirty thousand dollars, and you divvy it up from the very top to the bottom. But the top guys don't even look at the purse. They don't even know how much money they make from Feld. I just feel like, look, if you if if you race Supercross, if you race Supercross, you know, Ronnie, if you race Super, my my thinking is, you race Supercross, you're making the main events. You should make. 50, 60, 100 grand a year because you're that good. Now, however you want to make you will that. follow your passion. If you want to, however you want to make you that. You earned that right. You're, you're exactly, you're in the upper 5% of riders in the world making a Supercross main event. You should be able to make a living, a good living, which is $100,000 these days. It's probably a good living. Um, you know, you, if you get a job in, at McDonald's, you're going to make 30 to 40 grand a year or whatever. But I just feel like that's what you should make. Yeah, however you want to do it. If you want to take it from Ryan Dungey, the thing I, is, I don't know. The, the, but the thing is, we talk about TV. There's what three hundred? Yes. Yeah. Well, six hundred thousand is a big number. They get six hundred sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes when yeah. when yeah. Uh, when the star lines. Whatever. Yeah. Six hundred thousand. Yeah, yeah. It's a joke as far as that goes. Hey, there's kids. There's when kids. The, when there's, the NHL in gets India, six. no, in <laughs> India, there's kids cricket games that gets eight million viewers on yeah, YouTube yeah. No. live. Think about how many like people cricket. watch Little League World no, Series. No, no, it's the but, same but thing. That's apples, that's apples to oranges. I'm with no, you guys. It's not. It's not because the sport is small. No, I, you know, got, I know. You know, the NHL gets mocked. Whoa. The NHL gets a million viewers. They get mocked by the mainstream press. You have to think for a though, million too. viewers. They're laughed at. You have to think though too. Feld's not probably really worried about getting a live TV package because you can't come have anybody come in and buy merchandise and all of this other but, stuff but on but the but week. But, but, but they're not this, worried about the TV. But this is this is stepping on on dolls. To pick up to, pennies. To pick yeah. up pennies. I agree because, with you on that. Yeah. Because T-shirt sales is nothing. It's nothing. Yeah. Get a TV package. And have everybody watch. For $25 million. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So How many, many uh, T-shirts is $25 million bucks. They get nothing from Fox Sports. or They get money this year, but not that big. Yeah. You know. And they're not even getting played like really on Fox Sports 1. All the people that commentate on those like around the buzz shows, like their version of SportsCenter, mock it. Like they've been pissed off before when their show gets cut short to start Supercross. You know, it's yeah, a it's yeah, a yeah. stepchild. Uh, no, what I agree. Doing. Hey, Ronnie, uh, we're gonna run. We got we got other guys coming yeah. up. Uh, good talk, though, for sure. Uh, I agree with you on some points, and you know, it's good to ha- can have. Can I this. finish up? Oh, yes, you can. Sure. That's why my kids don't ride their bikes. <laughs> <laughs> There's no future. You can't go to college for their right. bikes. I want my kids to go to college. Yeah. If he's he's good at soccer, good at basketball, maybe get so scholarship before he goes to college. But why? I I've lived. I know what it is. I made a good living racing. I think I will. I will never tell someone, dude, you should race motocross. It's awesome. I'm like the, the sport is. And you wouldn't. Yeah. And, and, and wait, oh, wait. A sport that gave you all that. It did not give me anything. I got it. You know, I got it my, myself. Yeah, but, yeah, hey, Ronnie. You know, hey, Ronnie. Listen to me. Listen to me. I slept in a garage for two two months. I spent $25,000 to come from Europe to race the 125 uh, West Coast. I won 125 main events. I was sleeping in my mechanic's garage. In a fucking garage, I'm saying. 
You know? Well, I didn't have hotel rooms. I didn't have this or that. Well, whatever I made in Europe, you, what it, what, I invested on myself. And, I invested on myself. Well, I'm sure Ronnie's dad, doing that. I'm sure Ronnie's doing that. My dad said, you have I've to invested, be very... I've lived... I've, I've done the it's the same thing. thing. But, 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 yeah, but I mean, at one point, you have to say, you know what? If I make half of a main event a year for the last three years, I may be not good enough for this thing. You know, I'm, I might need... A, there's no future on Supercross. There's future for the top five guys. Okay, well... The top five guys, they're going to stop. And they don't have to work. If, if we keep going this way, we might just have five guys on the line. Because, you know, that's I mean. That's what you want to do. No, but it doesn't. So, so be it. Be it. Okay. You're going to risk your life. You want to risk your health you. for, you know, the guy that, that's going to be 12 in every main event this year mm-hmm. or, for, or the next four or five years. Mm-hmm. When he's done, he's going to have to go work. He has no education. Yeah. He has no, yeah, no degree. No nothing. You can be top 12 guy for the next five years. When you're done racing, you're going to have to go sell I'm, cars I'm argue, at Toyota. I'm, I'm not arguing with you. You're it absolutely right. It doesn't matter. Right. At one point when you know, you say, you know you're, what? You're right. But I'm saying... It's why... You're right. But that doesn't mean it's, it's, it's... You're right, but that doesn't mean it's right. It doesn't mean it's healthy. It doesn't mean it's the sport it's is killing a, it. It's you a know, small you're absolutely sport. Right. It is a small sport. It's a privilege, really. We think, yeah, we, it is a small sport. But we we get, think like we're so great. But our sport is like so down there's, in 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 the the sport ranking. It is, but there's sixty like, there's sixty five guys to seventy guys on a Saturday night trying to be one of the twenty two to line up in the main event, and Ronnie's one of them most times. But you know what? He's gonna he's gonna end up like we're gonna have. And Longo is kind of right on this. He's gonna end up where you're gonna have like Formula One. You're okay. gonna have those guys. Yeah, and those they pay the for the year, right. and that's it. Uh, Somebody gets hurt, you bring someone in. And that's it. Because you, there's 80 guys or 45 guys cannot live in Supercross. There's no money. It's a small sport. Mm-hmm. You know? And the smaller the sport, the best you have to be. You know, in basketball, and, and there's what? But that type of, 30 that team, type of attitude there's is 30 not going to help grow the sport. But it's like it's in anything, though. No, but you, you have to see. You have to call an apple an apple. You know, an apple is not an Android or a bill. It's an apple. You know, but it, so, it's, all, it's all what you want to do. I mean, I, I'm going to continue racing because, of course, I'm going um, to. You like racing? You know what I say to my job? friends? I say to my friends, the guy that they they suck or something. I'm like, guys, you know, you won't make it. You won't make it. You, the French guys. But the okay, French, but Ronnie Stewart's fr- making a main event. Isn't that making is that, it? Isn't that making it? No, ma- making it is Chari, the Dungey, okay, so, Kennard, so ten guys have made it. That's no, making ten it. Ten riders have made no. it in the last. Uh, so, so the guy that plays, you know, one season in NBA, you think he made it? That, you don't even remember. That's apples you, to you, oranges. That's you, apples no, to oranges. you don't even know him. That's apples to oranges. You don't even know. A guy making one season. It uh, doesn't matter. Is, would not be a main event guy in a Supercross. That's not the same. That's apples to oranges. If you're not good enough, if you're not good enough, and you like racing, get a. Get a job, go okay. make money, yeah. and on but, Saturday go ride with your buddies. Why, you know that's. Yeah, but why you know, couldn't that's, you? Why couldn't you follow your passion while you can, and then get a job later? But I have what, a lot of. You know what? My, you tell I have friends. Kids, you know what? My friends. Are you going to tell your kids you can't be first? You might as well not even do anything. I mean, you have to be a realist. <laughs> like, there's guys that no, there's guys in the top ten or fifteen that I wonder, like, hey man, how long do you? Do the pros outweigh the cons where you just keep chasing the dream and you keep living out of an RV and maybe you're going to make it to the next race and, and all the money you made in the past, like at some point you just have to check up and go, hey, no, it's, uh, it's no, not working. That's what I tell my friends. Yeah. My friend says, 
you know, you're a real Debbie Downer, you know. Hey, no, but hey, he's a realist. You know, <laughs> no, you know, it's it's the way it is. It's the way it if is. If your daughter brings home something from school, like a like a paper mache dinosaur, do you go, oh, that sucks? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. Seriously, I'm like, and, and that's hey, why Char- I view Char- it. Charlotte, right? Charlotte? I have I have a lot of friends. Charlotte, the passion is hey. Hey, Charlotte. <laughs> <laughs> the paper mache dinosaur it sucks. Hey, Look. I have a lot of friends. Yeah. Passion is is uh, motocross. They did not make it. They got a good job. They make good money. They buy a new bike every year. They go ride in the yeah, weekend. Speaking from the guy and, who made millions and in that's, the sport. That's the passion. <laughs> but you know what? At one point, if I wasn't making it, I was like, you think I'm going to, you know, uh, get her, you know, risk to be in a wheelchair, risk to die think, and think, to have somebody jump on my face I think we're, for, for nothing. We're and worse. at the end of the day, I have to go work and I have no education and I suck. But do you really think my dad was? was I think where we're all, I think we're all. Ronnie and I are coming from is I think Ronnie, if you're in the main event, you're good enough. You're saying you're, you know, there's only five guys that that move that move gear and everything else. Listen to me. I feel. Listen to me. Like main events came too easy to you. Apparently, you're just too talented because I used to race. Talented. I sucked. Oh, you when sucked. I, when, you I sucked? Sta- when I started racing, I was horrible. Yeah, I'm sure you were. I, I got, sure you I got were better. I, I got better. <laughs> but if you saw me ride, ride my first five, ten races on a 60, you say, this kid will never do anything on a dirt bike. You know? But that's what I'm, what, it's not what I'm saying. Is What I'm saying is one guy that played two or three seasons in the NBA, kind of like a guy that's making mains, you know, Half of the mains, you know, like he's not going to make the mains the first six races because everybody's healthy. Everybody's, you know, a few guys going to get hurt. Mm-hmm. He's going to make the main for three seasons. A guy in NBA is going to be a bench warmer for, for, for three seasons. He's going to play, you know, mm-hmm. 10, 12 minutes a game. You think he's going to... That dude's making... And do? he still that struggles, du- But that dude's making $500,000 a year. No, but it doesn't matter. NBA he, minimum, $500,000 a year. That's what he's making. Yeah, you know? but but the sport is way bigger. Of course it is. Of course. But at is. the end of the year, at the end of the day, he's gonna have to go to work. Uh, you have to. At one point, yeah, says well, you know another, what. Another thing too, Villaman, is that there's a lot of people that go out and they make forty or fifty thousand dollars a year, right? And if you were able to go out and make forty-five or fifty thousand a year doing what you love to do, don't you think that it would be? Don't you think you would want to go and do that for a few years? Yeah, but I mean, you, you talk, you, I mean, yeah. hey, Ronnie, you're talking like a book. But these, you know, guys, like, these guys can't it, even it, make it, the thing, mini- it thinks like everything is pink, everything is nice, <laughs> everything is awesome. It, it, you know, life is not like this. You know, like, yes, you know what? I want to be a soccer player. You so know, you I, f- I wasn't a soccer player. I, I sucked in soccer. So you, feel you know, like, so, so you feel like a job at McDonald's. You know, like you seriously, should- I'm telling you right now. Motocross is not my passion. I hated it. Clearly. Okay? I hated the sport. My dad put me on there. I'm a little advocate for the sport, I must say. Hey, my dad put me on the bike, maybe ride. At one point, he says, you want to do it? I couldn't say really no. I couldn't say no. I say, okay, I'll do it. So he says, you have to do it 100%. And you think I wanted to go train uh, when I was 14 on Saturday afternoon when my, my friends were playing around? Should, should a job, I hated it. Should a full-time but, job at but, McDonald's pay but more than listen, a... Okay. L- but listen, okay. I'm not finished. Okay. But at that point, when I get... Kill I got rest. off of school, uh, off school, I was in 12th grade. Mm-hmm. I was, my dad says, we're going to go ride, you know, full-time. At that point, two, three years, I wasn't very good, but I was getting there a little bit by little bit. Mm-hmm. And at 18, I was like... Uh, making, I was top five in the, in, in the U.S. or whatever. 
But at that point, I was like, I don't like it. I hate it. <laughs> but there's nothing else I know. I, I don't ah. know to do anything. I left school at ten, in 10th grade. No diploma. No nothing. So what I have to do is so you're okay. I'm going to do 100% this thing, but I didn't like it. You're okay with a full-time McDonald's job that takes no skill, able to make more money than a guy making a 22-man event in a full year yeah, of but, racing. Yeah, you're but, okay with that. You, you think that's listen, fine. It's not fine, but that's life. I know, and at one I point, know. you have to make decisions. Yes, yes, you're right. You're right. You have to make decisions. Right. You know, if you can't make a living at more cost, well, you keep going. If, if you have to pay to go work well, at McDonald's, were you going to go I'm work gonna, at McDonald's if you have to pay for it? Well, they make good burgers. So people now, they're paying to go race their bikes, and they think, oh, you know, uh, uh, I need to make a living. It's either you're very good or you're very rich. If you're not very good, find <laughs> a new my, career. My point, That's what I'm trying to say. Point, All right, hold on. My whole point was that it would, it would, if it changed, it would trickle down to having less pressure in the amateur ranks and I think that that would help change the environment and make it a bit safer if they took some emphasis off of the amateur racing. And That's I, the reason why I brought it up. Um, I'm, um, I, I shouldn't have even said anything and just kept it on, um, on you know, the questions about me and, the, you know, my team and everything like it was supposed to be for, but... You know, no, um, Ronnie. Look, it's it's, it's uh, good. It's, it's good. No, it's all good, man. We're we're it's a healthy yeah. debate. Um, I I you know, a DV makes some good points. You and I make some good points, and that's what we're we're talking. That's just like our safety show last week, where we had a bunch of guys making a different points. And and I mean, um, yeah, that's what it's all about, man. It's uh, it's nice yeah. to have you on RoostMX.net, bringing you Ronnie Stewart. And um, thanks for coming on. And well, what? Awesome. Real quick, I yeah. would like to thank my sponsor that make it happen for me if yeah, I can. No problem. It's uh, Dirk Henny Graphics, PRBC.com, Fugu, ISC Racers Tape, Hellbound Racing, Never Summer Industries, Pirelli, Bell Ray, Spy Optics, KSR Wheels, and Golfer USA. So perfect, man. Thanks. Thanks, uh, thanks for coming on. Enjoy your week off. That's for sure. And uh, I will. And uh, yeah, we'll we'll talk to you soon, Ronnie. Thanks, man. Okay, great. Right, thanks. See you, Ronnie Stewart. Everybody, Candyman. Number 69 in the program, number one in your heart. Brought to you by RoostMX.net. Pulp Nation saves you 20%. Get, get a Big Boar, Chris Kiefer Big Boar shirt while you can. No, uh, seriously. Seriously. I watched the race on Saturday. This guy you see every week struggling in a last chance. At one point, you know, like you said, Anton, like at one point. You have to just call it. When when do you say it's enough? Yeah. Like you know, I won't make a living, and I'm gonna get hurt. And I'll make money. What what do you do? Like, but I don't think Ronnie's in that category. I get it's you. Not, I get you. I get you. There's guys out there. It, he doesn't make seventeen men's a year. No, he doesn't make money. No. Is he gonna make a million dollar a year at one point? No. In his career? No. Uh, no, no chance. I'm sure. Is he gonna make half a million? No chance. I'm sure that there's something okay, that Ronnie so, can do well. So, Go do that. Instead of like being broke for What's, the good part of your life well, no, and struggling, I, I, I don't think he, Ronnie's not saying that. He's more. I think he, him and I are talking about in a general scheme of the sport that these guys in the main events should make more money, and they definitely should. They absolutely should make more for money for all of them. Everybody, everybody should make more money. You should make more money writing and doing this show, right? Yes, but we're talking again. A guy, you know, like, that's that's what I I don't like about this sport is oh, you should make more money. Uh, we everybody. If you read the internet, everybody deserves a factory ride. 
That's, they do like three laps yeah, good. You're right. Like they start in front, they do three laps, <laughs> then they like they have their tongue in the fucking sprocket, they're dead, and then Twitter are vital. But oh, he needs a factory ride. But, but he, he wouldn't do like he wouldn't be like one tenth faster with the fucking factory here's, bike. Here's how People can, don't get it. Here's how I can summarize. I just over this. He needs a factory ride. I hear you. He needs to make more money. I hear you. Here's what I. Uh, <laughs> I'm over this shit. Chris Kiefer says to tell you to calm down and you need a quesadilla. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, but Pookie doesn't have quesadilla stuff. Um, I had a burrito, I'm good. My whole point to this sport is... You know what? I had a Red Bull. Maybe that's why. <laughs> I haven't had a Red Bull in like, in like oh, a year. You would think you'd give, like, uh, you please, think you give would, me another one. You think you and Ronnie Stewart would get along. He's number 69. You think you'd get along no, with I, him. No, uh, my no whole point, I never met the guy. I don't even know how he looks like. I don't know. I know he rides a I thought you were a little harsh on Ronnie Stewart. You're a little harsh. No, I'm just he wasn't, though, speaking really. the, no, he speaking wasn't. the truth. Okay. Like, what what else do you want me to say? There's like, and nothing against Ronnie. Kiefer great says, kid. Kiefer says great calm kid. down. Kiefer says calm down. But there are people that don't want to hear the truth sometimes. No. And not to say that that's the truth against Ronnie. And but that I think hang he, it up. he's a little more, he's too much in Disneyland right now. No. You know, he, like. Here's it, my uh, whole point. I can summarize my I'm whole a, point. Realistic, I'm realistic. And he's like utopist. Here's, here's my whole point. Utopia doesn't get you anywhere. I don't feel. Let me get a Red Bull. Okay. I, I, can, I can hear you. Go okay. I, I know the sport is small. I know it's very small in the grand scheme of things. Killy Rusk on the line, by the way. We're going to bring him in right away. The small is, the sport is super small. Rusk, I don't know you, but you're going to get it. No, Jesus. <laughs> Villeman beating up on our guests. The sport is small. I get it 100%. You should not be able to make more flipping burgers at McDonald's than racing a 17-race uh, series and being in front of thousands and thousands of that, fans. That would, That's that, my whole point. That, That's my whole that point. shows you that our sport is is a crumble. Well, but things could. It is. Small. It's a crumble. But things. That's, but it, that's not, why I'm telling you. It's not that much of a crumble. We, we've if our, been overpaid. If we have five guys making five million dollars a year, Chad. Yeah, be Obama and give Stewart, it away. Be Obama. My whole point is, we're not that big. We're not that small of a crumb with guys making over five million dollars a year. We, we're not that small of a crumb. If Chad makes five million dollars a year, okay, Chad probably doesn't. I'm going to give you my phone, my wallet, <laughs> my credit card, and my time. He, my, made, f- he made five million over five million a few years. You know, a few years ago. If he makes five million, I give you my car outside. The Lincoln? It's only the town six, car? It's only sixty four hundred bucks. <laughs> and I give you my wallet, there's fifteen hundred bucks in there. And I give you an eight hundred dollar AT and T iPhone. Damn it. Okay. I'm gonna text Chad to tell him tell us that he makes Chad, five million. Chad he doesn't Chad make Reed. five million. Chad he Reed he does Chad Reed spent two million bucks when he started his team yeah. to race. Okay. Why Chad Reed spent two Hotcamsinc.com. Hot Check out the discount code. Hot I, Cams, are you cutting me off for a hot cam? Seriously? We, we have our next guest. He's on the line. Uh, one thing. Don't though, cut me before off. Before we jump in. There was like a post on Verb a couple weeks ago that says like, if you want a job in the industry, you got to do whatever you can and like live in your car and all that stuff. And that's great. I mean, there, there was times that I, you know, did everything I needed to do to mm-hmm. get to where I am now. It's not necessarily the best way to go about things. Don't live your life and be struggling and, and miserable as shit all the time because you're chasing the dream. There's something else out there that will make you happy. But, Go uh, do that. What's, what's so good about this industry? Everybody's dying to Hot work. Cams. Yeah, I don't get it. I, I love what I do. Hot, I wouldn't trade what I do you know for what? anything. I want to be a caddy for Tiger Woods. Hot yeah, cams. Make way more than we do. Yeah. What would you be want to be in work for Don Maeda that screwed me for a hundred? The, the leader in design and development. Bucks. Dirt bike <laughs> camshafts, hot cams, proud supporter of our show. Hot cams, thirty percent off discount. 
placed online at hotcamsinc.com. Hotcams 2015, uh, a lot of top riders using these guys, and uh, we're pumped and happy to have them on the show. And let's welcome our next guest on the Privateer Pulpamex show before it goes too far off the rails. He's uh, having a good season here, made a bunch of main events in a row, uh, one of the top privateers in the sport. Killy Rusk, what's up, Killy? How are you? Nothing much, man. What's going on? Thanks for coming on. Yeah, no problem, no problem. Uh, six mains this year, four in a row. It's been well, It's going well for you lately? Yeah, it's, it's, it's going well, you know, just chugging along. <laughs> um, yeah, and I, I read, too, like you have a year-old bike, too. So, how's that? Yeah, it's it's going good. Um, <laughs> um, you like the Yamaha? What, what, it's not a 2015? It's I love them. 2014. Wow. 2014 Yamaha. The 15 is way better, though. <laughs> Why is it better? Because it has black wheels? No, because it's ten times better. <laughs> it is. Um, it is right. I I don't know. It's the, when when did they do the frame updates? Oh, I I'm not allowed to touch the 450s. I get hurt. Oh, you're not. No, I was you... I was offered a job at the 450 shootout, and then Don retracted it because he knew I'd get hurt. Seven zero two five eight six seven eight five seven. You got a question for Killy Rusk uh, on the Pulp and Mech show presented by BTOSports.com and Fly Racing. Uh, welcome, Killy Rusk, on the show. How was your St. Louis? What was that? How was your St. Louis? How'd it go? Uh, it was good. I mean, it it was, you know, about as good as I expected it to be. You know, I mean, nothing really happened that really blew my mind, but I just went in there with a bit of a confident head knowing that I could make the main and ended up in a more difficult semi than I thought I would and ended up making it through the LCQ. So, I mean, it was, overall, it was a good weekend. Um, mm-hmm. The main event really didn't work out too well. I ended up in that second turn crash, I guess you'd call it, with Andrew mm-hmm. Short and trying to get around his bike, and I messed up, but, I mean, oh well. <laughs> right. I get, a, I get a try again in Houston. <laughs> so Short's bike went into the other lane, right? Yeah, his yeah. bike went into the other lane, and uh, then we came around that corner, and I kind of got sandwiched in between a couple guys and wasn't really able to step onto that tabletop, and mm-hmm. his bike was kind of down in that ditch. Mm-hmm. So I uh, had to roll that single and try to get around his bike and snagged his bars and Got all wiggly and then uh, Nicoletti got me from behind, so mm. ended up down. <laughs> right, right, right. Hey, Kelly, um, what'd you think about the track? Like that first section of the start this week, it seemed like if you were too far outside, you were getting pushed. But it seemed a little bit better than other tracks this year. Yeah, I mean, it like wasn't too bad. I mean, for the main event, I had that almost that out like far outside gate, and I still ended up like fourth round first corner so i mean it's all it's all what you can make of it you know yeah like tony archer came in he was grabbing the holy he would have had it in yeah. the heat was it the heat and uh he yeah, just, yeah and yeah. like he just hit those tough blocks but dude that's literally probably you know yeah, six inches from from you, you got a tail at one point oh i know but <laughs> he was six inches from like getting squeezing squeezing through there you know that's the problem with the the open first turn like this you know yeah and also starts is really short yeah yeah so it was really short for st louis usually yeah, they run at the yeah. full length of the stadium it's always it's always better to go full length and then 180. Right here, like you know, it's gonna everybody's, everybody's gonna go outside. Yeah, everybody's gonna get pushed. Big pile up. Yeah. yeah, it's 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 pretty predictable. I actually thought Nicoletti might pull the whole shot in the main because he was four over from the outside of the box, and I he, thought he crushed on the stall, right? One of the stalls. Oh, did he? I don't know. One of the stalls he did. Um. So yeah, one. Of, so the main event itself didn't go good, but lately, Killy four in a row. That's, that's nice, huh? Yeah, I mean, it's it's been going good. I just wish I had, you know, of course, always more help, but, you know. Mm-hmm. I like I like, I like how I'm doing it, you know. I mean, everything's simple, you know. I'm just doing my own thing, keeping an easy focus on it, and 
it's just you know doing. I, I do like doing it myself, but it is a lot tougher. You uh, but, you know, you're with the Gus guys. Are you with Gus? Uh, no, I uh, actually talked um, Todd Hansen from the HRT. Okay. Team. I talked him into taking my bike around for the East Coast round. Oh, good. I've just been kind of yeah. getting out of the back of there semi. I like that guy. Nice guy. It's yeah, good. yeah, he's a nice guy. Definitely working out well for you then that way. Um, and you're doing yeah. you're doing nationals like you did last year. Same same program. Uh, nationals are still up in the air. I mean, we are going to do it. Yep. but We're not exactly how we're going to pull it off yet. <laughs> yeah, because they're not cheap either, are they? Yeah, no, definitely not. Hot Cam's bringing you Killy Rusk on the Pulpomex Show, presented by BTOSports.com and Fly Racing. Hey, so what's your weekly program like? I mean, with them carrying the bike to every race, are you, I mean, obviously you're flying in and out, so how does that go? I mean, does that get expensive after a while? I mean, are you booking flights two weeks in advance or the last minute? No, I'm like the worst planned out person ever. I usually buy my, I mean, buying my plane tickets two weeks out is pretty well thought out for me. So, <laughs> yeah, usually I'm buying them last minute. But, you know, I'm just all about searching for those deals. But, um, yeah, yeah. for the weekly program, I just fly in Thursday, race, try to fly. I try to get home by Sunday, like anytime Sunday. That way, you know, yeah. Monday is usually a rest day. And then Tuesday, I'm at the track. Wednesday, I'm at the track. And then Thursday, I'm usually off flying again. So I usually get about two days riding. in. Yeah, you know, uh, Adam Entenap's a friend of the show. He comes in here, and he, he's been on the road lately, but he was, he's was he been flying more than ever this year and coming back to Milestone and working with Pike and Antonez. And, like, it's helped him a ton. And, and I talked, I interviewed you last year, Kelly, and you said the same thing. Like, going back to California, ES is expensive, but you know where to ride. You got your bike. You got your program. It's a huge help. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it just it keeps everything a lot simpler and you're not having to stress about anything you know i mean besides the money of the plane tickets of course mm-hmm. but i mean other than the racing factor of everything it just it helps out a ton knowing that you you know aren't struggling to find a place to ride during the week you know and just trying to make it all work and trying to find a place to work out and trying to find you know all that kind of stuff so it's like when you're back at home you know you go on your cycle rides and then you go you know down to the track and ride you come back home you know it's like you got everything done you know you got everything in california you know you got mm-hmm. a house you got food you got you know yeah not having to live off fast food stuff <laughs> yeah yeah no doubt about it right it it's uh it's nice to to have it hey something we're asking a few guys tonight here on the show is like obviously you know a factory bike or a fact all the money in the world would be the number one answer but realistically like what's What's something that would, like, LeMay told us a trainer, but what's something that would really help you out? Like, what if you could snap your fingers and get anything and help your career out, what, what, do you, what would you do? What would what, be the first move for you? I mean, like I said, LeMay said a trainer, but what, what, what about you? Oh, first move. Um, I'd like to have, like, a set of suspension that is flawless. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that exists, but, yeah, exactly. If, that's, if that was the first thing that, I mean, that's probably the first thing that I would do, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, I can do somewhat of a good training program by myself. I mean, it's not going to be the greatest, you know, of course. Yeah. But, I mean, I, I just, I don't know. Suspension's always been a struggle for me. I'm, like, the worst tester when it comes to it, too. So I usually have no clue what I'm doing. <laughs> you know, we're just blowing through settings, trying to figure stuff out. And, right. you know, I, I do get happy with stuff. But it, it, then again, it's also to where it's, like, I don't really know what I'm looking for. But, I mean, that's where this year it's helped a lot, too. I've yeah. um, been getting stuff through Enzo, and those guys are, they've been a huge help. And um, this year, I, I think, you know, suspension has definitely helped a lot, a lot. You know, I feel a lot safer on the bike, whereas I'm usually just kind of bouncing off the walls. 
Right, DV. It's uh, that's a big part of uh, of being like uh, on an elite level is testing, setting up your bike, knowing what your bike is doing. Right. I mean, I've worked with some guys that are clueless. Yeah, you can have the best engineer, the best uh, you know, the best yeah. bikes, the best suspension. If you don't know what you're doing, or you don't know what you want. Then yeah, you're doesn't. leading them around in circles or you, whatever. You, you see guys struggling, you know, uh, uh, every weekend with suspension, either in Europe mm -hmm. or in the U.S. Or you, you see, like, the, some of the the best bikes don't look that good, you know. So it's mm -hmm. it's tough, and there's there's no such thing as flawless suspension. No, no, no. It's, yeah, it's suspension just, yeah. for me is like a marriage. It's a compromise, <laughs> you know. It's kind of like you, you cannot. It's like engine. You cannot have. She won't let you get the Lincoln car, so you can't get it. And... You you cannot have uh, the top speed of a Ferrari and the bottom end of, of a Dodge Viper. It doesn't, you know. Mm -hmm. It does. Yeah. It doesn't. It's not possible. Exactly. So you just yeah. have to to find a good compromise, and and sometimes I think people get lost. They want to try too much thing. I think when you're comfortable and you know something work decent or it's good just keep riding with it mm -hmm. and just get used to it and make it work rather than trying to have the suspension worked on to be better yeah, you yeah. know i think it's better to to find like a, a a base and then work on your riding your speed your technique right. your fitness because suspension is going to get you half it's going to get you there but half not, a second yeah, yeah. or right. But most of the guys that change shock every practices, they're three or four seconds off. You know, mm -hmm. they have three and a half seconds in, in the right wrist, in the wrist, <laughs> and only half a second in the, in the suspension. And they make they put so much effort in suspension rather than the riding. I think when you find like a, a decent setup, you have to stick with it and just kind of. That's what I did. Like my private chair, yeah, MDK. Yeah. Um, I tested in a, the beginning of the year in Supercross with LG3. Maybe two or three days, maybe, of testing. Yeah. And we got something decent. I never changed it. I did 17 rounds, same, same setup. Yeah. Just sag, uh, maybe compression. So a, a, so a, a lot clicks. like Chad then. A lot like Chad. And Nick Way. <laughs> kind of like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Same. And I, did the, and I was top private here, you right, know, and right. I did the whole season with the same valving in my right. suspension. Yeah, because, I mean, if you ride a track like Paula or Milestone, it's nothing like what you see in Indy. I mean, there's no point. You focus on what you need to focus on on the track that you've never ridden before. That's going to be gone in 12 hours. Instead of, oh, maybe this will work. Maybe mm -hmm. this. And you yeah. just get lost. Yeah. You have a right. Hey, how much uh, interest did you see after you won the semi in San Diego? Like, uh, did it surge after that? <laughs> you know, surprisingly, not a whole lot. <laughs> that's our Yeah, just day. like me, when I ride for Pulp just, MX, I never get a phone call. <laughs> It's yeah, it, just, it was kind of one of those things where it happened, and it was mm -hmm. cool at the time, and then Monday, Tuesday came around, and it was just kind of, you know, back to how it was before, you know? I mean, mm -hmm. people were I, still kind of amped up about it, but, it you know, I don't know if me I not making it, the next main event after that didn't really help either. So. Right. Yeah. I had, um, I was on, uh, so I was in Sweden, San Diego, mm -hmm. and, I, and I saw you, uh, Katie, won the, won the, the semi, semi yeah. and I'm like... I had to check the the live timing on my phone to see where it was. Sorry, sorry about that. <laughs> I didn't know. And I was like, dude, this you know, like a Yamaha dude riding well. And yeah. I thought you were riding. Oh yeah, you know, yeah. Yamaha very, too, Billy. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Very good. Yeah, really. You know, like it's it's nice to see somebody different. 
you know, mm-hmm. it's a semi, but still a semi. You know, like oh, you hey, can yeah. see, Tomac was in the semi. Tickle, so tickle. It's yeah. only the the best, the best, but eight guys. You know, that's in the semi. So yeah. it's 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 a pretty good accomplishment. Hey. And that and that's got to be good for a guy too to know, like I raced as hard as I could against the best guys. Yeah, and I made my name. Absolutely. Killy, uh, and yeah, that was the thing is I just didn't I just didn't give up at that end, you know. It was like, you know, I'm all, I've made, I've led for five laps, I'm just gonna keep going, you know. One more. Yeah. I'm not gonna yeah. give it up on that last corner. Um, hey, Achille, you're one of the uh, only guys running Axo gear. Um, talk about that a little bit. How'd that come together? How are they doing for you? That one. Um, how'd it come together? Well, I was doing that uh, fire police thing through Rockwell and all those guys, and. Mm-hmm. Axel was just kind of who they went to for their gear, and then I just got really into the company, and we just built a really good relationship, and it's just been like that ever since, you know. No, oh, good. Yeah, no, it's it's just nice to see, you know. Uh, obviously, fly racing is a big part of our show, and we love fly racing, but it's nice to see Axel out there, and you're giving them some good exposure. So. Yeah, yeah, and this year their gear is freaking awesome. They actually, got some really good designs, and quality of it's really nice, and you know they have a boot that's out that you know I'm. Mm-hmm. I'm really big into boots and having really good ankle protection. And, you know, their boots really, I mean, they're pretty good. You know, they're pretty mm-hmm. decent. They're not super cheesy or anything. I like them. Oh, that's good. Yeah, good to good to have. Do you have any? Oh, um, it, uh, it's so for nationals are up in the air right now. And, uh, I mean, you had some good rides. Like, like well, obviously, Lakewood is one of your tracks that you do well at, um, which last year you, you did, I think you, what did you get last year at Lakewood? It was. Uh, oh, man, I don't even know. I think maybe. 14th yeah. overall, maybe. Yeah, it was really good. But I, I qualified. I qualified 10th, though. So that was that was a big, you know, yeah. accomplishment there. <laughs> right. Yeah. No. Absolutely. It'd be nice to see you at nationals for sure if you can make it out. Hopefully, it works out. Um, yeah. I mean, I'll definitely, I'll definitely be doing the first two. But mm-hmm. yeah, after that, I mean, it's, yeah, it's all up in the air. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Hey, Kelly. How do you decide on you're going to do Supercross compared to say Arena Cross? I mean, there's a bunch of guys that are in your position that are now over there racing and they're making pretty good money doing it. How do you decide, like, okay, well, I'm going to stay and do 17 rounds of Supercross instead of doing mostly East Coast stuff on the Arena Cross Tour? It's just, I don't know. I mean, I tried a couple of Arena Crosses when I was younger and stuff, and mm-hmm. I just, you know, I, I struggle a little bit in Supercross in general. I think it's because of how tight it is, and I think if I went to Arena Cross, it'd be even worse because it's <laughs> even more tight, and, you know, I just, I've always struggled on tight tracks. You know, even younger, I was just horrible at Arena Cross, and I, I don't know. I, I just don't see myself ever really doing arena cross. It's way too tight. Um, yeah, yeah. And it, although they are on two DF, so maybe things change a little bit, you know. But yeah. Um, hey, uh, thanks for coming on, Killy. I want to touch base with you real quick. And uh, it's four mains in a row, so let's keep that going on the break. Uh, Hot cams bringing you Killy Rusk, uh, privateer hero out there uh, on the YZ450. Thanks for coming on, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, definitely, man. Okay, we'll see. Uh, we'll see you at uh, Houston. All right, man. Sounds good. Thanks uh, for having me. All right, thank you, Killy Rusk. Everybody, uh, Mike, is this Mike? Yes, this is Mike. What's up, Mike? You want to uh, comment on something? Yeah, yeah, not, not bad. Thanks for having me on. Um, I was just going to comment on some of the things that were being talked about earlier with David Villeman and all. Um, I mean, realize it's not a mainstream sport, um, and uh, I've been riding a long time uh, since '73. Mm-hmm. All on the sport since then, but. Um, you know, I'm one of the guys that realized early on that um, I wasn't going to reach professional level, so I went a different route and uh, I made a real good living. I'm one of the guys that buys a new bike every year and, and rides for fun. But, um, you know, I, I just as 
what kind of got me going was uh, just hearing him speak a little bit. A guy that's made so much money and has made it to the level that he has uh, in a sport that I love so much, and I introduced, uh, you know, to everybody. I own a motorcycle shop. so. Sorry about uh, that, buddy. <laughs> yeah, I'm not talking about it. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> but, um, you know, it's... Um, you know, I introduce the sport to so many young kids, and and um, you know, because it, it is a it is a fun a fun thing. It's a family event, and so I I just uh, you know I, I guess my question is is you know how could um, he has such ill feelings towards the sport that has done so well for him? Uh, it's it's and, tough that you say like the sport brought me this. You know, it, I worked for it. You know, I I was beaten as a kid. I I, I lived in a garage. Um, I raced motocross because, and I didn't want to. Uh, yes, I made a living because I knew I couldn't do anything else and I couldn't make money doing anything else. And I love the fact that you, um, you know, you do. A, I love the fact that you, you you have a job or whatever, and then you have a passion for motocross and you ride on the weekends. And yes, it's family. And you know what? I love this aspect. You know, I have a bunch of friends that do this. They do vet races. Uh, they camp out and, you know, they talk shit on, on Saturday night before the race. And they have fun on Sundays. And their wives, their kids watches and watch the race and everything. And I love everything about this. But what I don't like is people think everybody should make a ton of money in a small sport like this. And everybody deserve a factory ride. Everybody deserve you know a hundred grand a year. But you know, you, in a small sport like this, you have to be very good to make money. You know, like right. it, it, you know the the ping pong championship. You know the guy that's twentieth or twenty fifth in the world. I don't think he makes a living. You know the guy that wins might make some dough. You know, mm -hmm. you know that's the thing. I like the sport. You know, I like the to watch it. I think it, it, it's it's super cool. But sometimes you have to, to tell it the way it is. If you're not good enough and you can't make a living out of it, just like at your level, you figure it out when you were younger, then you know what? Get a job and go ride with your buddies on the weekend and have fun. Ride dirt bikes. It's fun. Go trail riding. You know, make a, a, a fire on Saturday night, drink some beer, and the next day go ride bikes, you know? Mm -hmm. But you cannot ask for, you know. Cheap smokes. Dungy, you know, you cannot ask for Dungy to make three times less money so a guy that makes half of the main event can make a living racing dirt bikes. This, it, okay. it, it doesn't no, make I, sense I to me. Agree. Yeah, I mean, I, I think Dungy is a, is, is a great ambassador for the sport. I mean, he's one of the top-notch guys. I, I, I've been following him for a while. And I really think that, um, you know, his, his caliber of person, his, uh, his everything about him, his demeanor, yeah, I don't well, think DV's not DV's not saying anything against that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not. Yeah. I, you know what? Denji every year is growing on me. You know, like mm. I was kind of like I, I didn't really like his approach. You know, a few years ago, like too a little soft. But now, you know, you got to give it guy. to him. You know, I, I actually actually like him, and he's doing a great job. And you know what? Good thing is here because he's kind of pulling the thing. You know, like people are interesting, interested. Like, is he gonna win? What is he gonna do? You know, like, so you need to have like a number one guy just to, to, to you know, carry the sport. Seems like you know. Hey, Mike. Mike, thanks. We got to run. Thanks for calling in, though. Thanks for listening. Appreciate it. 
Good luck Thank with you. the with the shop and everything. Appreciate it. Uh, Fly Racing Light Hydrogen Gear. They've revolutionized the world of lightweight racing apparel inspired by Canard and Short. The light hydrogen line has been fine-tuned over the past four years to set the standard and what athletes expect out of racewear. And, of course, flyracing.com on social media at Fly Racing and Fly Racing with uh, bringing out their kinetic vector mesh gear this weekend. And we saw it on Andrew Short. We saw it from all angles when he was flying through the air. And we also Fly gear, best out there, bro. We also saw it from this guy who wore it as well, one of the top privateers in the sport. Nick Schmidt, what's up? How are you? What's up, guys? How's it going? Good. Thanks for coming on the show. Appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me. Stoked every time I'm on the show. It's just awesome. Yeah, we haven't had you on. I think we had you on once last year early on, and that's it. That's it. Uh, 702-586-PULP, you got a question for the Milestone Assassin. Do you get tired of being called the Milestone Assassin? No, it's I'm used to it now, so it's, it's a good nickname, I guess. <laughs> people people, people like it, no doubt about it. Um, the the uh, St. Louis, how'd it go for you? Uh, not, yeah. th- not too bad? No, no, it was good. Um qualified good i think the best i did all year 14th mm-hmm. and uh yeah, i was stoked on that and just keep improving every weekend and uh yeah, it was a good night yeah best best result of the year right so yeah no it was uh it was good it was 14th and uh it was better than detroit i guess last lap my chain broke so it's definitely better than previous races so i was stoked on that and uh yeah. improving for Houston. Yeah, you got off to a bit of a slow start this year. Uh, you got, got some Suzuki support late and didn't get didn't get totally used to the bike, right? Yeah, no, we kind of switched literally like a week and a half, two weeks before Anaheim won, and mm-hmm. uh, just getting used to the bike. I love the bike, and uh, it's a lot different than the Honda, so it took some time to get used to. Uh, Fly Racing bringing you Nick Schmidt on the show. What does the Suzuki do different than the Honda? What's it? What's the difference between the two bikes? What did you most uh, struggle with to uh, to get adapted to? Uh, just the chassis is a lot different than the Honda, and mm-hmm. it, it seems that uh, the bike's a little wider than the Honda, I would say. But uh, and it turns awesome. The bike handles good. It just kind of, kind of suspension setup. Kind of had to get that dialed in and stuff, and mm-hmm. motor, and kind of we found a good spot with the suspension, so couldn't be more happy. No, that's good. Oh, so you broke a chain at St. Louis. I didn't know that. Yeah, no, actually, the first time. I've been actually running my practice bike engine flying at the back every weekend because in Atlanta, my chain broke off the dragon's back and kind of broke the case. And, yeah, uh, that's right. What kind yeah, of chain was it? Uh, it was the DID, the gold, I think the 520, the yeah. heavy duty. Oh, that's a good one, too. Yeah, yeah, it's a good chain, no doubt. Yeah, yeah, and it was like we put a brand new one on before uh, Detroit, and in the last lap, it snapped in the whoops, and mm. that was a bummer. Uh, but the guys, I talked to you earlier at one of the races, Yosh Suzuki guys have been cool with you, huh? They've been helping you out a little bit here and there and getting you some parts and, uh, and, uh, you know, and that kind of stuff. That, that, that's cool to see. Yeah, I know. It's awesome. They stepped up and kind of whatever we need and whatever's kind of available, they can give to me at the races. They, they do 100%. And, I mean, without them, I wouldn't have the parts that I do on my bike. So it's mm-hmm. awesome that they stepped up. They, they're saving a lot of money on... Oh, just, no, they got a lot of parts. No racing. <laughs> they got a lot of parts because uh, you know yeah, they, yeah. they had to order everything before the year. But, yeah. And they want they're not breaking that many. <laughs> no, no, that's true. <laughs> Bag it, not not cartwheeling as much as as, as JS seven seven zero two five eight six pulp. If you got a question for Nick Schmidt, he's on the line. They had, now. They had uh, ninety three subframes, but they won't use them. <laughs> right. <laughs> fly, fly racing, bringing you Nick Schmidt on the show. Hey, so Nick, you were on the flight back from St. Louis yesterday, how big of a benefit is it for you to not have to drive around everywhere? I mean, you just fly back home, do your week. Granted, you're shipping a practice engine back and forth, but 
are you seeing a difference during the Saturday night races? Yeah, no, definitely. It's a big help because on Monday I can get back to my usual thing. Like I do go to the gym, ride, put my laps, and not have to worry about finding the track to ride and mm-hmm. doing all that stuff. So it's it's a big help, I think. So kind of just focusing on what I need to do during the week. My mechanic, he flies back to me too, so it's nice having him to do my laps with me, check my mic and stuff, so it's awesome. Mm-hmm. Hey, what's in your headphones when you're riding at Milestone? Because I've watched you, like, you've made me stop shooting you before so you can change the song. <laughs> oh, no, yeah. I was, uh, I practiced with headphones in once in a while just because, like, I rode bike training them in and, and I was doing long motors one day actually outdoors and I decided just to ride with my music and it's work, so I just do it here and there, so it's kind of fun to switch it up. What are you, like, li- what are you listening to? Seven Deuce Deuce? Kind of, just rap, kind of some rock, just kind of, just everything kind of like. Mm-hmm. Some Halen? Any Halen? Yeah, sometimes it's on the playlist it's on the, comes around. Strong. I like that. Um, hey, uh, how's things with the, t- with the TPJ team? Um, guys are growing and blowing it up, and, uh, and, and he's, he's really helping guys, a lot of guys out, isn't he? How's that going? Yeah. Oh. I think he has H-A-N-T. Yeah. You're, you're breaking up a bit. Yeah, no, I got AT&T. Is that better? Yeah, yeah I know. I know you have AT&T. You there you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't get anywhere. But yeah, no, it, it's been good. They uh, they step up. Like I don't have to worry about much of the races. They provide like all the gas, some of the parts that we need, like mm-hmm. chain sprockets, like all that stuff. So it, it's a, it's a good deal. If you're instead of driving all the races and stuff, they help transport the bikes, and it's a good program. What about nationals? What do you got going on for that? Uh, nothing as of right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been talking to a couple of things. I might go to Canada and uh, do the series up there. Oh. Everything works out. And um, as of right now, kind of just playing it by ear and seeing how outdoor goes. And hopefully, I want to stay here, obviously, and do some races. And if not, I'm going to probably do four or five of them on the West Coast. And uh, mm-hmm. hopefully something lines up. Yeah, really, right? Uh, Canada would be good, though. Yeah, not a lot of money to be made. But if you got all expenses paid and some sort of small bonus program, you can actually make some money each weekend, you know, and uh, and run up front, too, which is nice. Even if you go to South America. Yeah. And get a trip out of it. We do that. <laughs> yeah. Um, what, would you stay on a Suzuki up there, or what would you do? Another another brand? Um, yeah, probably another brand as of right now. Right. Um, it'd be a team, but I don't know quite as of yet if everything right. happens. So, I mean, that'd be cool to go up there and race and uh, race a different like country and see different tracks. So yeah. It'd be awesome. Hey, uh, you really burst onto the scene last year uh, running four four fifteen. You're right. You were number four fifteen. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah uh, 415. Right, 415, and uh, you had the, the hair out the back, and you looked like Bradshaw out there at times, and and you made a lot of main events where a lot of people were checking their programs, like, who is this guy? And, of course, now this year, you know, you're number 70. You're putting in some good qualifying times, like you said. Do you, do you notice people are starting to come up to you a little more? People are starting to know who you are, starting to uh, support you a little more? Yeah. Kind of, I feel slow start, but... Uh... Mm-hmm. Kind of late in the season, but uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to turn around and uh, kind of leave where I left off last year and hopefully better and better my position next weekend, better than the 14th. I'm going to be stoked. Yeah, no doubt, right? Um, hey, who do you want to thank? Uh, who's helping you out this year? Who's who's the big part of your program? Um, team 3 the yard, they, uh, they stepped up 100%. Like, they they pay for my mechanic. Um, anything I need, like, parts-wise, like, Lauren over there at Team 3BR and, like, DSC Construction, they... Mm-hmm. Back me 100 percent, whatever I want to do, kind of. And they uh, 
if it wasn't for those guys and like my mom, dad, and grandpa, girlfriend, they uh, I wouldn't be going racing. So it's it's cool that I have those guys in my corner and I'm stoked to have them back at me. Cool. Hey Nick, so what? I mean, what when you don't have a plan for the summer? Do you do you do what Weston did a few years ago and just hit all those county fair races like up north in Portland? Because you're from Washington, right? Yeah, yeah, I'm from the Northwest actually, and uh, yeah, I'm gonna do those. Like the, if I don't do outdoors, I'm gonna do like the Castle Rock races and all those because I did those last year, and uh, you make some good money and uh, kind of get more exposure, kind of doing the little races, and uh, it's always fun to go hit the purse money and make some cash. So it's good. Yeah, no doubt about it, right? Because the nationals don't pay that well. Breaking news. Right. <laughs> you spend a lot of money. Yeah. You're not making a ton of money back, you know. But uh, and for guys like you, that's what you got to do. That's, that's that's your main thing. There's no doubt about it. Um, hey, um, uh, thanks for coming on, Nick. I really appreciate it. We just want to touch base with you. And and like I said, uh, you got your best race in uh, St. Louis, and looking forward to more. Uh, Started start slow, but coming around. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's been good for you. So thanks for coming on the show, man. Yeah, no, thanks for having me, man. Appreciate it, and uh, thanks for getting me on. Yeah, no worries. All right, Nick, we'll talk to you soon. See you at the races, man. All right, man, you too. Have a good night, guys. All right, see you. See Nick Schmidt, everybody, brought to you by uh, Fly Racing on the Pulp and Mech Show, presented by BTOsports.com and uh, Fly Racing. Are you are you sticking around for X-Brand tear-offs, Stevie? Because we have questions for you. Yeah, that's fine. Let's do it right now, because he's probably going to leave. No, I'm actually having fun, I'm having fun when I have... Yeah, but is she having fun? When I'm screaming. Look, she's laughing and stuff. But she's probably pretty bored. She's in Vegas. There's like, wine downstairs. I, I like... get after it. Yeah. I like when girls don't talk and they look beautiful. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Don't well, flip me off. Come on. Uh, F you, dude. <laughs> <laughs> That's what mine would say if I said that because she's sassy. Mine is. Mine's sassy. She flipped me off. Fuck yeah. it. Yeah, that's true. She's sassy, too. Let's do the X-Brand Goggle Tear-Offs. Let's do it. It's the X-Brand Tear-Off segment. 15-second rapid-fire Q&A. Had to cut those interviews a little short. We're running short on time. Antonovich is driving home, so I apologize to Ronnie Nick. Did Schmidt. you drive up today? Yeah, and we're driving back tonight because she's got to be back at... To Oceanside? TV's yelling at Dude. privateers yeah. on the show. She's got to be back at work by Sunday. I did that last last time I was here. We, I met a Kifro in uh, Asperia in uh, Crack City, and then uh, did. I was so dead for the next two days. I'm always in the couch, but <laughs> the next two days I was really in on the, the couch. couch. Yeah. Uh, fly racing. By the way, we're gonna give an F2 dubstep helmet away um, on the show. I couldn't figure out how to do it. No one gave me any. Nobody gave me an idea. So just uh, contest at pulpamexshow.com. Email contest at pulpamexshow.com, and we'll randomly pick a guy to win a fly racing F2 dubstep helmet. All right, X brand goggles, the choice of champions everywhere. EKSbrand.com dot or EKSbrand.com. Uh, great goggles. Ben Lemay, Nick Way, Kyle Chisholm, Brock Tickle, Kyle Cunningham. You name them, they wear X brand champions everywhere. Choose X brand. If you don't wear X brand, you won't win. It's that simple. Use code PulpMX15 to save 30% off. These are rapid-fire questions submitted by... Oh, wait, my bad. I don't know. Some dude. He keeps sending me dick pics, though. Yeah, that sounds about like what that guy, what, is, what that guy does. Yeah. Hey, Mosher, did Iron Man? Yeah, yeah. That's, well, that's he, impressive. Like, no. like a real one or half one? No, look, he did them. He just finished the race. It's good. Yeah, no, it's really good. But Dude, he can't call a, himself an Iron Man. He did, can't call himself an Iron Man. Dude, I did a half marathon like a couple years after I retire. 
for four days I couldn't walk. I was like, right. Don't it's, it's, don't don't speak. Don't blow Moser up because now he's gonna text not, me and talk about that's his really Iron Man. That's really impressive. He'll that's, he'll send me photos of his Iron Man finishing awards like he usually does. And so that, no, that's amazing. That's does he amazing. have the Iron Man tattoo yet? I don't know. I'm an Iron Man. Ask Pookie. I'm In bed. Yeah. You're an iron gut. All right, let's do this. Uh, X brand goggles, uh, rapid fire, fifteen seconds. Or else. Or else. Let's do it. All right, Steve. Yep. Has anyone stated they miss you having you at the races? If so, who? Uh, I can't answer that. I'll have to answer that at Houston when people see me and say I miss you at the races. No one, no one has texted me that. Let's put that out there right now. Okay, I think so, that's what he was questioning. Who right, would? Right. right. Sissy, who would? Uh, I'll let you know. I'll let you know. All right, next question. All right, DV. Besides the fans, who is winning the JT slash DV Twitter battle? Why are you and JT no, always? Uh, at, why no. are you and JT always fighting it out? What J- is- JT hates me. I don't know what I've done. I don't think he hates you. I never slept with his girlfriend. <laughs> that guy's going down. Uh, he, he doesn't like me. He he doesn't respect me. And every time I say something, he wants to 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 um, disagree. So I'm I, over mi- it. I missed this because I was out mountain biking. Uh, I'm over it. Of course, I'm over it. Uh, but what were you guys fighting about now? I said I said it wasn't that. What'd you know, say? I don't know what, what it was. I did everything. I was over. I just it. got back from mountain biking. My text message just GV and was, JT are at it again. I was like, I don't know. Say something about. I don't think it's that tough to make a main event. You know, like <laughs> it, it, it's it, Supercross is not, and it's not really that. I don't think it's that difficult. You know, but you well, you think so because you know you 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 from Manitoba or whatever. But you know there's so much sport that's that's tougher. You know, and saying that's a, a 18 minute main event in Supercross is tough. It's it's difficult for me to agree with that. I need to go back. Yes, and, yes. Did you see their fighting? No, no I, I did it everything. I'm over it. I'm over the fight with JT, and I don't want to. I, I don't want Please, to debate with him anymore. Both of you report to Pulpamex HR department. You need, we need we'll to handle this it out. Immediately. You know, yeah. when, when you go, you do like a, a marathon under four hours, and then that's tough. Iron Man. Uh, even a marathon under four hours, a three and a half, like <laughs> three and a half hours. Look, the the base player from uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers. Did one in three and a half hours. That's impressive. You don't think Dungey can do that? R- writing that. Yeah, exactly. I'm Brian not... Dungey can do that. He could, but he's Supercross champion. He's a bad, bad the dude, mofo. The, ba- the, the ba- flea from Red Hot Chili Peppers could not make a main event. It, no. It doesn't matter, but he can't. Ryan Dungey can do what Flea did. Flea can't do what Ryan Dungey. Physically, you can do whatever main event is. That's what I'm trying to say. It's the physical aspect of it. You know? I think that's every, all. I think everyone can run, but I don't think everyone can hit a seventy-five foot triple. Thank you. A triple is easy for to you, you. And maybe to me. And Tomovich, but not to her. her. How are your supercross triple skills? Not doing it. I don't even ride the main track. A triple, a triple is easy. Done. He doesn't even ride the main track. You, you anymore, can take everybody. This morning. Everybody. You can, you can okay. take. This you can is, take this her. Is, this is over fifteen you, seconds. You can take her, and she can ride for two weeks, and she can hit a triple. I doubt that. No, you don't. It's easy. You have the second gear, bro, and that's it. It's done. I don't. I still disagree with that statement. I know. Two weeks everything. on a dirt Okay. Ride. Next Come question. On. Next question. All right, Atonovich. Yeah. If you had interned at Racer X instead of Transworld, where would you be today? Mm. Ooh. Making more money somewhere else. 
Yeah, that might be true. I I don't know, West Virginia, maybe. But I could be still living in St. Louis and selling tires with my dad. So West ten point three seconds. Good what's job. what's in the West Virginia? That's where they're race, at. Race tracks. <laughs> okay, <laughs> next question. <laughs> what would you Stevie's do? Stevie's just he works on race in Vegas. Yeah. I'm freelance. Okay. Steve. You've got to chase yeah. the dream, man. Next That's question. why everybody moves to California or Florida. Or Vegas. Yeah. More Vegas. Oh, St. Louis. <laughs> Steve, Pookie's snacks during the show have become legendary. What is a signature meal you make her, for her? <laughs> that I make for her? <laughs> that you make yeah, for Pookie. Yeah, I call someone and they deliver it. <laughs> Took her to a really nice steakhouse yesterday in a casino because we had a $25 off coupon from me putting so many money on football bets. So, Santa Fe. Yeah, it's a good restaurant. So, no, I don't make. I, yeah, no, I don't. I don't cook. I mean, I can make stuff, but I, yeah, nothing can for she, her. My can cheese. She's a vegetarian either. either. Yeah. Anyway, so I'm not like making anything for her. Yeah, right. you can't make eggs. I can't make eggs. Actually, I always get shells, and I don't even bother anymore. I can't make eggs. Mac and cheese. That's a bit, uh, yeah. Basically. I'm not going to do mac and cheese anymore. I'm not ten. You're not good at mac and cheese, or no, you're not, I'm not good. Okay. You don't need craft mac and cheese. You can make your own. Next question. Okay, DV. Why are you always deleting your tweets? <laughs> because my, my tweets are it's it's a live what I'm saying it's a live reaction. Yeah. If you read it 3 days later, it doesn't make sense. You know, you have to be watching a race at that particular moment and and it's so easy to what I say when something happened on the track to take my tweet out of context. And I, I don't like that. So you know what? After the races, when oh, I'm so done. Oh, so this is a conscious decision to do this. You like, I tweet and then I go back. Like you, you do you, every Saturday. You do this. Yeah, yeah I be- make sure like when the races are going on to as soon as the heat races are done, see what he said before they're gone. Because I, I did not know after this. when it's done because it's a live thing. Yeah, if yeah, I tweet, yeah. you know, I'm on, okay. on the couch and say, oh, this, this thing, and if you fo- if you watch the race at the same time you know, and read my tweet, right, right. you know. Okay. But three days later, you haven't seen the race, you don't know. Okay, next question. All right, Antonio Mitch. Yep. Who is the easiest and the hardest rider to work with? Ooh. Um, it depends on who has an agent or a media person, mm-hmm. and good luck getting them. A personal agent or media person. We need names. 15 seconds. Ooh. Roxon's tough still Roxen, for you? No, Roxon's easy. That's oh. what happens when you go to Florida and go cycling with him. So, but for a while, Roxon wasn't giving you interviews, or, or Transworld wasn't not, not necessarily you. Depended but on who it was. Not necessarily me, but... Mm-hmm. I understand. Um, I don't know these guys. Chad. Chad can be difficult because he just goes to the motorhome. But mm-hmm. he's cool. Like, if you talk to him afterwards, but then other times he'll sit around and stick around for 45 minutes after the race. Easiest guy? Uh, Nicoletti. Yeah, Nicoletti. Because I just want to talk to him anyway. Yeah. He's the only person that's, like, more depressed than I am. Right. <laughs> All right, next question. All right, Steve. Yep. How many times have you ventured out of the circle during your... That's a word I can't say. Cycling. During my what? Cycling. When you do your mountain biking, how often do you go out of your circle? Or is your cycling still in your circle? No, it's every time I go, it's out my circle. It's yeah. still in your circle. No, it's out. It's oh, it's out. out. I can't. I can't cycle in my circle. It's I go nowhere. My circle's very small. It is very yeah. small. You should come ride. I've been. And... It's not a circle. It's a dot. I went. Uh, I went to Cottonwood Road three times. That's far. It's like twenty-five minutes away. All right. Far. What word can't you say? It, if I could say it, dude, I'd tell you. Spell it. Okay, it's sabbatical. Something like that. Sabbatical. 
Sabbatical? Sabbatical. Sabbatical. Thank you. Okay. I learned something today. Well, so it wasn't so much cycling. It was just my sabbatical in general. So Sure. That's not just cycling. So how many times did I leave the circle? I would say, actually, if I wasn't mountain biking, I wouldn't leave. Yeah. So only left for mountain biking purposes. That's pretty much why I said it's cycling. Right. You should come ride Scott's Valley up, like, around Santa Clara. Good. That's, out, that's out outside of the circle, <laughs> yeah. dude. I'm busy, bro. I'm not driving to Santa Clara. Yeah, you think he's going to bring his bike there? Yeah. You can exactly. rent one from uh, Santa Cruz. Dude, I only use my specific bike. Well, yeah. That's it. I'm an athlete. All right. DV, you're constantly critiquing riders' bike setup. Who taught you the most about the way you think a bike should be set up? Obviously, my dad when I was a kid, you know. But then it's experience and, and, and riding and trying stuff and actually watching the, the the guy ride and, and struggling in some spot, you know? Mm. All right, next question. Final question. Natonovich. Mm-hmm. What is the most common HR violation Don makes? <laughs> oh, he's not doing that anymore. New company, we're watching close. He doesn't... I think Moser's, like, joking, but he doesn't realize, like, they're really... Like, they're you guys really, are, Yeah, like... Yeah. Like... Oh, he, we're... You guys yeah. are super, you know. We're corporate. Yeah. We're corporate. We have an HR person in house now that we have to all like right. run shit by. Pulp HR is loose. Loose. I'm, I got two employees fighting each other on Twitter. I'm HR right now, yeah. and no one comes to me for shit. I don't even get sector boots. What would you want sector boots anyway? Because <laughs> they're free. Next question. <laughs> Next question. That was it. That has been. Oh. EKSBrand.com, XBrand.com, Choice of Champions everywhere. Finally, the second commercial break. We'll be back maybe with more David Villeman. There's only two commercial breaks? No, there's three. We've got to go no- take another one at some point. Michael Antonovich from Trans World Magazine and website, TransWorldMotorCross.com, in studio with us. Uh, thanks for listening to us. Uh, thanks to Killy Rusk. Thanks to Nick Schmidt. Thanks to Ben LeMay. Thanks to... Who am I missing? Right, sure. Days. Ronnie Stewart. Ronnie Stewart. Ronnie Stewart. I'm such an idiot. All right, and we'll be right back after this commercial break. Hey, guys. This is Jason Thomas. I wanted to talk to you for a minute about fly racing. Fly racing has grown by leaps and bounds since I started wearing it back in 2003. If you go back and look at a picture from back then... And flash forward to now, where you see guys like Trey Kennard, Andrew Short, Justin Brayton, Weston Pike, and the 250 Rockstar Husky team wearing, you'll see what I'm talking about. We're now producing premium products, but our goal to give you more bang for your buck hasn't changed since those days. Our F2 carbon helmet, worn by all of our pro riders, is what I consider to be the best value in the motocross world. Our new Evolution 2.0 and light hydrogen lines have been continually improved and perfected over the past couple of years to give you the ideal fit. Whether it's off-road, supercross, motocross, or just riding in the backyard with your buddies, we have something purpose-built just for you. I invite you to check out our website at flyracing.com and, of course, your local dealer and online retailers to learn more about what we have been working on. Follow us on social media at FlyRacingUSA and post pictures of you riding on our Fly Racing wall on our website. From all of us at Fly Racing, I want to say thanks for listening and support companies that support Pulpamex. 
Pole Prime X Show is brought to you by BTOSports.com. Whether you are looking for new gear, helmets, boots, or you need to rebuild your bike from the ground up, BTO is your source for all of your motocross needs. As a proud sponsor of the BTO Sports KTM race team and the heart of the BTO Sports amateur motocross team, it is obvious that we are about more than being just a store. We support the sport that supports us. us. We at BTO Sports want to give back to you, the listener, for supporting us and the Pole Prime X Show. Use coupon code PULPAMEX. When placing your order at btosports.com for a VIP listener discount. Certain brand restrictions will apply. Hey everybody, thank you for listening to the Pulp MX Show. That's right. Hey listen, I know a bunch of you people probably need suspension work. I would bet that a lot of you people need suspension work. Pookie, how's your suspension? Ah, definitely need some work. And from who? Racetech, Obvi. Obvi. For over 30 years, Racetech has been supplying the racers, riders, and tuners with factory-level suspension for the everyday rider. Each setup and product is 100% guaranteed and made in the USA. 10% off Racetech parts and labor. Use the pulp code PULPMX2015 when you order. And uh, I guarantee you guys need some springs. You need some suspension work, your bushings, your seals. Jimmy Dakotas uses Race Tech. Vince Freeze uses Race Tech. Pookie, who else? Who's your favorite rider that uses Race Tech? Omaha Zone. Cody Gilmore uses Race Tech. That's right, everybody. Cody Gilmore uses Race Tech. They offer a full line of high performance springs, suspension parts, suspension revalves, of course, the world famous gold valves as well. Race Tech suspension. Check it out, bro. MFAB is the undisputed leader in high-quality accessories for your truck, Jeep, and SUV. For products that are as unique as your vehicle, check out MFAB Off-Road Accessories. From Nerf Steps and Lighting Accessories to the all-new Adjust Step and Endura Step. MFAB has you covered. MFAB products are handcrafted in the USA, delivering unsurpassed quality and durability with cutting-edge style. Available in cab length, wheel-to-wheel, and fed access models, MFAB Nerf Steps offer the widest array of configurations to access your vehicle. NFAB also offers a wide range of mounting solutions for auxiliary lighting, including pre-runner light bars, light cages, and full replacement front bumpers. All NFAB products are backed by a lifetime craftsmanship warranty and a five-year finish warranty. To find out where to buy NFAB products, visit www.n-fab.com or call 866-806-NFAB. NFAB, truck products for truck people. Usually, safety comes at the expense of comfort or mobility. Notice how we said usually? Back in 2007, many of you bought the wrong neck brace by mistake, and we don't blame you. We did too. But there's good news. You don't have to make the same mistake again. Since then, things have changed drastically. The all-new line of Atlas braces are 20% lighter, have three times more suspension in them, maintain the much-needed flexibility, and even contact 27 more percent surface area of your body than the competition all in a smaller overall package to make it feel like you're wearing less the experience speaks for itself the only thing left to do is join rv jason anderson dean wilson and martin davalos to experience why atlas is the fastest growing neck brace on the market get yours today at atlasbrace.com follow them on social media at atlas brace to find out new and exciting things all the time from atlas breaks we thank those folks for coming on the show if you're on the fence about a neck brace, please try the Atlas one. Best one out there. 
The leader in design and development of high-performance dirt bike camshafts, Hot Cams is now a proud supporter of the Pulp MX Show and its listeners. Looking to increase the horsepower of your engine without spending a fortune? You need to get a set of Hot Cams. Engineered using state-of-the-art valve train software and CNC machined from 8620 billet steel, Hot Cams camshafts are one of the most economical, reliable, and easy-to-install ways to add 5 to 10% power gain to your engine. By selecting one of our three stages of camshaft profiles, you can specifically tune the power band of your engine to best suit your riding style. Designed, dyno-proven, and made in the USA, Hot Cam's performance camshafts are used by privateer riders like Jimmy Albertson, Mitchell Oldenburg, Michael Lieb, Adam Entignap, Mick Schmidt, and the Monster Energy Leading Edge Kawasaki team. Hot Cam's wants to help you get the extra power you need by offering all Pulp listeners a 30% discount on all orders placed online at hotcamsinc.com. Type in the discount code HOTCAMS2015 at checkout. Hot Cam's Unleash the power within. For 2015, X-Brand has added stellar new colorways to our exciting Volcano, Phantom, and Limited lines. You know Nick Way demands the illest style, and now with RCH Racing's Brock Tickle on board, we have assembled a motivated squad. Our simple approach to a fresh look, unmatched comfort, and elite performance remains pegged in the red. You can rest assured knowing X-Brand has you covered with a full offering of lenses, tear-offs, laminates, nose guards, and our zip-off system. Order direct through the EKSBrand.com store and enter discount code PULPSHOW15 to save 30% now. Works Connection is proud to be a sponsor of Pulp MX because just like you, they're passionate and dedicated to the sport. For over 23 years now, they've been producing innovative products like their Pro Launch Start Device and the 123 Easy Build Elite Perch Line. Just take a look around the AMA Pro Pits and you'll see Works Connections Proving Ground for products under the canopies of Yoshimura Suzuki, RCH Racing, Star Racing, and other top teams. Plus, they now stock hints and clutch components, peg armor, ARC levers, and FASCO products too. Works Connection, your one-stop shop for cutting-edge products. Visit them on the web at W www.worksconnection.com and use the keyword PulpMX for 20% off your order or visit your local outlet and check out the new lineup of products for 2015. Do you own a KTM like Andrew Short? Then listen up. You can stop searching for the best place to get genuine KTM parts and accessories. Grab a whole shot like Shorty? Go directly to KTMPartsExpress.com your number one online source for KTM parts and accessories. There's no shortage of genuine KTM parts in our huge warehouse, as well as a full selection of KTM power parts and power wear accessories. We also offer the same aftermarket parts and accessories that you see on Shorty's bike for your own KTM. 29 years of experience would be impressive, but we have over 35 years of experience in the motorcycle industry. We're here to serve you with a huge inventory, great prices, and fast, dependable service. The staff at KTM Parts Express is not short on experience, We'll process your order with speed and accuracy. Our goal is to get you the parts you need in the shortest amount of time. If you're in need of KTM parts or accessories, this is the place to shop. Roost MX. Roost MX, the official graphics company for both Cobra Moto and Cycle Trader Rock River Yamaha team. For over 16 years, Roost delivers professional level graphics for every rider from amateur to pro. Choose from our huge selection of graphics online and make yours one of a kind. 
Roost also offers a wide range of other custom products from t-shirts, sticker kits, helmet kits, trailer graphics, and more. With our quick 48-hour turnaround, shipping orders is top priority. Be sure to check out the new Pulp Nation section to get your Pulp MX swag. And follow us on Instagram at RoostMX for monthly sales. Get your equipment looking fresh by visiting RoostMX.net and use the discount code PULPNATION to save 20%. RoostMX. Don Emler had a simple vision for FMF racing when he started it in his garage back in 73. Provide top-level U.S. racing equipment at the grassroots level. 43 years later, FMF racing is known for delivering the world's top performance exhaust products. Today, Don's vision continues to guide the family-operated company in its 100,000-square-foot, state-of-the-art manufacturing facility in the heart of Southern California, where 100% of everything is built under one roof. FMF is factory. Vortex Racing, the leader in top quality racing components for over 15 years, is now a proud supporter of the Pulp MX Show. All Vortex Racing products are made with the best materials and the tightest tolerances. All because Vortex Racing is owned and operated by guys just like you. Enthusiasts and riders that demand the best. We have over 1,000 different gear choices to suit your needs and track conditions. All sprockets are cut from 70-75 T6 aluminum and come in an assortment of colors. Want something even stronger? Check out our full line of laser-cut steel sprockets. Besides sprockets, Vortex offers V3 oversized motocross handlebars that are 29% stronger than the competition. With years of research into these bars and top riders like Arena Cross champion Tyler Bowers putting their trust in them. You know these bars can take the abuse you'll give them. Remember, there's a reason champions choose Vortex. So the question is simple. Do you want to join the ranks of James Stewart and FMX legend Ronnie Renner? Choose Vortex. For more information, check out VortexRacing.com. All Pulp MX listeners are getting hooked up with a discount on any Vortex Racing product. Just email Roger at VortexRacing.com for promo code PULP2015. Or call him at 800-440-3559, extension 222. See you on the track.
Welcome back, everybody. Pulp and Mech Show presented by BTOsports.com and Fly Racing. That's Anton's song, everybody. It's Anton Ovich from Transworld. Please take all your anger out at transworldmotocross.com if you don't like that song. Just get us Patriots. I'm saying don't go there because of this song. <laughs> the guy can't sing. It's okay. He's just yelling. That's a lot of it, though. I like it. The music is good, though. Yeah, but then he's just yelling. It's just an angry kid with a dream. <laughs> Swizz is happy, though. He's really happy. Oh, Swizz is happy. Swizz oh, great. Is happy. Great. That's awesome. Good to hear. Swizz score is happy, everybody. Race Tech, the world's largest aftermarket motorcycle suspension mod company for over 30 years. Race Tech is supplying riders, racers, and tuners with factory-level suspension for the everyday rider. Privateer development proven with guys like Freeze, Gilmore, and many more. Ten LeMay, as we had on earlier. To receive 10% off Race Tech parts and labor, use discount code PULPAMEX2015 when you order, and they can dial you in racetech.com. I guarantee you some of you guys listening need to... Uh, Get your suspension done and uh, bushing seals, something like that. Uh, get your suspe- get get the oil changed, even even if it, you think it works good, just do that. And uh, we appreciate you guys listening tonight. Thanks to All Privateer Show and Tarnovich. You having a good time so far? Great time. It's good to have you in. Thank you for having me. Uh, also uh, representing Fly Racing in the Sector Boot, Jason Thomas. What's up? What's going on? How's the Sector Boot sales, bro? Uh, it's good. Do I mean, you, it's do you? Yeah, you kind of look up. You know look at things like week to week or anything but everything's going good do you think you have enough in stock if gibbs earns his you know earns the boot do you think you guys could fill the order i think we have one pair in stock sure i I think we do okay got size 10 he couldn't say the word he couldn't say the word sabbatical tonight i don't know though it's a tricky word i just don't know if that's a negative on the boot or not say it or read it he couldn't say it he it was on paper, and he couldn't read it. Didn't know what it meant. So, Well, those are two different things. No, they're not. What? Being able to say it and being able to read it are two different things. I mean, if it's not spelled correctly, that probably doesn't help. I don't know if it was or not. Was it's it? It's Moser. How if, it I didn't, if I didn't know the word, I couldn't tell you if it was <laughs> spelled right. You. Exactly. It was a word I had just learned today. So, I mean, it's not like me misspelling Brian or Brain. I know those two words. Uh AtlasBrace.com, Villapoto, Anderson, Wilson, Davalos. Some of the guys wear Atlas. Brand new uh, brace. Things have changed over there at Atlas Brace. Uh, 20% lighter, three times more suspension. They maintain the much-needed flexibility and even contact. 27% more surface area of your body. AtlasBrace.com. If you're on the fence about a neck brace, please check out the folks at Atlas. Uh, they're awesome to have them on, uh, on our show for a while. And uh, good guys down there uh, at Atlas Brace. Um, so... DV, are you and JT are going to argue about Iron no, Man? We're, can we're, we, can we're we not just, talking about it. Can we move on to move on move on to RVGP? Yeah, that's a great subject. Uh, is that a, is that is that sarcasm or is oh, that? Yeah, it's good. It's okay. interesting. So Ryan Villapoto this weekend four four in Argentina. Start start with you, JT. Getting a little worried. What do you think? I'm not worried. Uh, <laughs> if he wins or loses, I still have to go to work tomorrow. <laughs> oh, okay. Thanks. I didn't mean yeah. it on that level. I mean, as a as a <laughs> as as your blood runs red, white, and blue. Uh, so does TVs, though. Good point. Yeah. Good point. Touche. Uh, <laughs> but ours is blue, white, and red. Oh, sorry, bro. We say. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah. So, what did you think of his ride? What did you think of his uh, performance? 
It was all right. You know, we talked on the uh, the Racer X, yeah, Antonovich, uh, race recap um, today about you know it's. I think maybe he underestimated these guys a, a bit, and I'm not totally sure what his program's like been either. Um, so I, I would, I don't know that we'll ever get that answer. You know, how, what version of RV are we seeing? Is this the best version of him that we could possibly see? Maybe mm-hmm. that may be, because I'm not trying to make an excuse for him at all. I don't know the answer to that. So he certainly doesn't, uh, look, you know, anything dominant like he was over here, you know, in 2013 outdoors. I think that was maybe one of the best, mm-hmm. uh, outdoor riders I've ever seen. Uh, so we'll see if, you know, he's got a long summer ahead of him to improve if he doesn't feel like he's where he needs to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, the interesting thing this weekend, I'd like to get DV's opinion on it. When I, when I was watching him, his line choices were really weird to me. Uh, he, he was adding so much track. Yeah, I, I tweeted exactly the same thing. I wanted to I want to have the data. D, D, JT the, probably doesn't follow you on Twitter or, because of what's been going on. Well, the I, distance, I weekend, so the distance of... Uh, the distance he, he travels in one moto, I want to see compared to yeah, a Tiroli. I, I thought it was like half a mile further. In, that was that was insane. That was insane. And I was going to talk about it exactly the same thing. He was going outside, outside, so, outside, and going like S's. All you know. So like, why was he doing that? In your opinion, go around the bumps. Yeah, I think. Like he wants to stay fresh, JT. It's, like it's, it's, it's tough more, to it's say. Work, right? It's tough to say, but I think Ryan doesn't know to take little insides. It, it, he likes hunting berms. He's a berm it, hunter. Yeah. You know, he, he doesn't know how to go the short. He doesn't know how to ride like Christophe Purcell. Do you know how he rides? Yeah. Little inside. Like seems like he has to be on the gas and feeling like he's going fast mm-hmm. to uh, to choose his line. Rather than sometimes if you go slow inside inside, it's maybe faster than wide open outside mm-hmm. outside. You know what I mean? But I don't think he knows how to do that because he's, he's never done it. And right. in the U.S., you don't really have to do it. When you look at uh, tracks aren't that wide. Either. Look at yeah. Tomac. Tomac uh, when he was a champion, right? Outdoors. Yeah. Yes, two fifty champion. Yeah. yeah. Look how he rode. Same thing. Wide open, yeah. outside. Yeah. Because in the U.S., you, you kind of have to ride like this, you know, because the inside are really rough or, you know, the mm-hmm. braking bumps are really high and steep and you lose so much time and it's soft, so you lose a lot of speed. But in GPs, you don't have that. You know, like when you see Tomac in, a, um, like, let's say Red Bud, it's wide open outside. And then you look at Vidopolo, same thing. But... It didn't work in uh, in Argentina, and uh, you know sometimes you have to go a little inside. You know, Anton. After three races, six motos, are you? Is he meeting your expectations? Exceeding them? He's like about underwhelming. I expected. Like about like it's gonna take him time, and you have to think the farthest farthest that that guy usually flies for a race when he was doing last year was like what Florida to Washougal. Washougal. If yeah, so that's not that bad. I mean, he probably got there a few days early and stayed with his family. This is flying across time zones and continents. But everybody else is too. Everybody else is too. But he's never done it. He's never raced all that well, stuff. He's so done he's it about for like I he's mean, about I, right where I expected him to. be. I'm gonna go. Off, and the thing, I'm gonna go DV, I'm gonna go DV here and just yeah. think about plane flights, first yeah. class, how they're not gonna. 
Uh, yeah. The, Don't give me I the think first. The, the, I think the excuse about not knowing the tracks and the travel is not really relevant. Because By the way, I thought this track was good. Did you? The yeah, the track was good. The track the, was cool. The first three yeah. races, two of them, they didn't know the track. Mm-hmm. And the first one was kind of different from the year before. Um yeah, they didn't but, race Argentina last year, right? This this track. No, yeah. and Thailand is a diff- that was a, was different, a different, yeah, place, totally different. Yeah, So, I I think um, I think the Euros um, physically are maybe better than most of the pack in the U.S. Yeah, what I think. So, you think? Yeah. Yes, because um, uh, because you know, at the end of the motos. RV well, did not come back. It, uh, it, Van Horbeek actually caught him a little bit. Know. Yeah. See, Van Horbeek well, was what? Moto, he caught. He caught a. He was right on the Sal, who was right on. You know, they were yeah. right. He was four right in second moto. He was four seconds off first place. Yeah. On the thirty-five minute moto, that's not a lot. But everybody right. expects him to win by twenty-five seconds, or, or which come is on, uh, yeah. which is like a thirty seconds yeah. difference. But that's go- not going to happen because. He has to change his bike. Did you see how fast the truck was this weekend? Super fast. Yeah, the, the back straightaway was the fastest section I've ever seen. That was insane. Truck. And then uh, super fast and super choppy. Something that he doesn't know. is it, It's kind of like riding at Glen Helen uh, Thursday afternoon at 2 o'clock, you know, or 3 o'clock, and even faster, like wide open. And I don't think that's something he's used to. So he's going to have to... Get used to it. Mm-hmm. He changed his bike. His bike it looks way different. It looks really balanced now. Um, but takes time. And I think the line, like JT said, line choices were really, really bad this weekend. Mm, interesting. Like when you go, uh, did you watch the race? Yeah, I watched the second moto. Did you see like the the on off section? Yeah, they had. It was kind of tricky. Yeah, little rollers, things, and on off. Yeah. Yeah, you have to do like on, yeah. on, and off. That was kind of technical. Mm-hmm. Before the turn before, he was coming super tight, and then going all the way wide. So mm-hmm. instead of going down like all the way to the left, he mm-hmm. was going down to the right, going to the to the left, Still making his in, corner yeah. really sharp, yeah. and then to go wide. So he was like going all over the place. He did not find any. Um, any good lines. That was crazy. Let me ask you this, DV. After six motos, I mean, we all thought he was going to win, right? Or come really close, right? Have you changed your opinion after six motos? Is he now going to do worse than you thought? Is this what we're going to see? I mean, he's won one of the three races. You know, it's not the end of the world. But is he going – have you changed your opinion after six motos of how he's going to be at the end of the year? Uh, you know – I've said it before. I think he's going to struggle with bike setup, which he did. But um, as, but, but has these six motos changed your mind at all? It, it's weird because um, it seems like he was moving up after the, the the first half of the races. Mm-hmm. He's moving up, and then he plateaued, kind of. You know, like but um, I, thought, I thought he did the first round too. He moved up really fast, and then, and he then plateaued. Plateaued yeah. like this weekend too, and that's something we're not used to to see mm-hmm. from him. Um, second moto, he wasn't that far, but all the guys were there. Mm. You know, uh, one to six were like maybe yeah. in ten seconds or whatever. So yeah. that's not yeah, a who lot. Was it, who was after Van Horbeek? Uh, was it well, Fabra? No, Fabra. I think Fabra. What I thought? Oh, was it uh, Fabra and Pauline? Oh yeah, Pauline. JT. Fabre, yeah. Uh, after six motos, uh, have you changed your mind 
on where you think how this season's going to go from where you thought initially? No, I think I think it's still right within his grasp. Uh, you know, he's what sixteen or seventeen points out of the lead, mm-hmm. so it's certainly doable. Um, I, I think he will win uh, the world championship, but I think that it's going to be tougher than he thought. Right. Uh, and I, I, you know, I come back to I, I just don't know what condition he came into this in. I, I just have a hard time believing that he's he's in the same physical. And I, mental shape that he was two years ago. I had a guy or te- even even a year ago. I had a guy text me and say, "Do you think RV looks bigger than ever oh, before?" Oh, for sure, he's bigger. You know, no doubt. Yeah, no doubt he's bigger. I bet he's ten pounds heavier than he was uh, so a year you, ago. So, do time. you think physically he's not as prep as uh, I, when he was here? As what? I'm sorry. You, you think he's not as fit as? Yeah, uh, I don't. I don't think so. No. Yeah, that was kind of, you know. Th- I don't. I did not really see his body, or whatever. I, I did not really notice him being bigger. But it's the way. <clears throat> it seems like at the end of the motos, even in the U.S., he was, you know, moving forward and not catching. even tired. Yeah, not even tired. And now he plateaued a couple times. That, that's kind of. I'm, I'm more worried about this. And uh, mm-hmm. I thought his bike looked way better. Um, he wasn't all over the place as much. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, uh, for example, the Yamahas, they looked horrible in Argentina. Like Van Orbeek and Fever, they were all over the yeah. place. But, and I thought uh, Ryan's bike was pretty decent, just like line choices and uh, also maybe a little fitness. Huh. Yeah. Uh, Anton, uh, Don Maeda, your boss, uh, went to the opening round? No, it's Thailand. Thailand, Second sorry. Round. What do you have to say when he got back? Like, what, what kind of stuff did he tell you about RV or what's in the new story about it or anything? Can you? It was pretty much all just the same. I mean, I really didn't get the chance to talk to him that much because okay. he came back and then I left. So And then now like, he's in Japan. And then I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> so, but, I mean, I think personally for myself, Ryan's never been the one to come out and win a one and then just go on a tear. It takes him a yeah. while to warm up. Uh-huh. You know, it's been, what, six motos. He's won one, which is good. You know, he's been right there. He's 20-something points out. 27 it, it, points yeah. out. So it's not too far to say. And then who knows what will happen in the next few months. You know, he could make a change in his program and think, like, okay, we really got to commit to this or just enjoy it for See, the vacation. See, it's going to be a tough couple races coming. Italy, is Valkenswart's coming up? Yeah. Right? Uh, Italy is a piece of crap track. It's going to be choppy, rocky, yeah. no traction, uh, kind of like Glen Helen at 2 o'clock in the afternoon mm-hmm. type with rocks. And then there's a the question mark of sand, Valkenswart. Right. And... I really think the way he rides, Valkenswald is going to be maybe one of his best uh, rides because if he, if his fitness is up there mm-hmm. and the way he rides, I think, you know, you can take outside can and, and yeah. you can eat the berms and kind of follow. Like, you know, the the line to take basically yeah, in the yeah. sand. There's not too many lines in the sand, you know. Right. So And he can put together, I mean, if there's a roller here and a roller here and he can hit those and do stuff that he's used to doing instead of being kind of contained on these other newer tracks that aren't what he's used to or aren't always changing right. different soil harder or whatever um all right hey let's get to uh let's get to dan he's been on hold he's got a question for dv dan what's up what's going on hey how you guys doing good what's happening hey hey um my question for dv is uh weston pike the beginning of the year you're talking about um dungy's style his elbows up and being his um lever positioning and stuff and i was noticed weston pike um he seems like his elbows are really up 
And he also seems to just, he gets tired, obviously, before halfway through the moto and falls back. He tries to be really aggressive in the beginning and then starts to fall back. But is that due to his riding style, or what would you change about him, DV? Yeah, I think I don't think his fitness is up to par, obviously, because after halfway, he can uh, he can uh, uh, lose some time. Um, yeah, I'm not really a big fan of uh, low levers and uh, high elbows like in the 80s. Uh, that's why I talk about that with Dungy at A1. I thought it was, um, I don't know if you guys can try. I don't know. It's it's, it's easy to, easy uh, thing to try at the track. Everybody can do it. You you put your levers all the way down and you try to take corners, and then you move the the levers way higher. You'll see you'll you'll feel better in turning in the ruts and stuff. Um, yeah, I think, and talking about Weston, I think he's really aggressive in the first laps, and I think he might burn some energy um, by wanting to be a little aggressive. But he has to be aggressive. It, that's the way he rides, you know, to to stay up there and to make some moves or to stay in front of people. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think, you know, there's, I think there's maybe a little fitness issue. And, um, but, yeah, he doesn't, it wouldn't hurt to try to change, you know, a little ball position, pull them back a little bit, move the levers up a little bit, and see for uh, if it helps cornering. Thanks, thanks, Dan. Thanks for calling, man. No problem. Thank, thank, thank you. you. Uh, Gibbs, you can't make a, a Twitter account from Samantha Mees. And says, Not me. For, for Not the me. love of Tim Ferry, Steve, give Dan, give Gibbs the damn sector boots. Not me. That's yeah, actually, sure. Yeah, Probably. dead sure. Yeah. All right, sure. whatever. Uh, Maybe you should just give me the boots. Or are you going to wait until it's 120 degrees outside and I can't ride? Yeah, I think, I think that's even better. Perfect. Hey, uh, let's welcome to the show our, uh, our regular co-host here. Uh, Chris Kiefer, what's up, man? Hey, dude. How's DV doing? Did you get his quesadilla and calm down? Dude. <laughs> he did not get his quesadilla. He had another Red Bull. He had a Red Bull and he actually calmed down. That's kind of weird. <laughs> right, really, right? Um, hey, welcome to the so show, Kiefer. heart failure. <laughs> hey, Kiefer, did you have fun this weekend? Yeah, no, it was uh it was a good time. A lot of work though. I kind of appreciate um your guys' job a lot more than I used to. Yeah. I, I love how Mathis sense his guys are two of the shittiest city in the championship. <laughs> first, Detroit and St. Louis. First of all, somewhere Swiss, you don't want to be. Swiss Core had no problems with Detroit. He's from Michigan. He loved it. Loved it. He had no problem. Hey, no shit, D V like when I arrived I was like pumped to go to St. Louis and then I got off the plane. And I noticed where I was at, and I was like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> the best thing about St. Louis is a uh, Harris Casino. That's that's the only thing is good. He's born and raised like, oh, in St. Louis. I'll tell you how I'm... shitty it is there. I've gotten robbed at gunpoint there. I know how shitty it is. You oh, don't have never to mind. With a haircut and a stash, I understand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> hey, uh, um, Kiefer. So, did you have a good time at St. Louis? I mean, did you, know, you did the full X brand goggle thing? Uh, hung out like a full media guy. Your tweets are on point. Post race interview is good. No, his tweets. I could not. Like, his tweets. He was getting crazy with the tweets. Hey, what'd you think, DV? Why? I know. I, was I like, thought you were gonna. The gate. I never seen somebody tweet that much about a B and a C practice ever. <laughs> but at least he was there for all of them. I was. I thought you were. You were so gonna OD on tweeting. <laughs> I had to plug my phone in, but uh, you know what? I got there early at nine. You know, and I'm I'm used to doing that, but you know. My call time to bail usually is like at uh, you know three o'clock. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it was it was good. I was actually late for a track walk because I was actually trying to put Kyle Cunningham's goggles together, and I uh, 
I look like a fool doing that because those <laughs> damn X brand goggles take a lot of work to put the lens in. Yeah. Come on, I dude. Can, I don't understand. I can put an X brand lens in literally in ten seconds. Dude, ten, it ten took seconds. me fifteen minutes <laughs> to put and, a goggle. Here's the camera. Are you are you a rider, bud? JT, Dude, do not. His mechanic kept looking over at me, and I know he wanted to say something like, "Are you sure you need help, or do you need anything?" And I was like, "I was like fucking so pissed uh, off." Another, another reason like why idiot. the riders can do their own goggles. JT, if Fly has a goggle guy opener, don't think, do not <laughs> Kiefer, do not look at Kiefer's resume. <laughs> no. Um, so anyway, I got I got his shit done. I walked into the track walk. That's cool, and uh, it was cool being in a dome and checking out, you know, the stadium and. Um, but I'm telling you what, man, I didn't eat all day. Like, I was wide open doing tweets, you know, up in the press box. You know, hey, Mathis eats a lot at the I, races. I really don't. I really don't. Seriously. Uh, I make it sound like I do, but. Ah, uh, because you're tweeting. I'm maybe. just busy, man. JT, you can. You, you probably don't eat much either. You never eat as it is anyway. What are you talking about? You don't eat very, you don't eat very much. <laughs> Thank like you. Never. Thank you for saying that. It's not really true. I'm, I'm being serious. But JT. In, in a day of racing, it's tough to find time to eat. Well, it's t- it's tough for me to find anything healthy. There's just nothing ever around. And then, yeah, I well for you for sure. You're always trying to throw everybody down. So, uh, I, yeah. I yeah, either you usually you usually either eat right before the night show, or yeah, nothing at all. Yeah, yeah. There was no time. Like in the press box, you think I thought there'd be some food. There was nothing. No. No, there's no food in pause, the press box. Pause. Hold on. What is on the television, Steve? Th- there's a porn movie on, on, Brittany, on Mathis. Brittany Chisholm's not here, dude. You don't need to play this. It's 942 at night. It's, it's, what is it? It's Showmax? Show yeah, but it's, it's, it's he's, midnight he's on the getting, coast. He's getting a bro yeah. job Kiefer, on TV right now. Kiefer, you're missing hey, it. Why is it they always show porn when I'm not there? That's the idea. I swear to you. Life on top. It's like life on top seven or something. Armageddon. The, Armageddon. the guy is getting a bro job right now. Armageddon was just on. <laughs> On Max, yeah, what on channel, 735, what on? 735 Max right now. E, it's, it's Max stop, E. Stop running your mouth and tell me what channel. <laughs> um, look, look, I see, I see, that's a vagina right there. Channel 310, channel 310 oh, on I'm dish. I'm glad you could clarify that, DV. That's good. I'm glad you know look, what that is. Okay. Boobs. Uh, um, what, what the hell is that? Okay, you know what? I'm putting point break on. DV, there, point break. DV didn't on. go to high school, so he didn't which, get to learn anatomy. So JT, he's like, what the fuck is JT that? JT would be pumped about point break. Point break is on encore. I'm watching it right now. Yeah, no, we just. The two most over. Rated actors of all time in that movie. <laughs> yeah, but Point Break's a good movie. Like it's a it good is. movie. He dies at the end. So what? Let's go. Who dies? Everyone but Johnny dies. He dies at the end. Yeah, Keanu, uh, Patrick does. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he dies out the way he wants to with the hundred year storm. Yeah. Yeah. It's beautiful. Fifty year storm. You seen John Wick? Bodie. It's Bodie, man. The Bodie. two most some, some call overrated him, some, actors. Of some all call time. him the Bodie. You ever seen the Bodazafa? The Bodazafa. Put the other movie on. You ever seen John Wick? By far one of the best uh, okay. Keanu Reeves movies right, ever. Look, back to the conversation. It's horrible. No, it's not. Back to the conversation. So, Anton. Yeah. Put the other movie on. Anton, we don't need to worry about Swiss Corps or Kiefer taking our jobs. Yeah. Like, it's we're safe. Uh, yeah, I think. Nobody I think wants your so job anyway. Yeah, nobody, I mean, they Who think wants they your want stupid our job, but they really don't want our job. Put 310 back. No, we're not putting it on. <laughs> we're, we're, we're very... TV's grabbing the remote and changing the channel. 310, back to, um, <laughs> back to life on We're top. safe. We're good. We're safe. Back no, Kiefer, you don't want to. Kiefer, you, it's not something you'd want to do uh, full time. Full time, probably not. I don't. I mean, it's no. <laughs> I mean, I did. I did actually like doing something new and uh-huh. you know 
challenging myself a little bit because I was actually pretty nervous to interview the writers afterwards because I wanted to make sure it was good and was just all the normal basic <laughs> shit to talk right. about. So, um, yeah, and I, and I wanted to talk to some privateer guys that you, know, you don't hit up very often and that I like. So mm -hmm. it was it was cool and everything worked out really good. I just didn't get back to the hotel until well, shit, one o'clock. In the true in the true internet age, uh, Kiefer, I heard from people who said your interviews were better than mine. And they were terrific. Okay. And then I also heard that your interviews were super lame and stale, and you asked shitty questions. So it's perfect. Right. Like, it's, it, it's perfect. One thing I did notice I did wrong was I asked the same question, like, a lot. Mm -hmm. And I need to mix it up a little bit. I did that with a few guys, but I always asked, hey, you're going to outdoor testing? After about two guys, you should know, like, hey, they're going to do outdoor <laughs> testing on three. <laughs> yeah, maybe so. Hey, can you guys stick around for the uh, Gabba Gibbs segment? Yeah, man. All right, let's do it. BTOSports.com, Gabby Gibbs. BTOSports.com, Gabby Gibbs. 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 Gabby after their crashes. I, post, so. I posted this. Look, I even put the fairy jersey in. <laughs> oh, nice. Thank you. Thank you for that. Uh, these questions are tweeted to at Show. Gibbs goes through them, the thousands of them, and uh, picks some. So try to make them. Gibbs, I know I'm just putting you on the spot here, but see if there's any JT ones, Kiefer ones, and oh, There's always, there's always right. stuff for them. All right. Let's do this. All right. This first one comes from Dan. Uh, for JT, Steve, and Kiefer, if you were a team manager and you had middle-tier money to spend, what rider do you pick and why? Here's, JT's going to say, well, what's middle-tier money? How much is middle-tier <laughs> money? What do I have? That's what JT's going to say. Okay, so I didn't say anything. Let's, let's, let's get this out of the way right now. Yeah. This okay. is very distracting for DB. If you had – why don't we just name some riders? Okay. Yeah, name some. Uh, ben LeMay to Chisholm. Ben, ben LeMay is not middle-tier, I don't think. Okay, well, what is he lower? I think Tickle, Josh Grant. Nicoletti. Nicoletti. Uh, he's not middle tier either. There's another friend that you just lost. <laughs> yeah, Ronnie Stewart and now Nicoletti. Good job. No, but what's um, second tier you have to okay, say, Okay, right? let, let, that question's dumb. It doesn't really help us out. Yeah, I mean, do you want, a guy, you want a guy that's consistently... Right. Brock Tickle is Brock a Tickle would be perfect middle-tier guy. He doesn't get hurt that much. Obviously, last year was bad, but generally speaking, he doesn't get hurt that much. He puts in great results. He's good with the media. He's good with the fans. He's a solid guy. I don't think there's a big ego there on Brock where he you know, no. he he's insists like of getting special parts or whatever. So, yeah, Tickle's – I would have said Weimer. I'll take Andrew Short. Please change the two naked girls yeah, milking a cow no, right now. I'm, take, I'm changing. <laughs> no, it. No, what, what was the question? You're, exactly. That's why we're changing it. Exactly. Andrew Short. I'll, I'll, I'll take Brayton. Andrew Short, JT, I, I give my speech every year for our Supercross preview show where I get very angry at people discounting Andrew Short. Yeah, like, I'll, take, I'll take him every time. Right. Like, the guy is ridiculous. And now this year he's hole-shotting. And... All right. All right, the next you one. Know Shorty's a big asshole. <laughs> yeah, yeah, huge. He crashes his brains out. He's on the podium watching the race. He's smiling. He gives interviews afterwards. It's, he's he's amazing. He's a good dude. Did yeah. you notice that he filmed with the FCA for like forty five minutes after the crash? Like he did future Christian at, or Christian athlete promos for forty five minutes besides the VTO truck after he crashed last night or Saturday dude. night. I know. 
what, what's awesome about that is I was talking to Seiji, and you know, Seiji's with Shorty all the time, and Seiji cusses, and the guy's it's filming, great. And, and the guy's like, hey, man, can you not cuss? And <laughs> like, sorry, dude. He, he called SwizzCore in Detroit and said, hey, man, uh, I'm ready for that interview. Yeah. Like, come find me. Oh, yeah, no, I think if I go, I'm going to MotoGP before Austin or before Houston, I think I'm going to go right at the house. It'll be great. Yeah. Top shelf guy. All right, this next question is from Tyson Stagall. Uh, looking at past writers, who would have been the best person to have social media? RJ, Hannah, pick the writer and why. That's, that's easy. <laughs> Machine. Hannah? Yeah. Yeah. RJ, the, RJ would have been pretty good too, huh, JT? Yeah, RJ was uh, obviously my favorite writer, but, but Hannah, all, I don't know. I mean, I think any of those guys, when they were in their prime, DeCoster, Hannah, RJ, Carmichael, I mean, they were all the, the, the guy. What about so. Bradshaw? What about Bradshaw reaching out to Chicken after San Jose 90 and saying, how'd that work out for you? The thing, we think with RJ, RJ talks so much that 140 characters on Twitter, not possible. Can, he, we, can we agree that Weston Pike is probably in the running for the best tweet ever with the Cole Seeley, how'd that work out for you? Yeah. Like, can we, can we agree that that might be the best use of social media? I mean, the worst. I think he still had his helmet on. Right. Right. Oh, he did again this weekend too. Like he looped out, and as soon as he got back to the truck, I noticed a tweet from him. He's like, "Man, that was uh, you know talking about looping out in practice." Yeah. Right but when when you you know when you talk shit on 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 social media, you have to back it back it up. I'd like DV you know? Twitter if he was if Lucky Nichols was his manager. That'd be fantastic. Oh, yeah, Twitter wasn't on yet. <laughs> no, it wasn't. All right, next question. All right, Brad wants to know, should all teams focus on outdoors going forward? How do teams ensure good brand act, uh, activation at the Nationals? I don't know. Okay. Does this sound better, by the way? My what? mic? Does yeah, it sound why? better? Yeah, why? Oh, because I just, you know, did my thing. This next question is Sean. Steve, have you come to grips with the fact that you are a bigger deal in media than Red Dog was a writer? No, that's not true. It's not true at all. Timmy Ferry was a so 125. To grips. Timmy Ferry was a 125 Supercross champion, a factory rider for years and years. One of the only guys that beat Ricky Carmichael, straight up, along with David Villeman here. Butch Creek first moto. Uh, Unadilla, Troy, and uh, Summercross winner. And uh, that's not true. So. Okay. Uh, Devin wants to know why was Short not credited with his whole shot in St. Louis? AMA results show Dungey. No, he did. He stuck around and got it. Dungey did. No, Andrew did, I think. Oh, okay, because he's this person said that his uh, oh. fantasy motocross is all screwed up now because of it. Oh, Andrew got the whole shot. Yeah, sure. I was going to say, let's talk to the guys that were there, right? Everyone said they, they did? Yeah. yeah, I mean, he hung out on yeah, the podium the whole time. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> hey, by the way, Kiefer, <laughs> Kiefer, Kiefer I, I love how... TV, we're trying to show her. Look what she's texting me. Oh, jeez. Hey, so I love how DV, or Kiefer, sorry... Kiefer, yeah. I love how you um, managed to get every KTM rider in the pits with your post-race interviews. Good job. Oh, thanks, man. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, all right, next question. All right, this next one is from Colby. He wants to know, if you had Millville groomed six laps, you got Ping, DV, Kiefer, Emming, The Rock, who finishes in Who's order. Who's Emming? Emming. Jeff Emming. Emig. Is he... Is- <laughs> Emig? Okay, whatever, dude. Get off my back. Who cares? Fuck Everyone knows what I'm talking about. I don't know who you're talking about. Okay, Jeff well, Emig? That's not what I said. If you think that's what I said, that's not what no, I said. No, you should no. say <laughs> Jeff Emig. <laughs> <laughs> no, you need to say Jeff Emig. I'm not going to. I'm going to say Emig. Great the same radio, way I say bro. McGrath. 
I love this show. Oh, you do say McGrath. Yeah, <laughs> so get off my back. Yeah, but you know what? The British. British. TH is a F. Like an F. You know the British McGrath? Guys? McGrath the Crime Dog? Yeah, F. Yeah, yeah McGrath like, the Crime Dog. Exactly. I got a little bit of Who do we me. got? Name him again. Okay, you got Ping? Six laps, Millville. Six max, Millville. They put RC, but I discount that. No, Ping? no, you have to put RC. Okay. No, no, Ping? take it out. He's out. Of, he, he can't be there. Okay. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That, that doesn't matter. Ping, DV, Kiefer, The Rock, and Jeff. Uh, Kiefer, Today? Or, the, Kiefer Today. or The Rock are going down to the wire. Yeah. What, what about Fro? I don't think Fro rides that much. I think he does. Right? I don't ride. Kiefer, Kiefer rides like a factory rider right now. So, and, and his I corner. Six la- I got six laps. And his corner speed's phenomenal. I, I ride, but I don't ride the dirt bikes anymore. <laughs> right. What about why do why do we put JT in there? JT. Yeah, well, I can't. You know what? I I, I don't think I I can. I'll be last in in the. No, you beat Ricky. You would beat Ricky. Six laps. Ricky who? Carmichael RC. No. You don't think you beat Ricky Carmichael? No. Yeah, six, I think so. Six laps. Six laps. I've seen DB ride. He can hang it out. No. Okay. I, I can't beat anyone. I haven't. Last time I rode. Ricky rides quite a bit right now. Last time I rode was for the dirt rider that I yeah. got screwed. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Kiefer screwed you. Let's not go there again. Let's, let's just stop that right here. <laughs> when, when was that? It was October, right? October, November? Yeah, you, dude. Yeah. And then before that, a year and a half without riding. Yeah, dude, but Ricky is so much bigger than you think you're big. It Ricky's doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. He's, 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 okay. He's, All right. Next question. You All guys right. ride too much now. This next one's from Big Trisket. Okay. Put Dungey on an average privateer ride with resources of an average privateer for the next Supercross season. How does he do? Uh, Way better than everybody thinks. Let's put it that way. JT, what about it? Let's put let's put Dine Dungey on the seven Dine Dungey. You're gonna give Ryan me shit Dungy for Emming, but on you the say seven Dine. Deuce Deuce <laughs> TPJ rod. Let's put him in TPJ and and on a on a seven twenty two Honda. How's Ryan Dungey doing? Uh, top five. I agree. I agree. Keeper. Right. Yeah, I would say same. I'd say top five to seven. All right. No, come on. Anton? Yeah, yeah I'd say same top five. Yeah. All right. All right. This next one's from Randy. Uh, it's for JT, but I'm pretty sure Kiefer could answer this. Uh, oh wow! Jeez. Yeah, just for fun. There goes those boots, not huh, JT. <laughs> I didn't say it wasn't for JT. Uh, JT, just for fun, would Kennard be able to win a Supercross last motocross race on an 08 CRF 450? Would he be able to? Uh, oh come a on! Supercross or both. motocross? Both. Yes, he would. That bike, yeah. that bike's fine. It, it's it's one of the best bikes, right? Wow. I mean, the 08 was amazing. I'm just trying to think of all the factors involved. But Carbur- a factory, a factory one. Or yeah, stock? yeah, factory. Factory, sure, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Bike that year was incredible. I feel like our our guys, our questions, or maybe the questions you're picking, are so like out like, there, like so, yeah, like so uh, such the ultimate bench racing questions, which I guess are fine. You and your buddies drinking beer in a garage, but like it's almost like if Bugs Bunny got on <laughs> Trey Kennard's bike versus the Tasmanian Devil on Chad Reed's bike, who would like? Yeah. There's no right answer. There's no. You know, I rode, I rode a private chair 07 um, 450 Honda. That was one of the best bike I ever rode. The best 450. Yeah, yeah. I'm JT, that, you've gone on record. Seriously. So I rode a 450. I rode Yamaha's. 
aber der Honda in 06, Yamaha in 07, in 06 and the Honda. Mm -hmm. I think that was the best 450 I rode, I raced. It was the, the They were so much more balanced back then. Yeah, that was the best bike I raced in 450. Dude, think about how about? pissed people were when the 2009 bike came out. Even oh, the yeah. factory guys. Yeah. The bike was terrible. Jeez. <laughs> What about when Shorty lost his Honda ride and he got to do his own thing on a, on his own Honda stuff? And he did pretty damn good in Supercross. That was in eleven. Yeah, uh, he, was, he got twelve. He got some, 12. Yeah, twelve. And didn't he podium? What was it? Eleven when you lost uh, his Chaparral ride? No, uh, he was on eleven. He was on a KTM three hundred and fifty. Yeah, and then twelve he did the MC Brooks thing, and then it right. flaked, and then he won Seattle. Yeah. On, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. On basically a stock Honda. Right. Was that one stock? Because he was leasing a factory no, bike. No, I mean, he, he, had, he still he had, had a factory had, bike. I mean, yeah, he had suspension on it. But. He had his factory bike. Oh. But, but, yeah, the, yeah, it's the, the first five races right, or so of 13. Or there actually, there was a couple races in 13 where he had a stock bike. JT's, a little, JT's a little biased with the 09 because he made a terrible decision to ride 250 Supercross class in 09. That doesn't have anything to do with the and 450. he didn't do very well. Terrible. Yeah, but you didn't do very well, and so you were in a bad mood. And it started you down downward. Hey, what about the Honda this year? Like, do you see the guys in GPs, all they're struggling? That's, yeah, Paul N doesn't look too good. Bike That's JMB, whole, bro. Bike horrible. Like, go chip Paul Kicked everybody's house. Uh, six months ago, yeah, I'm uh, Cross Nations. Right now, it's like his last uh, four scores six seven six seven. And it's a lot different bike from the US one, right? It's a factory one, so they're, oh. they're trying some different stuff. Yeah, this way. Like, First round, he did good. Yeah, yes. Yeah, but the thing is, the forks are, are softer than my well, it's just KX80 forks. Steve, Steve, yeah. go talk to anyone who raced. The 09 no. and ask how they, what they think of it. No, anyone. I talked to Tedesco, Short. Uh, actually, Short liked it, but Millsaps hated he it. Did. I still don't understand. Yeah, Millsaps don't. hated it, Tedesco hated it. Although Tedesco went 1-1 at Lakewood, you know what I mean? But I don't think you're going to find anybody that hated it more than Tedesco. Yeah, well, maybe Davey. Yeah. <laughs> Me. It was terrible. JT. Uh, all right, next question. All right, Brandon Gills wants to know, yo, Steve, what happened to the JS podcast? Yo, I don't know. Yeah. We're out. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he, you weren't, he was in St. Louis. He should have went. He texted me, wanted to do one. I don't know. Then he said he wouldn't do it. There, no, they didn't, and then sorry, he didn't say that. He said, "Let's do the podcast Tuesday, Wednesday," and then he never got back to me. Hmm. What's the chances of him racing nationals? We what? talked about that today on our Racer X podcast. Uh, the the appeal is today in Switzerland. Um, JT, you think he'll be ready for Hangtown? I do. Um, Seems so like he's writing, right? Testing yeah, writing. Yeah, he's testing, yeah. right? Yeah. I still do like him like a sick jump you, you, on, jump off. You know you need to talk to Transworld Motocross' own, what? Michael Antonovich, because Transworld Motocross. Oh, no, is, don't talk to me. It's James Stewart Illustrated, basically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you got a point. No, Don is tight with James. It, it's true. But it's yeah. always like this. When, it's when, always like that. Yeah. Like every magazine's got a guy. When the, jo when the journalist is tied with someone, yeah. you know, you're going to be in there. Because, I have all know. the scoops from JT's creation career. I got them all the time. Whenever you need them. Yep. On tap. Yep. They were there for me. I remember the last year of Jason's. Uh, Motocross section was McGrath, you know. like yep. was, JT uh, got beer poured on him on his last moto. I, I remember his last year of racing and just thinking how awesome it was for Monday nights. It's that JT. What happened? <laughs> Just every single show. You were a good sport for that, JT, by the way. I remember when Bradshaw threw rocks at the MXA guys? Yeah. That's what you I wanted. don't blame him. <laughs> That's what you wanted to do to me? 
How about when you got bore, beer poured on you by those fans that jumped over the fence? Oh, yeah, that was awesome. Elsinore, right? That was uh, Elsinore, right? Yeah. All right, this next question. Oh, yeah, me. I was thinking in, uh, in in Europe, but, yeah, that happened no. at the last race. Yeah, the last national. They were born in my throat. That happens to a lot to JT a lot of races apparently. Yeah. Uh, all right, this next one's from Chance the Chopper. Uh, who makes you more nervous on the Supercross track, Aldridge, Rodriguez, or Smith? Ooh, that's, oh, a t- wow. that's a tough one. <laughs> hey, did you see hair, uh, Smith save? <laughs> Jordan Smith save in the whoops was maybe when he was the... riding off the back of the bike. It was legendary. I, no hand, like no hand. I, I have to say, he had his, his chin. On the end of balls with the end of the balls, and he saved it. You know, crash. For me, was, it's tough, but Aldridge. I would say Jordan. Like okay. he I'd went say Jordan over, too. Yeah, he went over the burn yeah. this week. You know, because they, they brought back big bull turns at the end of the straightaway, and he knew that he was going to go launching off, so he grabbed and bear hugged a tough block and rode it down while the bike just went <laughs> flying to the concrete. <laughs> and then, like I like Jordan's a great kid, yeah. but he knows like. You watch him, and it's like, okay, where, when's it going to happen? When's but Aldridge, happen? I mean, come Aldridge but, was hitting. But Aldridge was Aldridge was calm until it erupted, so you weren't really nervous. I guess like, true. He looks fine. Yeah, yeah. And it was just yeah. Like, yeah, he just exploded. Explosion. Yeah. yeah. Anaheim is is in Anaheim. His crash before the finish was insane. Yeah. Or Oakland, where he put his front wheel into and, somebody's head, and then and then what up in uh, Oakland? Had a big one too. Yeah. Well, hell, he, in San Diego, he was setting on the jump, and he gets taken out. Yeah, yeah. Webb's bike. Like he just can't win. Him. Anything uh, else? Yeah, a couple more. Uh, Jordan Smith, Aaron Plessinger, or R.J. Hampshire, who has a better career? Uh, R.J. Plessinger. Oh, shocker! Kiefer says the Yamaha guy. Mm. And the off-road guy too. It's, Kiefer it's, also says the off-road guy. I can't, I'm a win-win right there. You are. Very you know, I think, seriously, I think we, uh, they're rookies or whatever, but you need to wait. You know, like, I don't think the 250 class, um, it's it's a indicator, but it doesn't mean that much. You need mm. to, to wait until you move to, and you know what made me think about this? When I saw the the French thing on TV about the 125 guys. How mad were you? How mad were you? I don't care. I don't give a shit. Uh, (laughs) I don't care. Um, All the guys that they showed, Roncada, Pichon, Porcel, all won, you know, 125 or lights or 250 uh, championships Mm -hmm. in Supercross. They never won a Supercross race. No. All three of them. So just you and J&B were the only – oh, Tortelli won one. Tortelli won one. Three French guys that won the premier class. I think JMV won. Tortelli won because it was a mud race. Yeah. Six, he won still, 16. Won. I think he won 16, I think. I think I had seven, and then, mm-hmm. yeah, one Tortelli, that's it. But, yeah, I don't think. Well, that's. I, I mean, think people put too much, like, uh, maybe hope or wants to know what they're going to do. Dude. But it's their first, you know, they, they race five, six races in, in, in Supercross. Dude, just Brandon Jessamine, Shea Bentley, Jason Lawrence. It's The 250 class is filled with guys that. Won and titles and never really and, did much. And it you know, it's not like you know. I don't really love my dad or whatever. Or like kind of like a weird. We're getting thing. that tonight. Yeah, so, yeah. so kind of messed up, dude. But um, he said, you know, like I had a deal to on the table. I went to Honda to race one twenty five factory guy in ninety eight or ninety nine or whatever. And my dad says, "No, you're not going." It's With like, MF Honda when I was on the team? No, no. To, oh. to be like the full-on factory guy. Oh. Like chic? Like, uh, yeah. Right like that. Right. And, it's <clears> terrible. And my dad said, you know what? 
there's we're not we're not coming in a, in 125 here because when you're going to get here i don't think you can improve progress the way you can if you stay home and come here when you're ready in in right. 250s back then mm -hmm. you know yeah. and i think that's you know what that's what what's happening now is uh we put maybe too much uh important on the 250 class we got to wait until to see what they do in the big class it's mm -hmm. not if it's yes it gives you like a good right to go in 450 you make money you get a title but you know the goal is 450 just like muscan now well, it's a get get rid of a 250 just move up and see it, oh, good it, you it, it does blow me away a little bit jt and i think you and i have talked about this before like there's Anton, and you probably know what I'm talking about. There's riders that are good 250 riders right now that have these huge egos. Yeah. And you're like, bro. Like, dude, just calm, you're like, 17. Slow the calm roll down. here. You could be come and gone, you know, tomorrow and never adapt to a big class. Look, you're 5'5". Be because it happened. You're 5'5", you five five or whatever you are. You're a small little kid. And, and, and back it down because it doesn't exactly look like you're going to, you know, destroy the sport as it is. And, you know, they haven't even won that much in 250 class. It blows me away. But I guess that's human nature when you're a kid and you're winning or you're doing well or whatever, yeah. you know? Yeah, you make you make good money for the age yeah. and everything. Well, everyone's fucking your dick. But dude, yeah, but, but, dude, but, it doesn't mean much. It really doesn't. And you doesn't. know what? They're happy. They get free underwear by this. They get free socks by that. You know, a, a bike for free for the year, a bicycle for free. They think they're really important. Right. But that's not what's important. It's not free socks and free underwear. We oh, it's give, not? We don't give a shit. Do you want some free two-unders? Uh, no. Uh, okay. Ains, Michael Jordan. Uh, I could use some more two-unders. Huh? We don't have your size. Hey, Damn. And Beat it. But what's, what do you remember? The free, you know, the you free remember uh, yeah. Jimmy Gaddis or Jeremy McGrath? Uh, Gaddis. Okay. okay. Yeah. yeah. I like Gaddis. All right. Do you know what I mean? Okay. Oh, absolutely. You're absolutely right. Uh, you got any more? Is yeah, I got a couple more. Uh, Skyler Bassett wants to know, what, uh, will Justin Barsha ever win a Supercross title? If not, what will be the reason? Speed? Consistency? Uh, Talk about who? I thought he was Barsha. on his way in Honda. I guess we'll who? wait and see. Barsha. DV's going to go who? off on his Barsha rant. Should uh, I make more friends now? Or? <laughs> uh, no. I, what do you think, JT? I mean, it's hard to say, but, you know. Uh, sorry, repeat the question. Uh, Barsha, will he ever win a Supercross title? Oh, man. If this was 2013, I would have said yes, absolutely, mm -hmm. no question in my mind. Mm -hmm. I don't think I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah. And, DV, you've been writing and if talking. If he hires me and listens to me, he will. Mm -hmm. Let's put it that way. Okay. All right. Well, <laughs> I do. I, I, you know, he's gone. He's done at Honda for the most part. I've heard, I've heard that he might not Sony Yamaha too long. Uh, so we'll see if that transpires and how he adapts if he does move on. Um, but, you know, know. It's, we'll it's, it all goes down to the style of riding. You need to ride a 450 like a Roxanne, a Stewart when he was good. Um, uh, good. No, when he was good. When he, <laughs> you know, when he was good. He's still good, but when he rides um, properly and wins, like you see, like he doesn't even break a sweat. You know, Chad is one guy that you looked at on a two stroke and you're like, oh, like that's not going to work on a 450. This, he, he changed. But he had to change. Mm -hmm. Like he won uh, races. Uh, let's say 
uh, last year in Anaheim. The guy rode perfect, flawless. You know, no revving the bike, shifting gear, not going right and left in the whoops because he's, he's you know, blisting in second or third gear, just shifting up. 450, you need to, to change your riding style, you know. And that's what what is hurting um, Tomac too a little bit. He needs to mellow out a little bit. And Barsha the same way. When you're going to go in, in a bold turns, lock the rear wheel, and clutch the shit out of the bike like a 125 Kawasaki in, nine, in 1995, you cannot ride a 450 like this, and you'll mm-hmm. never win. You're going to crash. You're going to be slow. And you might win. Be, you might win here and there if things yeah. were perfect. But yeah, yeah, if everything clicked, it's like Tomac. Everything clicked in Phoenix. Everything clicked in when was it that he won? Same Detroit. Uh, hmm? Yeah, Detroit. Yeah, Detroit. In Detroit, everything clicked. It wins. But when you ride too aggressive and you lose consistency, you lose speed if you don't roll your turns. And when you look at Dungey when he wins and Roxanne and Stewart. And maybe the exception is obviously Vidopolo because he's still a very aggressive rider and the only guy that kind of rides the way he does. But you kind of have to be in that mold of kind of mellow, mm-hmm. momentum, shifted gear to, to win. And then if you don't, it doesn't seem like Russia is going to do this. Like when he doesn't go that fast, he does what he does even more and it's, and it's worse. Uh, that's it. BTOsports.com. Gabby that Gibbs. is Min, the Gabby Gibbs segment. Gabby Gibbs, BTOsports.com. Hey. Just go pop a mix to save yourself money. What? I got a question. Is Didi got a chicken there tonight? He yes, does. does. Yeah. She's listening uh, how, to the show. Be careful. How's she, how, how's she looking? <laughs> how's she smelling or how's she looking, <laughs> Kiefer? She smells well, let's good. Get, let's get to the first thing. How's she looking first? He, the he, way Burberry smells. Do you, do you po- follow him on Twitter? He posts photos. Oh, I didn't see it. I gotta check it out. Oh, you know what? Let, hold on one sec. I'll, I'll text you a photo right now. All uh, right, yeah, text me a photo. <laughs> Come on, Kiefer. She looks like, seriously, like hey, seriously, and tell, dude. And tell, and tell JT that chick that was sitting next to me in the press box was eighteen. Did hey. you ask? No, Anton hey, said. Hey, Anton said that, no that way. Might as well be thirteen to you. Hey, hey Kiefer. <laughs> hey, Kiefer, did you ask? Hey, Kiefer. I, yes. Let's put that in your mind. Let's say. She would be like the hottest chicken in Temecula. What do you think? Really? Really? <laughs> but hold on. Like, Kiefer, can you just keep it together? Oh, it's like, together. Without, without getting the, into, into that gutter that you, that you go to? It's not a gutter. It's a beautiful place to be in. <laughs> like, we're doing well. We're talking about Supercross. So, DV, you got a chick there? How's she look? Hey, well, you it doesn't talking go talking about it, and I, I got a sniff of it, and so I'm going to hit it up. Uh, you're on your, <laughs> I think I think Kiefer mentioned it. Hey, you on your cell phone, right? So it's not going through, but you'll get it when you uh, maybe when you um, hang out. Kiefer, right. did how many how many pulp fans did you meet this weekend that asked you about Burberry or what you were wearing? I had three people come to me and sniff me, <laughs> and uh, and they approved. They like, oh, it does smell good. And actually, one out of three, it was actually. Two chicks and one dude, and the dude said he's going to go buy some. So I'm just selling Burberry like, like <laughs> who's done it? Speaking of which, my dad actually came back from the oh. store the other day, and he's like, hey, check it out. Look what I got. And I was like, what's up? And he pulls out some Burberry. <sighs> and I was like, all right. Well, hey, uh, JT and Chris, uh, Kiefer, thank you for both coming on the show. And uh, we appreciate the, the, the report. And uh, Kiefer from you and, uh, and JT, thanks again, bud. Appreciate both of you guys coming on. So No worries. Thanks, guys. All right. Thank you to both of you guys. All right. All right. See ya.
Chris Kiefer and uh, and Jason Thomas, everybody, in the Pulp Mech Show, presented by BTOSports.com and Fly Racing. Let's take our third and final commercial break here. Come back, wrap it up. Michael Antonovich from Transworld Motocross, David Villeman, uh, both in studio, and uh, we'll be right back after these messages. Hey guys, this is Jason Thomas. I wanted to talk to you for a minute about fly racing. Fly racing has grown by leaps and bounds since I started wearing it back in 2003. If you go back and look at a picture from back then, and flash forward to now where you see guys like Trey Kennard, Andrew Short, Justin Brayton, Weston Pike, and the 250 Rockstar Husky team wearing, you'll see what I'm talking about. We're now producing premium products, but our goal to give you more bang for your buck hasn't changed since those days. Our F2 carbon helmet, worn by all of our pro riders, is what I consider to be the best value in the motocross world. Our new Evolution 2.0 and light hydrogen lines have been continually improved and perfected over the past couple of years to give you the ideal fit. Whether it's off-road, supercross, motocross, or just riding in the backyard with your buddies, we have something purpose-built just for you. I invite you to check out our website at flyracing.com and, of course, your local dealer and online retailers to learn more about what we have been working on. Follow us on social media at FlyRacingUSA and post pictures of you riding on our Fly Racing wall on our website. From all of us at Fly Racing, I want to say thanks for listening and support companies that support Pulp MX. Pulp MX Show is brought to you by BTOSports.com. Whether you are looking for new gear, helmets, boots, or you need to rebuild your bike from the ground up, BTO is your source for all of your motocross needs. As a proud sponsor of the BTO Sports KTM race team and the heart of the BTO Sports amateur motocross team, it is obvious that we are about more than being just a store. We support the sport that supports us. us. We at BTO Sports want to give back to you, the listener, for supporting us and the Pulp MX Show. Use coupon code PULPMX when placing your order at btosports.com for a VIP listener discount. Certain brand restrictions will apply. NFAB is the undisputed leader in high-quality accessories for your truck, Jeep, and SUV. For products that are as unique as your vehicle, check out NFAB Off-Road Accessories. From nerf steps and blighting accessories to the all-new adjust step and endura step. NFAB has you covered. NFAB products are handcrafted in the USA, delivering unsurpassed quality and durability with cutting-edge style. Available in cab length, wheel-to-wheel, and fed access models, NFAB nerf steps offer the widest array of configurations to access your vehicle. NFAB also offers a wide range of mounting solutions for auxiliary lighting, including pre-runner light bars, light cages, and full replacement front bumpers. All NFAB products are backed by a lifetime craftsmanship warranty and a five-year finish warranty. To find out where to buy NFAB products, visit www.n-fab.com or call 866-806-NFAB. NFAB, truck products for truck people. Usually, safety comes at the expense of comfort or mobility. Notice how we said usually? Back in 2007, many of you bought the wrong neck brace by mistake, and we don't blame you. We did, too. But there's good news. You don't have to make the same mistake again. Since then, things have changed drastically. The all-new line of Atlas braces are 20% lighter, have three times more suspension in them, maintain the much-needed flexibility, and even contact 27 more percent surface area of your body than the competition, all in a smaller overall package to make it feel like you're wearing less. The experience speaks for itself. The only thing left to do is join RV, Jason Anderson, Dean Wilson, and Martin Davalos to experience why Atlas is the fastest-growing neck brace on the market. Get yours today at 
atlasbrace.com. Follow them on social media at atlasbrace to find out new and exciting things all the time from Atlas Brakes. We thank those folks for coming on the show. If you're on the fence about a neck brace, please try the Atlas one. Best one out there. For 2015, X-Brand has added stellar new colorways to our exciting Volcano, Phantom, and Limited lines. You know Nick Way demands the illest style, and now with RCH Racing's Brock Tickle on board, we have assembled a motivated squad. Our simple approach to a fresh look, unmatched comfort, and elite performance remains pegged in the red. You can rest assured knowing X-Brand has you covered with a full offering of lenses, tear-offs, laminates, nose guards, and our zip-off system. Order direct through the EKSBrand.com store and enter discount code PULPSHOW15 to save 30% now. Hey guys, it's Brady Chisholm here. Listen up. You'll spend $9,000 for a new bike, $3,000 for bling, and you wonder why I have monkey butt? I'll tell you why. You didn't go to GutsRacing.com for new seat foam and cover. Guts Racing has been the leader in seat technology for 25 years. They've worked with every top rider at some point in their life, and that tradition continues. With riders on teams such as Cycle Trader Yamaha, Motor Concepts Racing, RCH Suzuki, Yoshimira Suzuki, Pro Circuit Kawasaki, Geico Honda, they have worked with them all. They have riders like Cal Chisholm, <laughs> Ben LeMay, Matt LeMoyne, Ryan Sipes, Brett Metcalf, and many, many more. They have been working behind the scenes with factory riders for over two and a half decades. So here is your chance to join stars of Supercross, Motocross, Arena Cross, GNCC, and FMX by taking advantage of the discount they have going on. If you head over to GutsRacing.com and use the code PulpMX2015, it'll save you some money, save you from having monkey butt. It's a win-win. Head over there and check them out, guys. The leader in design and development of high-performance dirt bike camshafts, Hot Cams is now a proud supporter of the Pulp MX Show and its listeners. Looking to increase the horsepower of your engine without spending a fortune? You need to get a set of Hot Cams. Engineered using state-of-the-art valve train software and CNC machined from 8620 billet steel, Hot Cams camshafts are one of the most economical, reliable, and easy-to-install ways to add 5 to 10% power gain to your engine. By selecting one of our three stages of camshaft profiles, you can specifically tune the power power band of your engine to best suit your riding style. Designed, dyno-proven, and made in the USA, Hot Cam's performance camshafts are used by privateer riders like Jimmy Albertson, Mitchell Oldenburg, Michael Lieb, Adam Entignap, Nick Schmidt, and the Monster Energy Leading Edge Kawasaki team. Hot Cam's wants to help you get the extra power you need by offering all Pulp listeners a 30% discount on all orders placed online at hotcamsinc.com. Type in the discount code HOTCAMS2015 at checkout. Hot Cam's. Unleash the power within. How's it going? My name is Chris Laredo. Patrick Barker. Scott Lewis. My name is Ben Shearmeyer. I'm a mechanic for Jason Anderson. Weston Pike's mechanic. Wrench on the number 10. Justin Brayton. Crab work for Justin Marshall. We are running uh, Galfer. Galfer. Galfer brakes. Uh, the best thing, yeah, it's like it's better on Galfer. Do you own a KTM like Andrew Short? Then listen up. You can stop searching for the best place to get genuine KTM parts and accessories. Grab a whole shot like shorty. Go directly to KTMPartsExpress.com, your number one online source for KTM parts and accessories. There's no shortage of genuine KTM parts in our huge warehouse, as well as a full selection of KTM power parts and power wear accessories. We also offer the same aftermarket parts and accessories that you see on Shorty's bike for your own KTM. 
29 years of experience would be impressive, but we have over 35 years of experience in the motorcycle industry. We're here to serve you with a huge inventory, great prices, and fast, dependable service. The staff at KTM Parts Express is not short on experience and will process your order with speed and accuracy. Our goal is to get you the parts you need in the shortest amount of time. If you're in need of KTM Parts or accessories, this is the place to shop. Race Tech. Privateer proven. When riders choose, they choose Race Tech. Supporting the world's fastest racers. Providing factory level products, support, and service to the everyday rider. Each setup and product is 100% guaranteed and made in the USA. When racers choose, they choose Race Tech. Visit Racetech.com for a full listing of suspension parts, tools, and information. Or check out Paul Feed's Motorcycle Suspension Bible, your guide to everything suspension. To receive 20% off parts and labor, enter discount code PULPMX2015 when ordering. Racetech. Motocross bikes have become very advanced over the past seven years, and yet ignition coil technology hasn't changed for almost 40. Almost 40. As a rider, you change sprockets, exhaust, ECU mapping, and even engine internals to gain an advantage. So with four times more energy than that of a stock ignition coil, the Black Ops Moto ignition coil is race-proven to help engines starting, throttle response, and acceleration when it's needed most. The Black Ops Moto coils are designed for two-stroke and four-stroke engines, as well as vintage and Evo bikes. Replace those tired, worn-out ignition coils with proven performance coil. Stop overlooking the obvious and contact us today. Pulp MX listeners will get 15% off just by emailing or calling us directly at Black Ops Moto. You can also visit us on Facebook or at BlackOpsMoto.com. Black Ops Moto. Don Emler had a simple vision for FMF Racing when he started it in his garage back in 73. Provide top-level U.S. racing equipment at the grassroots level. 43 years later, FMF Racing is known for delivering the world's top performance exhaust products. Today, Don's vision continues to guide the family-operated company in its 100,000-square-foot state-of-the-art manufacturing facility in the heart of Southern California, where 100% of everything is built under one roof. FMF is factory. Hey, 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 W-Wheels. Now that I got your attention, let's talk about wheels. WUSA, based in Orange County, California, the nation's leading supplier of high-quality wheel sets for some of the best teams in the sport. They carry the top brands like Talon, Kite, DID, Excel, as well as Galfer and Brembo Brakes. All the W-Wheels are built by the same guys, that build Chad Reed's wheels. Whether you have a new bike or looking for a set of new race wheels or a backup set of wheels, W can get what you need. Complete wheels are not in the budget. Let W rebuild your stock hubs with their OE spoken nipple kits and a quality rim like DID or XL. WUSA, used by Reed, Rocks, and Millsaps, Anderson, Dungey, Short, Brayton, Grant, Antonap, Peters, Partridge, Freeburg. They all use and trust W for all the wheel needs. If they trust W, why don't you? 
don't buy a, a set of cheap wheels. Just because you paid $500 for a set of wheels, you're not going to put those on your bike. They're not that good. Really, seriously. WUSA.com. Anything you need. Cool colors. Better strength. They've got it. And they've been proud supporters of the Pulp and Mech Show for many years now. And we thank those guys. WUSA.com. Do it. Vortex Racing, the leader in top quality racing components for over 15 years, is now a proud supporter of the Pulp MX Show. All Vortex Racing products are made with the best materials and the tightest tolerances. All because Vortex Racing is owned and operated by guys just like you, enthusiasts and riders that demand the best. We have over 1,000 different gear choices to suit your needs and track conditions. All sprockets are cut from 7075T6 aluminum and come in an assortment of colors. Want something even stronger? Check out our full line of laser-cut steel sprockets. Besides sprockets, Vortex offers V3 oversized motocross handlebars that are 29% stronger than the competition. With years of research into these bars and top riders like Arena Cross champion Tyler Bowers putting their trust in them. You know know these bars bars can take the abuse you'll give them. them. Remember, there's a reason champions choose Vortex. So the question is simple. Do you want to join the ranks of James Stewart and FMX legend Ronnie Renner? Choose Vortex. For more information, check out VortexRacing.com. All Pulp MX listeners are getting hooked up with a discount on any Vortex Racing product. Just email roger at vortexracing.com for promo code PULP2015. Or call them at 800-440-3559, extension 222. See you on the track. Welcome back, everybody. You want to win a Fly F2 dubstep helmet? Who doesn't? Just uh, email contest at pulpmxshow.com. So it's football Kennedy style. Welcome back, everybody. Appreciate you guys coming in. BTOsports.com, Fly Racing, Race Tech Suspension, Vortex Racing, Roost Graphics, X-Brand Goggles, NFAB Jeep and Truck Parts, Hot Cams, Works Connection, Atlas Neck Braces, FMF Racing, W Wheels, Guts Racing, Two Under, Galfer Brakes, KTMPartsExpress.com, Black Ops Moto, David Villeman, Michael Antonovich from Transworld and Studio. Appreciate it. Ronnie Stewart, Nick Schmidt, Kelly Rusk, Ronnie and uh, Kelly Rusk and uh, Ben LeMay all on the show. So great to have you guys listening. Great to have you guys in tonight. Let's get some emails. Uh, Cody sent this in. He says, hey, Steve, it seems every year a rider runs away with the points lead because of this sport being so mental 
It will happen time and time again. NASCAR had the same problem, so they changed it. What about the first 10, riders, 10 rounds of Supercross to qualify, then the last seven rounds is the championship points? Yeah, Cody, as any listener to the show knows, change something, Anton. I've been saying that forever. I think like change would, something. As big as NASCAR is, they can do that. Dude, think about how many people would just go to the races to watch on a Saturday night. And if you told them the last four races the points were reset, they wouldn't know what the hell you were talking about. That's fine. They're still going. You know what's easier that I've been saying for 10 years? Who, who's that singing? Gord Downey. What you Tragically do? Tragically hip. It's best band ever. Next to Van Halen. It's debatable. You need. You know what you need in Supercross? You need a caution flag at the 10 lap mark. Okay. And then a restart, like a rolling start. You do like one slow lap and then a, a, a restart. Like a I'm rolling fine. restart. I so everybody is one, right. like, kind of like a, a, a staggered start, yeah. but you don't yeah. stop. You just roll. Everybody go back together, and then you have another race. Because sometimes at lap 10, you can go and, you know, I, look, go I, get your car and get I, out. I, I can't say this loud enough on this show. I've been saying it for years. Change something. Change the points. Ch- give points for whole shots, for heat race wins, for fast qualifiers. Do a yellow flag half lap. Make five races, two ten lappers. Make a chase. I don't care. Change something. We change every sport in our in the world. It's changed. Be it stick and ball sport, be it soccer, be it uh, 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 Formula One, be it MotoGP. We don't change anything in our sport. Why don't we try some, try something different? Try something different. Doesn't but work. We'll I go think, back. I think if you give points to e races, qualifying. Then the gap in the championship be even bigger. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Do you know whatever, what I mean? Whatever. Absolutely. That's, sure. That's, that's kind of like some, because pretty much the same guys win, you know, those things. So I think uh, the rolling caution flag uh, restalled or whatever mm-hmm. at uh, 10 lap round. Sure. Oh, after 15. It doesn't care. You know, I, like yeah. you do the last five laps like a dash for cash yeah. type deal. Right. And. Um, so different strategy, different. Um, I'm okay with it. Uh, different uh, preparation, training, and uh, I but don't yeah, mind, I don't it, mind it, the chase. It, I think the chase would be cool. What's the chase? A reset, like they do in yeah. arena cross. Yeah, yeah. Or, or arena NASCAR. cross, or NASCAR. NASCAR. I have no idea how they do it. Yeah, it's the same thing. They reset everything. You get uh, like with ten races left, or something. And then everybody, yeah. only X amount of guys qualify, and then. Only they can race for the championship. Anybody else doesn't matter. Well, and if you have the most wins, you get but, seeded but, with five but, more yeah. points or whatever. So, yeah. so you can still race, but you don't count on you don't nothing? Count. Right. Okay. Yeah. You've already, you're racing for like points within the thing, but you're not going to win the championship. It's kind of like how NHRA does it. Yeah. I don't end. think that helped clarify things for him. Yeah. <laughs> it could have. Uh, <laughs> was that drag, drag racing? Yeah. yeah. Drag racing. Yeah, Chris sent this in. I work in the industry, and I've been involved in motorcycles in the industry for my entire life. I wasn't sure if I was getting old or the dangers were growing. This last show confirmed my fears, and I commend K-Dub for putting himself out there and pushing for change. None of us want to bite the hand that feeds us, but we need to protect our sport's future. We should proceed very cautious with this subject and use accurate knowledge before mandating anything other than slower bikes. I uh, hope this opens more eyes and get the sport fi- people figuring out how to keep everyone safe. I got a ton of emails about our safety show last week, so that's cool, guys. I really appreciate it. I can't, can't read everything. Uh, I can't get the voicemails for everybody either on that, but I uh, appreciate you guys uh, listening. Uh, this guy said restrictor plates would help limit the intake manifold to choke the bikes down. Safety because the speeds are lower. Uh, something we've all touched on about that. Matt said that, so... 
it's not like one thing is going to change. No, it would have to be sweeping changes through everything. Like I watched a video from the nineties the other day, guys were stacking it up off triples and through sections and just bouncing up and then running away again. Jumps were way smaller. Bikes were slower. It's not just one thing. This guy has a point. Mike says, uh, if you listen, if you watch the GoPros of the riders, Mm -hmm. they're barely touching their throttles on a four fifty on a supercross track, which is true. Yeah, obviously, barely touching them. So, you know, if you want any. Case that the bikes are too big for these stadiums. Look at a GoPro, and uh, you know. So, um, but you have to, you know. Yeah. Obviously, the protection is something. You know, like everybody rides Supercross with only a jersey. Yeah. Like the guy that plays soccer has the same protection <laughs> yeah, as you. Yeah, it's insane. <laughs> you know, like or basketball, you it's, have the same protection. It's absolutely insane. So I'm not for protection. I never used any because. What about it, in the bedroom? It sucks. Protection in the bedroom. I'm, I'm, Kiefer just asked that. He just texted me. Yeah. What about in the kitchen? Sometimes we do it in the kitchen. <laughs> you know, we change it up. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, but, you know, yeah. like, protection also. After well, there's a debate of neck braces. Is it good? Is it bad? Some say yes. Some some swore by it for a few years. Now it says, oh, that sucks. I don't want to wear it anymore. So It's I've, hard. To, like, I know the chest protectors don't solve everything. But it's hard to not believe that chest protector wouldn't help you in some manner in some crashes. I mean, look at Jake's crash where he has tire marks all the way down his back. Yeah, like and you mean, know, like it they, would still it, suck. You yeah. know, there's a French company. I, I'm going to plug them in. RXR. RXR that makes like a inflatable chest protector. You, you can get hit by a baseball bat. You don't. You mm-hmm. don't feel a thing. And they like re- with they... plastic, you, you get hurt. You yeah. Get hit by a baseball bat, and this is like. Super neat uh, thing, and uh, that's something you know as a protective no, um, guest, pretty good. You know RXR, right? Yeah. Why they, do you think that that hasn't caught on? One. Like, why that particular one hasn't caught on? I mean, you see it pop up here and there, but just you guys. wore, it, didn't you? For a little <laughs> that's right. Yeah, but it uh, was like the like the first when they came out, they were right. bulky and big. But now they're like they look more like a vest, yeah. like they're kind of skinny on Michael the shoulder. Michael Lieber wears them. Yeah. Michael Lieber wears them. Yeah. And. Uh, I'm trying to do something with them, you know, like trying to help them up somehow. I haven't figured out how, but that's something that could be good. And, you know, it's tough for me to say, oh, you need to protect yourself because I always wore a stupid um, jersey in Mm -hmm. Supercross. It's insane to think about these guys racing and they got a cotton jersey on and the speeds they're going. It's not cotton anymore. It's not 1995. Sorry. But there's a couple guys that will run like a foam roost guard. But that's just to like knock a rock. Yeah. It's It's not going to do And that's what we use this in uh, outdoors. Yeah. So it's jersey only in Supercross and then that little vest with the foam just for roost, you know, like a roost guard. But it's not really like something that protects like your ribs or your, your... uh, spine or whatever. So I think protection is a, is a big deal. Obviously. Guts racing, uh, official uh, seat and seat foam cover company, all that kind of stuff for Yoshizuki, RCH Suzuki, Moto Concepts, Pro Circuit, Geico. Uh, they got some really trick stuff for the guys from Guts. And they also got stuff for older bikes as well. So they cover you for the latest, greatest racing and uh, as well for the older bikes too. Pulpamex 2015 saves you at GutsRacing.com. If you're in the market for a seat, Please check out GutsRacing.com. Uh, great guys and uh, been supportive of our show for a couple of years. Pulp and Mix Show presented by BTOSports.com and Fly Racing. Um, voicemails. Uh, 702-586-757. You can call anytime. Leave a voicemail. Got a ton of them this week, again, from that safety show. And I want to thank you people for listening to that. And 
I mean, it, it, we didn't have a lot of answers, but we had a debate. We talked about it, good and bad. And, um, yeah, so it's um, one of those things, man. We had a ton of messages. I can't play them all. I got them all, though. I promise you that. And um, uh, here's some of the best voicemails of the week. Hey, Mathis, what's up? Garrett here from Utah. Hey, first-time caller. Um, wanted to call in and talk about something pretty cool I saw over the weekend. Being from up here in Utah, wanted to go check out the Enduro Cross. I've seen a few of them live. Don't follow the series all that closely, but obviously uh, it was in town, so I figured I'd go check it out. Obviously, uh, skipped out on watching the uh, Supercross Live, recorded it, and came home and watched it later that night. But anyway, something really cool happened. Um, I don't know if you noticed this or not, or if you if you watch the Enduro Cross, if you noticed this or not when you thought, but they did this hot, hot lap to basically get gate pick, which I thought was pretty cool. The uh, Mike Brown busted out this quad, the on-off section. Obviously, everybody was hitting all night. And he ended up quadding it, didn't end up hitting it at all in the main event, but that one quad that he ran in that hot lap got him probably a second or two faster from what I remember over Cody Webb. And uh, anyway, ended up getting the gate pick, got the start. Colton Hanker and and Webb go down, and uh, anyway, basically won him the whole main event. I know there's other factors that go into it. He obviously you know, how to ride smooth and still get the start and all that kind of stuff. But basically that one jump beat everybody else out on that hot lap, got him the start, and it changed the whole night. So I thought that was pretty sweet. He was the only one that busted it out and didn't even bust it out in the in the main event. But anyway, um, keep up the good work. Enjoy listening to the show. Super bummed about Trey and those guys. I was happy to see uh, Eli do well in the main event. And uh, – but anyway, super bummed for the rest of those guys. I'd like to see them all stay healthy. Anyway, talk to you later. Bye. Uh, Antonovich, I left this in for you. Uh, parent company of Transworld owns Enduro Cross. Go to every Enduro Cross you can. <laughs> what do you think, though? You have to cover some of them now. Yeah, Daytona was the first one I ever did. Uh, watched it on TV and everything, but yeah. we've never really given it a ton of attention as Transworld itself because. It's yeah, Transworld Motocross is not Transworld Enduro Cross, right? It's so rad, though. Like, to go to that, it's a good show. Like, it legitimately is a good show. Yeah. It's, it's, it's exciting to watch. Right. Enduro Cross? Yeah. yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. Awesome. I love it. Yeah. I mean, it'll be, it'll be big, and it shows all that stuff that we never see. I mean, do you really want to go run out in the woods for four hours and watch guys that you're going to see for one section? Or yeah. just see it all in the thing? It yeah. brings the best of everything in one place. It's good because... Every- Anything can happen mm-hmm. at any second. Yeah, no, you I mean win Brownie the, you was could, leading Daytona, yeah. went down to the rocks, and then dropped. You it. could win the race and crash seven times. <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean. Like it's, it's yeah, it's actually pretty fun. Yeah. Those dudes are so gnarly too. Yeah, no, like for are. I think it's Colton. I mean, he has internal injuries, and then Daytona was his first race on the bike, and they're getting it bigger for it to be in the X Games and stuff like that. I think that hot lap thing is one thing that they could bring. I mean, they do it in Bercy, they do it in Lille, they do it in all these other Supercross yeah. races. Do it on a Saturday night. Just what do something different. I'm something. just gonna. I'm just gonna keep repeating that. No, like, no. We just... hey, it's Super Bowl, whatever. It's lame. Is it lame? Yeah. I haven't been to Bursa. It's, so it, it's a snoozer. You're lame. Watching one dude racing by himself, like like 15, 15 guys in a row. It's lame. Seriously. I think you do five. You're lame. Huh? Well, only five guys. Then yeah, all the private cheers are going to say, "Oh, I want to do That's this true. thing." Oh, here we go. So, let's let's hit this. Yeah, I just had a real quick deal. Everybody's talking about the displacement stuff, and maybe someone said it and I haven't heard it. 
but they did it with the 500s. The 500s used to be raced, and they went away, and and the manufacturers still made 500s even after they quit racing them. And and then the 125s came about. I mean, the same thing with the 450s. Everybody ditched the 250s. I mean, if the racing sanctioning bodies say this is what we're going to race, the manufacturers either get on board or then they don't sell motorcycles. Just a thought. Thanks a lot. I think the people, they think they're so quick to to build a bike or stop production, you know. Yeah. The guys, that, the Japanese guys, they have production for like 2017, yeah, you know, the yeah. bike's already... Well, yeah. <laughs> part, of, part of the reason why KTM is getting a little jump on these guys. Yeah. They can stop stuff and production stuff and yeah. change it and, you know... It's and, not as know. easy as that. I think it right. has to come with the manufacturer. Say, yeah. hey, we're going to stop making 450, we're going to make only this yeah. and, you know, if you want to race, you're going to race what we sell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, I had a side note question for you, Steve. Huh? You can, I had a side note question. Oh. Uh, you guys can totally chime in on this if you, want, if you want. Nowadays, if you were to walk into a dealership and there was a YZ250 or a KTM 252-stroke versus a KTM 254-stroke, just the SXF, not the factory edition, which one would be better? Obviously, performance-wise, a four-stroke, but which one's raw faster? Uh, the 252-stroke or 254-stroke? Both compared together. Well, faster ah. meaning more horsepower. Two fifty. So two, same two engine size. Yeah. Two stroke would be better. Okay. Always. Yeah. Now, if you had the option as a pro rider to race a two stroke in a two fifty class, do you guys think more riders would do that? Depends on who they are. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, the tracks that they are now, dude. Good luck getting over a lot of that stuff on a two fifty two stroke. You have to be perfect. You had to be perfect as it was ten what? years ago. What? What are you talking about? If you had to race a two fifty two stroke. On the current tracks, don't you think it would be a little bit more difficult? Because uh, current truck against what bikes? Against 254 stroke now. It'd be easier. Be easier, you think? A, a 252 stroke is a better bike but than a 254 stroke. Track. It depends yes. on what the track's like. Yes. If, it's, if it's hard and you slick. Th- you can, or, you, you know. can take a Chariot uh, 2004 250. You would win in a 250 class. Yeah. 254 stroke class. You will win tomorrow depends. with that bike. It depends. I, I don't think it would be... Yeah, if you put like a... I'm gonna make friends. <laughs> I don't know if you put put somebody that sucks on a 250 class on a 254 stroke, he's gonna suck. It's not the bike; it's yeah. the, the guy. If you put, let's say, uh, Martin or Bogle, he's gonna go faster on a 252 stroke than a 250. So you're saying stroke. we did that thing? A Depends. Couple if years it's Anaheim ago. one, if it's Anaheim one that night slick. It doesn't that, matter. That kind of stuff. So it doesn't know, matter. So DV, you're saying let's just say Hangtown. If you got Bogle practice one on it, it, it doesn't matter the, the the track, the class, the the date. Two fifty two stroke better than two fifty four stroke. So the riders will have faster lap times on the two stroke. Yes. We did a thing okay. a few years. Don did it with Jason Lawrence and had two fifty two stroke. I remember two fifty four stroke. Two fifty two stroke was faster. Yeah, and that was apparently I don't know. It was way before I was there, but a deciding factor on what happened that summer. But in the amateur level, you know, you could race 254-stroke and 252-stroke together. Mm-hmm. How many guys stayed with the 4 Yeah, I mean, we yeah had, because they stupid. We yeah. had Kevin, Kevin Benoit rode 252-stroke and 254-stroke uh, on a separate series, and he, he did pretty well on the 252-stroke on the East Coast as, as opposed to the 4-stroke the on, the, on the West but Side. It depends what you put in there. Well, was, that's just it. You know, seriously, if you're a magazine mm-hmm. – Makes like a, a shootout between a, a 254 stroke, 252 stroke. I don't, I don't have to read the magazine. Do you know, you don't have to try. It's the 254 stroke is made to ride with 125. Yeah, you know, and 454 stroke with 
215. It, 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 it depends a little bit because uh, if you're riding the four-stroke and you make a mistake on a two-stroke, you can't jump a section because you got to hit it perfect. A four-stroke guy you, could you, jump, get you over all, something. You, you, all, know? you all high. <laughs> no, I'm not high. Well, you are high. I'm with you. The two-stroke is no, better. No, but you're high. But there's you, advantages to the four-stroke. No, there's, there's no, there's no advantage to the four-stroke. There's in no. Whoop, listen whoop, to me. You're listen take, to you're me. Gonna, you're going to take a 252 no, stroke. Listen to me. There's okay. no advantage. Oh my god. There's no go. advantage. Same uh, size engine, two stroke, four stroke. Yeah. You they, don't. You don't think a four stroke gets through whoops faster? Man, no, for sure not. Really? Take a RC uh, RM uh, 250 mm-hmm. uh, 2005. Yeah. Even today, you put uh, like... No, uh, you're, you're, there's advantages for a 254 stroke. No, I'm not saying it's better. You're high. You're high. You're just high. I can't, uh, I can't really at, talk to you okay. when you what, say stupid shit like this. Which bike has more torque? Which bike has more torque? I don't give a shit. You don't give a shit about torque coming around the inside no, of, listen a, to me. of a hard pack slick corner? Listen to me. You don't care. I don't you give don't a think, shit. You, you, listen to what I'm saying. Seriously. Listen to what I'm saying. I, I'm not talking to you when you're that stupid. Listen to what I'm saying. There's, I, I'm not hard listening. Hard pack slick turn. Four stroke it or does, two stroke? Which hooks up better? Which does. has more torque? Which puts can the you torque st- down? Can you stop with this thing? You're not answering my question. No, I'm going to answer the question like. You're not answering my question. I'm 450 just... four stroke on the slick is awesome. Now nobody can open the throttle on the four stroke. There's no traction. Say, so, oh, no traction. No traction this. No traction it's that. That's a different bike. That's a more CC, more horsepower. It, it doesn't more matter. Torque. You're, you're, it break, does. you're breaking loose. I know what you're saying. You're getting too much horsepower. To, you're getting wheel spin. It doesn't matter. Doesn't on matter. a 254 Don't, stroke, there's it's no different. comparison. Okay. You take a 254 stroke, okay. you can take Chariz, a 10-year-old bike. Well, it's the same bike now, so it doesn't matter. The new two strokes are selling are the same bikes as No, they're, they're different, but whatever. What? Suspension are different or whatever. But take his factory bike, you know, Dusty from mm-hmm. 2004. Yeah. Even with Take Jeremy Martin's factory bike. No, even with uh, the steel frame 2004. Yeah, yeah. 11-year-old bike. Take Jeremy Martin's factory bike. You, you take Chai Reed, the same Chai Reed. Mm-hmm. You put it in a 250 class, he's going to win. Mm. Well, depends on I mean. I'm, you mean what? Now you're talking about Chad Reed, the same rider on the same course. I'm talking no, about no, two guys racing no, against listen, each other. No, listen to me. You two take, Chad Reeds? No, no, no. You, you take Chai Reed. Okay. Yeah. No more discount tire. Factory Yamaha 2004. You line up in the East Coast Listen, with not, a 250, he's going to win. I'm not arguing with you that the two-stroke is a better bike, but the four-stroke has advantages <laughs> over a two-stroke on a track. Somebody shoot me. Okay. Give, right. shoot me. Ne- ne- let's go. I'm surprised you don't realize that. Hey, you think Steve, you would. No. Uh, this is a question for you or Kevin, if uh, he's still on when you guys get this. But I had a question about with the displacement that's going on nowadays with the 450s being you know, upward of... 55, 58 horsepower. Um, wasn't the 500s pretty much done away with because of the horsepower issue back in the day? Uh, just curious why we're back up in that horsepower range again, and the 450s are still hanging around. And you know, from my understanding, the 500s were done away with because they were too powerful and guys were getting hurt. And now we're back in that same situation. I know you guys kind of been touching on, you know, bringing the displacement back down and everything, but just kind of curious to hear your opinion on why you think the 450s are still hanging around if the horsepower is the issue that we had, you know, with the 500s. Uh, it wasn't really. Love the show. Like we talked earlier, it wasn't really a horsepower issue, but suspension. 
No, it wasn't. The... 500s made more horsepower. In, yeah. So. Well, I mean, suspension compared to then and now is what I meant. Yeah, but they, they, they stopped making them. Suzuki didn't have one. Yamaha had a real cool and a Andrew bike, hmm. you know. So. Hey, Steven. I uh, just wanted to give you a call and see if you might be able to check in with Tit and see how much it would cost for him to uh, be willing to come back on the show. Um, <laughs> I'm sure there's enough people out there that would be happy to have him back and would be willing to uh, pitch in some money to go towards his pay. So uh, let's see what we can do about that. And, uh, yeah, it'd be nice to, to have Tit back. You don't know what you have until it's gone. No, it's a bit cliche, but uh, man, I tried giving Devin a try. Not working out too well. He gave Let me a try. Goodbye. Hey, I have a question. For buy you. me out of my contract. Hey. If you hate me, that buy me much, out of my contract. Buy me out of my you have contract. a contract? <laughs> I do. Hey, about this. Hey, about this. I have a question for you. Yes. Would tits got boots by now? Uh, I don't know Even because if he did, he wouldn't have used a road because he'd. Here's tell what Tits would have done. Silencer on his exhaust. Here's what Tits would have done. Tits yeah. would have called JT <laughs> on the side and said, "Hey man, give me a pair of boots because I, I work for the Paul <laughs> Show." Like he called Aaron Kennard for tickets and you know and the Optrix job that he got that he claimed he didn't get from the show. That kind of stuff. But that's the hustle, though. Okay, overall. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Overall percentage: one out of ten rating me versus Tits. It's hard to do. Hard it's, to say. You're the boss. Well, you, yeah, you're my manager. There's things that Tits does are better than you, and there's things that you do than better than Tits. That's it, great. It's a real. Com, co, it's a real. Cons, dude. But it's tough because you're young, you know, and he's like older dude, so more maturity. Or Who whatever. Tits is? Yeah, 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 yeah. There's a, ma- a maturity of, difference. But. Tits didn't have a lot of passion for this show. Oftentimes, he would just be staring at the ceiling. <laughs> so, who do you? Who would you rather work for, or with? Can I? Can I? <laughs> You know that machine in the fly? Yeah. The the. You know the the fly. Yeah, the movie Fly. You don't know the movie Fly. That had to be Goldblum. That had to be a great movie. That had to be a great movie. Okay. What so, year did it come out? Eighty six. Yeah, I wouldn't even. So a fly gets. It wasn't in, born. A fly yeah. gets into this <laughs> machine I, with Jeff Goldblum, and you know it's a teleportation machine. Yeah. And a fly gets in, and Jeff. Jeff Goldblum and a fly kind of merge to become one. He turns yeah, into yeah. a fly. I'd like to put Tits and and Devin in the machine and merge them to create a perfect you, producer. You have the great radio sun drop right now? No, he does not. No, I don't have it. You don't have the great radio? No, I, don't, I think we just took it off. Uh, I'd like to merge Tits and, and Devin. Great producer. All right, let's go. Buy me out of my contract. You don't have a contract. Buy me out of whatever you want to call whatever you, you have. You don't have a contract. Okay, well, whatever and at we this have, point, an agreement. Buy this, me out of our agreement. At this point, buy, buy you out. No, you're going to get fired. You're not going to get buy, <laughs> there's, there's bought no buyout. There's no buyouts. No separate package. <laughs> there's only f- fired. <laughs> See you later. I mean. Well, I'm talking to the guy who doesn't want to have me here anymore. The dude. And yeah, the but do you calls. have your job? Huh? Then don't worry about it. Yeah, yeah it's fine. Yeah. Hey, what, if, what if you Lisa, told me? Hey, from my experience, you know, 
don't get emotional with somebody that don't like oh, you. Oh no, no, I don't care. Nobody likes me. I don't. Yeah, I'm, I'm still <laughs> living great. Yeah, you know, no, like, I'm fine. It, it, the 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 side of it that people don't like me, I couldn't care less about. But there are people who call in and be like, I got it. What do I got to do to get rid of Gibbs? Oh no, there's Buy a, me out of this. It's the same thing. It's somebody that's passionate about. Oh man. I could do a moto job. Well, yeah, we just because you have a Twitter handle doesn't mean we you could were just do a talking about job. how you got blown out in the trans world comments. I get yeah, it dude. too. It happens. It, yeah. it happens. It, it, yeah. Everybody has an opinion. You're not going to make everybody happy. Right. As long no, as you exactly. have your job at the end of the day and you can go to bed and go, yeah, I got my shit. You're fine. My wife is worried about you guys driving home. So you she have... has to be at work. I know. So do you want to leave? No, I'm fine. But is Megan fine? She's fine. I'm sleeping. Pookie sure. is worried. There's a Starbucks on the street. I'll be okay. Okay. Right. The guy is going to go through the agricultural checkpoint <laughs> at 85 miles an hour, <laughs> sleeping. <laughs> There's a story. I uh, I went missing for like 12 hours when I first started working at Transworld. You went missing? Dude. You got abducted by someone? No, I fell asleep at my house and the phone died for like 14 hours after driving home from a movie premiere. The whole family went on lockdown because they're all in Illinois. Amber alert. Yeah. <laughs> they were calling. She was calling work. My mom freaked out. The landlord had to come check on me. It was bad. We we'll, get, we'll get through this. Don't worry. <laughs> okay. All right. We've been through that. Let's You'll go. make it through this. Yeah. Hey, Tits, you used to sleep in his, Steve. his yeah. truck. Yeah. Steve, I wanted to call in and share a dream I had about you last night. <laughs> uh, Whoa. <laughs> hold on. Who picks those voicemails? It's pretty funny. Listen to this. Uh, it was me. It was you, JT, and Tits. And we were all at a nice restaurant. <laughs> I was spilling my love for you and saying how much I love the show and everything you guys do for us uh, fans. And in the midst of all that, I offered to pay for dinner. And uh, the weird part, you started crying and got really emotional that I was so appreciative <laughs> of you and offered to pay for dinner. So uh, I was thinking it would be about $100 for dinner, no problem. Um, ended up being about $500, so the rest of the dream I was stressing on how I was going to pay for it. <laughs> so then it smash cuts to the race that we go to, and I text you to see where you are, and you say, sorry, bro, I'm in the VIP, and you just left me hanging. So thanks for that. You know, appreciate that. Um, anyway, what's the most you guys have ever paid for dinner or the guest has ever paid for dinner? See ya. Uh, the reason why uh, he left you hanging at the VIP is because you also didn't include Gibbs was hanging out at the dinner. So that's why. But continue. Pookie's mad at me right now. Pookie's well, always mad at text you. Text messages. She said I should have planned better, so I, I I'm not, so I don't make this show keep going on and on. And I'm f you, dude. That's what she's saying right now. That is literally what uh, she what's the most you ever paid for dinner? I don't know. Sorry. Good answer. I that. Uh, what is that? That wasn't my phone. That was your computer, I think. But it was yeah. weird that a Siri voice you know just came out of it. You know what? I used to take all the team uh, dinner. Ayama. Oh, yeah? I, I think before your time. What, what yeah, did you never you, paid, took me for dinner. What did you get there? Oh, three. Yeah, before that. Mm. And uh, I used to, you know, after the race or Saturday night, I would pay for everybody. Really? Yeah. So that uh. that was pretty high, but, you know. Huh? What's supposed to I don't remember. Anton? Toyota took me to dinner one time. Uh, I didn't pay for that, obviously. Uh. How much did we pay for that fondue that was shitty for our anniversary? Don't talk shit about French stuff. No, no, this was exceptionally <laughs> bad. Oh, the mel- melting pot place? It was, that was horrible. The worst melting pot I-, I went to melting pot. It's overrated. It sucks it balls. Like, it was like $130. Yeah. Bucks. Uh, I, I, have, you, have you ever done credit card roulette and lost? Every week. <laughs> Every week. I, I did too, yeah. Did you know like, what we do? Uh, we, do uh, we put our phones mm-hmm. in the middle of the table. 
Yeah. And first one who grabs it pays. Yeah. So that's tough. Yeah. That's a tough. For you, it would be. No, for all of us. Yeah. You know, we used to do that. We used to do that in Vegas. I think about. Um, you know, we spend a lot of uh, money uh, in clubs, though, more than dinner. Yeah, with bottle service and stuff and all yeah. that. Yeah. Well, you're a baller. That's ridiculous. That's like, if there's a Waffle House five. nearby, I'm fine. That's all <laughs> wow. I need. Five wow. figures for a few hours. Uh, Pook, Pookie just said, stop talking about me. Sorry, Pook. We okay. love you, Pookie. Where's the meatloaf? All right, let's go. F you, dude. <laughs> Mathis, just wanted to say great job on that show Monday. Not only was it the longest show, but it was the first show you didn't bring up the fact that you're a part of the Baker Factory, even though you're the only one that knows for a fact you're part of the Baker Factory. Uh, congratulations. Uh, I'm really proud of that because I was getting tired of hearing it the past five shows in a row. Steve, what's going on? Hey, man, first off, let me start by saying I have and always will listen to everything that you put out, man, and I really, really appreciate the work that you guys do. Um, but, man, last night's show, uh, wow, that was that was really good, dude. Keep that up for sure. Um, anyway, the, actually, the reason for the call, I, I just thought, you know, I've heard you guys talk a little bit about cleaning up the show and swearing less and whatnot, and, and for me, uh, it doesn't bother me at all, you know, but I just thought... You know, the, the intro song, the part with the uh, time to fuck or leave, maybe uh, either find a clean version of that or cut that part out or something. Like I said, it doesn't bother me, but just an idea, you know. kind of sets the tone for the show, you know, and the intro song has a swear word in it. But anyway, yeah, man, just, just thought I'd throw that out there. Anyway, keep it up, guys. Thank you. Hey, Steve. I've uh, got a question for you. I was just wondering, uh, you never, this past show, you've been talking about Dynamite a little bit. Uh, I don't know if you've touched base with it before, but is there bad blood between you guys? He's never been on the show. and I don't really know much history. I know he used to work for, for Trans World, but uh, I was wondering if you can just shed a little information on that. And if there isn't bad blood, why you have to, why you've never had him on the show? And also, uh, every time you guys go to the ex-brand tear-offs, and you don't say fear, I get very upset. So try to try to stay on top of that. Thanks. Uh, no bad blood with Don and I at all. He's been in here. He came in for a Vegas show. It was on 10, wasn't it? Uh, it was a while ago, yeah. He was in Vegas. He came by for the show. So no, nothing at all. I like Don. Don's a good guy. I text him every now and then, and uh, and we chat. So I'd love to have him up here. He just doesn't go to that many races. So. that your questions? <laughs> yeah. No. Anytime. Don, Don's good. Uh, how's he for, to work for? Awesome. Yeah. I, it's a long, long story of how I got here, and the way Don tells it is way more embarrassing than it is. But, yeah. I mean, it's who I wanted to work for since I was 15 years old. Yeah. I got it. So. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, yeah, I'd love to have him back in. And we did. I did a podcast with him, too, like an hour-long podcast years ago, too. About, yeah, when you guys were in Toronto, right? Uh, was that when we did it? Yeah. Okay. After the race? Yeah. Yeah, yeah maybe that was it. Yeah. And you do stuff with Ross all the time. Yeah. yeah. Hey, Mathis. Love the show. I'm sitting in lovely California traffic, so I was catching up on Monday's Pulp. Uh, it's funny you guys give Gibbs so much crap about uh, his pronunciation, and you have the funniest clips of you trying to do names. 
the link logo, link ogle, link 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 logo or whatever. And then if you go back to when you had the Robbie Reynard and and uh, Renner, I don't know who else you were saying you're you're doing the Robbie Reynard uh, back and forth. Who's on first style? Lost with names. It's that's some of the funniest stuff I've ever heard. I love the show. You guys keep it up. Uh, hope you have a good week. Hey, uh, DV, the, the freestyle guy, Deegan's old buddy at Metal Militia. What's his name? Link Ogle. Link what? Link Ogle. Larry Link Ogle. Link? Yeah. Link Ogle. Okay. All right. You got it. I thought it was Link Logle. Like two L's, you know? Like Link Logle. Link and Link Ogle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's not. So, I mean, this guy's it's apples and oranges. I just thought the guy's name was Link Logle or yeah. Link Logle. Yeah. I didn't know it was Link Coggle or Link Kogel or whatever. Yeah. I didn't know. I'm not a freestyle guy. I don't know. O-G-L-E. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. Hey, Pulp and Mex crew. This is Frank from St. Louis. Hi, Frank. I just listened St. to Louis. your last podcast about you know the safety of this. <laughs> you know Frank you from know St. Frank? Louis? It's probably just another white dude from St. Louis. There's a lot of us. You know Murphy Lee? <laughs> Uh, they had a Nelly. Yeah, I mean, we know people. Dude, him. I like Nelly. I used to buy his, uh, his <laughs> clothing line. What one? Vocal. The... Vocal? Oh, yeah. Remember that? You oh, get, yeah. Did you just get grills just like him? I wanted a grill so bad. Oh, yeah. So back, in, back okay. in 07. I can't delete that from the show. I'm going to have to leave that in there. That's fine. When you said I used to want a grill. You have to realize it's we're 10 years behind everybody else. Uh, the grill and the stash are already that uh. close together. You got to shave. Yeah, you got to shave the stash and have a grill. <laughs> yeah, what's with the stash? It's leaving tomorrow. My what? dad has one. Hey, November like is, is in uh, you know 10 months. <laughs> I was asking what's up with the stash. That's all. It comes and goes. Is that is that your only style right there? The stash? Is that Megan? Yeah. yeah. It's the Ipsta style, like Brad Pitt Ipsta yeah. style, you know? Yeah. I'll little... get a hard part in my hair. Yeah, you shit. got the hard part. You got yeah. the mustache. What's you got the, the polka part? dot What's shirt. The part? Or it's just really like this. Just like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you put a line on the side. And you shaved it? Yeah, 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 I've had the shaved line. I had the, I had the vanilla ice, like. Um, no, just the... don't go there. Yeah, oh, that's we did too it. far. If you do the vanilla ice, you got to have the grill. That's. I like cargos and flip flops. Talking yeah. about running a heist, he was in jail or whatever. Huh? Yeah, that's made no, perfect. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what? All right, let's go. Be of the sport, and I wanted to bring up an issue that no one seems to have brought up so far is the age. Sixteen is awful young for these guys to be pushed as amateurs onto full size bikes. Um, I'd like to see the minimum age be raised to at least eighteen to be a professional. I think that would help with some of these parents pushing their kids too early. And uh, one other thing, uh, do you ever check the Pulp content uh, or Pulp the Next Show contact form? I've sent a couple mm. questions, uh, never gotten any response from them. Uh, love the show. Keep up the good work. Thanks. Yeah, I don't check it. I need to start looking at that. I get a lot of. I feel so bad. I can't respond to all these emails I get. Well, you, you the, con- the contact way? form. Just yeah, contact form. People emailing me about and, the show, and, and 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 I saw some something online. This like a couple of days ago, it says. Hey, contact me through the contact page on Popomex. Yeah, if I mean, does that mean like no? But that just could, just send me something. I'll no, never read but it. I, I asked the guy to. I'd be looking out for that email. I'd be looking out for it to respond to. But I get so much emails and tweets, man. I feel bad. I, I used to proud myself on responding to these guys. Yeah. We have like probably four hundred unread messages on our Facebook because it's one point five million people that like the page. Yeah, but a lot of it is like, hey, share my page. Hey, do this. Hey, do yeah. that. You can't. 
you can't reply to everybody. You need to hire That's, me. I'll do it. I'll <laughs> yeah, I really want you. Hey, some privateer calls in for some advice. <laughs> I really want you on that. It would dear be the best DV, advice. Dear, dear so, DV. Somebody's going <laughs> somebody's to email you for writing advice. I don't know. I'm just saying. Uh, yes. Doubtful. <laughs> oh, really? What about my four Manitoba titles? Yeah. DV, how's your, how old is your oldest kid? Uh, she's going to be 12 in August. The day that they let you be a motivational speaker at the high school, take it. <laughs> for real. <laughs> Some people just got to be put in check sometimes. You could do a damn good job of it. No. I don't like to speak up for an audience. Yeah, clearly. <laughs> yeah, screw the 30,000 people listening right now. Yeah. 30,000? You're actually blowing a little smoke right there. That's uh, how okay. Much, how much smoke am I blowing? Uh, we got about 20,000 per show. 20, Between 17 and 20. Per show. Per show. And 95% of them are dildos. Are dildos. <laughs> <laughs> All the people in the chat room are 95% dildos. All the people in that chat room. And 95% just, just listen to what Watson's hate, saying. Like, hate me. Like, listen to Watson. Like, All those people in the chat room are 95% dildos. All those people in the chat room are 95% dildos. That is just so Watson. Yeah, but it doesn't make sense. All the people in the yeah, it's ninety five percent. That's what I mean. If it's all, it's hundred. That's what I mean. It's so Watson, and it's just so Watson. Man, that one gets a laugh like nine out of ten times every time. Uh, he. Uh, that's why. That's, what about the one where he said, "If you can't stand the heat, get in, the, get out of the bathroom." Something like that, right? <laughs> that's why. Last time I was on the show, he was googling the answers. Yeah, yeah. No, we haven't had it on since he, he promised me he wasn't. But yeah, how much longer we got? We got about. Two, three minutes. No, we're done. Okay. All right. Pulp and Mech Show presented by BTO Sport. I got a Pookie's going to kick my ass. If the Antonoviches have trouble getting home, I am going to hear this. Um, uh, Pulp and Mech Show presented by BTOSports.com and Fly Racing. Appreciate you guys listening. Thanks to our guests, Nick Schmidt, Killy Rusk, Ben LeMay, Ronnie Stewart. DV, always a good time. You said you were coming for just the beginning, maybe a couple of hours. Here's, and you, dude. Still good. Here it's you still are. Good. <laughs> it's still good to leave, you know? It's like, it's like so good when it just gets, comes off your lips. It, 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 you know, it's it's very good to make new friends. Oh, yeah. Every Monday <laughs> I come here. You know? <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, and, and Michael Antonovich from Transworld. Thanks, man. I hope you had fun. Hey, man. Uh, I'm sorry about See, keeping you late. I don't mind. Have me back whenever you'd like. When we're done and you go downstairs and you deal with Pookie, Please reassure her that you're okay with this. We're fine. All right, we're fine. Okay, just don't don't go like don't do run trip in one day like like this. Yeah, we're gonna. I thought you were staying because it was your anniversary. Yeah, I thought. Oh. Anniversary? Yep. Yeah, Two it's years. your anniversary. Two year wedding anniversary. Yeah. And they're already staying in Vegas. Yeah. Today. The day. The day. Damn. Yeah. And you know, staying in Vegas, a suite somewhere, a penthouse, hustler club, <laughs> crystal, crystal uh, hot tub. Come on. Yeah. I wish. Do it. Which is the club that you can bring booze in, but they're 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 fully naked. Uh, that's um. And but the other clubs no. you can't bring booze Little in, darlings. and they wear the bottoms. Little darlings. Little darlings. You want to go bring your booze and go to the fully nude one? I'm drink. Wait, I don't, I don't think you can. Can you bring booze? Yeah, you can bring booze as long as you it's just not can't full buy nude. it. You can't buy it. Though. Yeah. If it's full nude, no alcohol. If yeah. it's topless, alcohol. That's the rule in Vegas. I know that. Yeah. If it's full nude, alcohol in the parking lot. And, and uh, if full nude is it should be alcohol over. in the parking lot mm-hmm. everywhere. Yeah, that's what it my is. brother does. It is out here though. You can walk. You can walk outside right now with a beer in your hand, and no one will ticket you or have a reason to yell at you. But Why you go to Anaheim, and you're in the parking lot, and you have a beer, you'll get arrested. Vegas, 
America. The city that America. never sleeps. Freedom. <laughs> Hashtag America. The city that never sleeps. It's Vegas. Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. We really appreciate it. Fly F2 Dubstep Helmet. Email contest at com. We'll do a random uh, winner on that. Don't forget, you can get it on Stitcher. You can get this on Amazon, or you can get this on Pulp Max app. Pulp Max app, if you're going to buy something, go through the Amazon banner on pulpmex.com. We get a small chunk of it. And uh, thanks, everybody. Thanks to SwizzCore for his work behind the scenes. Gibbs, thank you, man. Always a pleasure. Uh, we are off next week. Sweet. Oh, wait, it's got another text message. Do I got to come back, though? Do I have to come anyways on Monday, you know, pick no. up my sector boots? Pookie just sent me a text with a bunch of clocks. She's F you, dude. Relentless. Um, we're not. We're off next week. First time in uh, since January, man. So uh, we're gonna enjoy that Monday night, and we'll be back the following Monday. Michael Antonovich from Transworld Motocross. David Villeman. I'm Steve Mathis. That's Devin Gibbs. See you in a couple weeks. There's something I want to get off my chest, and it's about that summer when you went away to community college. I got an offer to do Playgirl magazine, and I did it. I did a full spread for Playgirl magazine. I, I mean spread, man. I pulled my butt apart and stuff, and I was totally nude, and it was weird. I I mean, you probably didn't hear about it because I went under the name of Mike Honcho, but I just wanted you to know that. If you could hear me, if it got into your brain somehow, that I spread my butt cheeks as Mike Honcho.